Episode 8 of the Viragian Heresy. My name's Jody, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Chris. Hey Jody, how are you? Not too bad, buddy. You good self? Yeah, I'm alright. Good, good. And Freddy, how you doing, bud? I am metal rod hard for heresy. Oh, glad to hear it, glad to hear it. Not, not, you're talked for, talked for treachery and hard for heresy. Exactly. Titan stiff for uh, the Sigilite. Something tells me that Freddy is actually just sp- spending all night looking f- in, through a dictionary for synonyms <laughs> to certain words. <laughs> Something up. that has to do with hard-ons. Yeah. Yeah. Cocked for cataphracta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we could go all night long. Um, well, not without some Viagra, at least, I don't think. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> so we're back with episode eight, and on our show tonight, as always, we're going to be uh, having a look at what we've been up to. We've uh, got some updates on some things we've all been up to. We've got the news, and uh, we've got uh, one of our hosts. And tonight, it's Freddie. is going to bring bring you some interesting uh, list ideas, which we're looking forward to. And our special guest this evening is Mr. Tim himself from the Eye of Horus podcast. And he's coming in to talk all things Mechanicum with Chris, Freddie, and myself, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Um, was a lot of fun to do, is a lot of fun to do, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so, yeah, so let's let's get started off. Let's, let's begin, first of all, with getting the social media shout-outs out of the way, because I want to remember them and actually want people to hear them before they stop playing the episode. Um, so you can find us on... Uh, Facebook at the Varangian Heresy podcast. Uh, Twitter, we are at Varangian Heresy. Is that right, Chris? Yep, and that's me. You will be talking to if you send a message to that one. Cool. It's always good to know. <laughs> uh, email the Varangian Heresy at gmail dot com, and we have our website up and up and going, which is the Varangian Heresy dot blogspot dot com. So you can find, if I'm right, all our episodes well, are kind of linked up there at the moment, or at least the last couple. Currently, it's just uh, episodes. We might have some other content coming if we. Ever feel like doing that? Oh, committing to more more than just podcasting. This this is a big commitment. With I don't know if we're that kind of relationship just yet. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, that's the sort of relationship boundaries we want to set. It's it's to nice to have the episodes uh, collected on a one in one place for everyone who's not using Facebook. That that we've actually learned that there are two or three people actually not on Facebook these days. Yeah, I know. Weird, huh? Yeah. What the hell, man? How do they get invited to parties and things? I don't understand this. Yeah, exactly. And how do they find out interesting political results at four in the morning? <laughs> the news. Uh, oh, yeah, that still plays, doesn't it? Yep. But, no, fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I always thought that Facebook is where all the political commentators were at anyway. No, no, there's, uh, that's the place where everyone that re- doesn't really know what they're talking about are doing p- political comments. Ah, okay, okay. That explains yeah. what's happened over the last few weeks. Totally misunderstood it, Chris. That's like where the... You know, the combined knowledge of the human races. That's, yeah, it makes that it, is Wikipedia Facebook. looks like the fount of knowledge. Yeah. It makes 1D4chan look well like 1D4chan. Yeah, um, and there's nothing that can change the look, look out of 1D4chan. But we love it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever have any life, uh, you know, serious life questions, I always ask the internet. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Why am I coughing? Oh, your lungs may want to migrate. What? <laughs> Where to? Yeah. I don't know if my body's got room for another, for uh, for them to go there. Where? Where's it going? Is it going to my left leg or my right? I'm a footballer. Where do I play? I don't know. Help. That's usually the English team, isn't it? Well, no, not if you no if you can play, it's not the English team. Yeah, so it's the English team. You're trying to say I can't play football. I start, I'm trying to say that the English in general can't play football. Oh, fighting words, Chris, fighting words. But then again, uh, maybe you uh, shouldn't throw them rocks in your glass house. Yeah, I mean, I like you know who, who's through for the last sixteen of the Euro Championships at this moment in time. Uh, considering. Uh, my I'm sorry, I didn't hear, quite hear that, Chris. What was that? Considering my team actually won their game today, it's all right. Which which team was that? Germany. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. 3-0 versus uh, Slovakia. Yeah, they used... Oh, uh, right. they like used struggle they, for you. Right through <laughs> Slovakia. Are you trying to say they maybe blitz, blitzkrieged through Slovakia? Well, then? actually, that they're, wasn't they're far off. Alli- they're allies. They're allies. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Let's get let's move away from the European Cup before we <laughs> get, into, get in too much trouble. Yeah. Um, insult oh everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's not like we couldn't insult everyone. We, we we've got time. Um, you know, it, it's just a matter of how many words we want to use to insult them. Um, so tonight we, are, like I said, we're going to be talking um, talking Mechanicum. Uh, we're going to be going through the Mechanicum as a whole, give everybody a rough idea about the uh, the force and everything, and we have a good uh, good chat with uh, Tim and Chris about why they got into um, the uh, Mechanicum. I promise it won't be as long as uh, JP and myself battling on about the Iron Warriors. No. Well, uh, it, it will be just as simple as because they want to win games. <sighs> Yeah, well, I didn't want to sort of put it down to that, but you know, it's kind of that, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, we, we are actually the plan is not to really go into the into depth for every single unit of uh, the Mechanicum book, because Tim and Michael did that themselves for the, their podcast long yeah. time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's worth going back and having a listen to their episodes and uh, seeing what's there, and obviously continue to listen to ours as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so what's Let's actually we've we've got something we need to we need to clear up. We need to sort of put our hands up on something here and say uh, we goofed a little bit. Um, we have an errata to pick up on, don't we? Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna go ahead and uh, it's not one of it's one of ours as well. We're not we're not fielding for the uh, Northern Heresy because at the end of the day, with all the mistakes they've been making recently, <laughs> we've just sort of put it into a spam folder and hit delete all. Yeah. Um, but you know we, we'll still keep doing your uh, your. Um, your mail for you there, guys. Just keep sending it over. We'll keep deleting it. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I had a chat this morning with uh, Tom Gould, I think his name is. And it is Tom, yeah. We were talking about some nice plastic heresy because he just, fin- just finished that episode himself. So then he told me that we might have credited an army to the wrong person. Oh, dear. Okay, yeah, that's, that's not cool. That's, uh, well... The owner of the army haven't uh, told us anything, but we should really mention it anyway, I think. Yeah, so who do, who do we owe apologies to? Well, I think we m- m- might have credited the elf army wrong, the militia. Or oh, the elf, elf, oh, elf militia army, yeah. yeah. And that's 
apparently owned by a dude called Josh. And I, and as, I, as Tom says, I think you mentioned these guys as being Spencers. Uh, okay, yeah. so Spencer... Spencer got uh, the credit for Josh. <laughs> well, Spencer has the Solar Exilia Elf Army. So, yeah. uh, that might be, the, be why. That might be where we got a bit mixed up. So, um, yeah, Josh, we apologize. Spencer, and, uh, dude, why didn't you? Why didn't you step up and not? You know, why didn't you step up and say, guys, you got it wrong? I'm disappointed. On the other hand, if uh, there have been a misunderstanding from any part, both Josh and Spencer have nice armies. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well covered, Chris. Well yeah. covered. Well, well, Spencer's army is led by Clam Fandango, or what the fuck his name is, and <laughs> that's all yeah, I that's, know. That's the one with uh, led by. What is it called? Sigvald the Magnificent or something like that. Uh, subtle McSubtle. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically what you need to do, you need to find some place in the world where you can play your games and then you speed it up and see who has the most, you know, who has the greatest plastic fantastic uh, militia slash solar city army. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what we're, what we're saying is technically we haven't goofed. What we're actually doing is trying to find a way of bringing these guys together. Hmm. All, all we really want to do is uh, see Spence in his outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still disappointed we haven't said that. So this, on, this, is, this is this is really a long-winded way of saying we still want to see Spence in his elf costume. Yeah. yeah. Why hasn't this happened yet? Come on, Spence, oh. get on with it. You know, man up, man. We know those pictures exist. Yeah. Otherwise, well, we're we, we, Chris we, with we've his grab seen, uh, Craigslist. We know the pictures exist, but you know. I've not seen Craigslist, but I'll take your word for it, uh, Slanesh Demon, whatever it is. 32, I think it is, today. Is it 32? The other profiles have been deleted, right? Uh, or inactive. <laughs> or inactive, yeah. So we'll take, we'll take your word for that, Freddy. Yep. <laughs> that's good. So that's, that's the errata out of the way. We apologise to everyone, we got it wrong. Um, but considering this is episode 8 and we've got one errata so far, either nobody's listening or we're doing really, really well. And I like to think it's the second one. Um, I really just, hope it's the second so, one. <laughs> yeah, just so, just so hearts don't break. Um, yeah, so last episode we talked about what the, the fact myself and Chris talked about we were um, going to be jumping on to uh, the... Uh, TFL Telethon fight against Duchesne uh, muscular dystrophy and we did and my god it was a hell of a lot of fun yeah. uh, <laughs> it was a cool night um, there was uh, a large number of different podcasts on uh, all, all the cool podcasts were for 30k were represented um, so you had uh, um, ourselves obviously we, we were up first out of the podcast but uh, technically we were first anyway because we had freddie on there um <laughs> to start off with with chris from scattershot and then we had um after ourselves came the oh it came the boys from the eye of uh, horus yeah uh, tim and michael came on after us and there was and some then... really freaky kangaroo shit going going down in that uh, segment yeah, there was. There was some scary. I mean, I was expecting cryptids. I wasn't expecting freaky kangaroo shit. That was, that was some serious. You, you know, sort of YouTube, uh, Google search can't take it back kind of thing um, going on there. But you know, you live and learn. And apparently, we learned about kangaroo physiology. Um, it's an uh, important part. It's an important. It, is it really? Is it really an important part, Freddie? Because yeah, it is. I don't know. It gets neglected. I, I, I kind of feel like I need much. mind bleach after that episode. No, no, no. It's, it's a, you don't understand. Now you're enlightened. Oh. This is your first step to colonialism. Oh. 
Okay, we went there. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, so that was fun. Then after that, we had uh, Jens and Linus from uh, the Northern Heresy coming on. And uh, they had a good ch- chat as well with the, the Aussie boys hanging on for a little bit. And after that came the Age of Darkness. Am I right? Yeah, and the Magnificent and then, Beard of JP. And JP's Magnificent... magnificent magni- oh, fucking hell, I can't get the words outside. Magnificent Beard and Long Flowing Locks. But then, then Sean from the uh, Season Initiative came on and basically blew everybody out in the hair, hair league. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I have to say, I was pretty proud that I call it a no-score draw between myself and Josh on the beard off. <laughs> he he had length, I had girth. Girth equals mirth. Um, and at the end of the day, I, th- I think we we tied it up quite nicely on that one. So uh, Josh, brother, you know, it, it was good to have a beard off against you, uh, but you know, it was, it was it was important that we tied it up. <laughs> until basically. next time, Josh. Uh, yeah, until next time, when I shall have it grow longer and plaited and. So that, that's the only reason you're g- going with us to Texas then to cut his beard. Get him drunk, dude, while he sleeps. Yeah, and then outrun the ghost. No, do it while it, do it while he's sober, and just hope he doesn't have a gun within reach. <laughs> we'll just shave half of it. <laughs> Ouch! That's that's even worse. I mean, no, cut it short. Don't shave half a man's beard off. That's wrong. Half the beard, half the hair, half the eyebrows. Yeah. Why not just take a testicle as well at the end of it? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, just, it's exactly well, the same it's quite I, I, I don't want to give cut off a testicle entire, as well. I don't want to give him my entire plan. <laughs> Something okay. has it, to be a surprise. And it really is rude to cut <laughs> off a testicle as well with the hair. Yeah. No, it's kind of rude once you start taking anything, but you know, you go full hog. You might as well, you know, as somebody says, if you go full retard, you might as well go full retard. And, you so know, back to the telephone. Back to the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> back to the telephone. Chris is like, stop it. Back to the telephone. We'll never get a visa. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back to the telephone. Freddie, yep. give us an update on what was actually raised that night. Uh, One thousand two hundred and thirty-eight dollars. That is awesome not, work. Not dollary dues, but dollars. Actual dollars, which is actually even more stronger now. So. Yeah, thank God it wasn't in great in GB pounds, huh? Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I went there. Um. This is neither the place nor the nor the forum, though. No, and we're not going to keep that conversation going because we want to talk heresy, not well, not heresy. Yeah, we want to say talk. talk um, well, kind of, you know, Horace did a, a Brexit <laughs> from the Imperium, yeah. and look, so, look how well that went in the end. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. Let's not talk that because it's a divisive subject, and uh... it's a very divisive subject. And we're not a political broadcast unless we're talking about the heresy. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly. We're very well said, Chris. Especially very when well we're said. talking about the wonderful charity donations for this. Uh... Yep. Exactly. Nice. So, so right, we're up to actually now the raffle is up. Raffle the donation is up to fifty-one percent. Awesome. So we're over halfway there. So we got to get going. Uh, that's uh, basically that's uh, well done to everybody who donated. Thank you ever so yep. much for donating. And congratulations Huge. to everyone that wants those extra night gifts. Yeah. I don't mean nights as in night, but night as in dark night because it was night for me. Yep. The little was, I can remember because I got so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like two a.m. Yeah. in the morning well, when we started here and well, finished around three thirty. Well, Zachary Padgett won uh, Pollux. So, oh yeah, because I did a draw, and I'm yep. I'm pretty sure. Let me just check. Uh, there, 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 there. 
What's going on? Most amateur profe- uh, amateur, uh, amateur professionals ever. Uh, but, but Ted Purves won the drawing from the TFL. Huh. Sweet. That's all. Very cool. But, and I, I would like to say a big thank you to the, uh, the to the Forgotten Legion guys for doing this. Yeah, it was amazing. Really would. That was that was a hell of a step up for the community there, and, and for a, a great cause. And um, thank you guys. That is very awesome yeah. of you. I had a bla- I had a blast. Oh hell's yeah, it was so much fun. And if you're wanting to see it, then after the fact, it's available on YouTube or in podcast form as well. Yeah, just make sure you got some space on your phone if it's if you're downloading the podcast. Yeah, that's six and a half hours of audio. That's yeah. ripped from video, so it's even big, even larger files. But totally worth it because it's hilarious. Um, I have actually listened through to all six hours and uh, six and a half hours, and it was absolutely brilliant. And hearing, uh, I love, I love hearing as always. Loved hearing our, um, our buddy JP get very passionate about uh, about things on there and, and showing his passion for uh, for what he loves. That was very very cool. And uh, yeah, like you say, the whole. Um, the whole uh, Australian kangaroo culture and stuff was also a learning experience as well. They did, uh, Northern Harris guys did try to teach uh, the Texans about uh, a Swedish mytho- mythological creature as well. Which one did they go with? Necken. You know, the, oh, Necken. the naked man. Yeah, the, the, the violin player in the, that lures people into to rivers and stuff like that. Hmm. Because nothing says nothing says like mild paedophilia than that. Well, that's basically what it does. So, kill, kill, <laughs> kills them, kills them, and rapes them. So. But I, I thought uh, it was women. Damn it! Well, that depends on which, which part of the mythos. <laughs> well, there well, goes your cosplay. Well, there goes your cosplay. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The the one that I do at night. That's just uh, <laughs> you with the crown of flowers and a violin. Yeah, exactly. Or a can of ether. Yeah. <laughs> Again with the snatch and grab stuff. Chris. You really should write a book on this, man. You, you seem to have it all down. Yeah, but what I do is I park my '80s uh, General Motors van outside of high school, and then I, you know, <laughs> open the back doors and I sit there and I, you know, I fiddle I play, yourself. Yeah, I play my fiddle naked. What? And it's at this point we get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we up the rating on this podcast? <laughs> I don't think but we can I go, any, I like go any higher than we already have. I just think it's like, you know, warning level Freddy. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't everyone do this? Or what? No. No one else does it. No one. Oh, I thought, no one else does it quite like us. I thought it was a Swedish tradition. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it all away. Okay. Oh dear, we, we're going to be in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, back to the telephone. It was uh, it was a seriously awesome night. It was well worth it. It's done it's done an amazing thing for this cause, and a big thank you to the guys for putting it on. It was absolutely brilliant fun. Uh, we we talked about doing something again in the future, which I hope we do, um, because it would just be a whole lot of fun to get everybody together again. Yep. And uh, yeah, see what we can we can really get done in the long term on that one. I think. Well, well, uh, we we should do one like after summer and then do like a peloton. Where are they now? <laughs> Where are they now? A look back over the, over the <laughs> what happened over what the What happened summer? during summer? Who is in jail? Who's, Who's still dead? alive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's in jail? Last last scene driving into the sunset yeah. with police sirens blaring behind them. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Yep. It really could happen. Definitely could. So, hobby progress. Let's move on to something. Who's, uh, who wants to step up? <laughs> Ominous silence. I can step up. Go for it. You step up. I hate Solar Exilia so much. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I love the miniatures. I fucking love them so much, but uh, there's so many of them. So, anyway, so I need to clear my kind of my negativism with my Solar Exilia. So, currently now, I have, the, I have accepted the fact that I won't get all my Solar Exilia painted for this month. So, I've decided to do 500 points of Black Shields. Oh, is this, this is so. This is just for anybody who's who's wondering what we're talking about. This is for the uh, global escalation, uh, global heresy escalation league. Yeah. Uh, monthly commitment for July. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. It's been um, too many public holidays. It's been too much at work, and there's been, uh, you know, <clears throat> my house, my housemate's mom stays here, so hobby time is like equal zero. Ooh. You have our, our, you have the collective sympathies of the entire of the entire gaming gaming world yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm sure. Because you know, I used to kind of maintain sanity. I get way too drunk every evening, so you know, <laughs> I, I won't be able to paint anything if I wanted to. Well, I'll never paint a straight line anyway. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but so I have redone my kind of plan. So I'm going to do five thousand points of. 5,000. 5, Jesus Christ. I'm going to do 500 points of uh, Black Shields, and then I'm uh, going to do 1,000 points of Solar Exilia for next month. Aha, uh -huh, okay. So you're going to make it up that way. Yeah, so I think um, cool. I'm, I'm actually kind of halfway through the Solar Exilia, but yeah. uh, I know that I can finish these Black Shields you know, just uh, probably next, Very quick. next weekend or something. Oh, cool. So get them done. Yeah, the plan plan is to finish the box thread, uh, have the Reaver Lord I'm doing, and uh, a couple of uh, Marauder squads. Yeah. Probably is one or two. Because I'm thinking about doing uh, a 13 man squads with two torrent flamers and Oof. and um, uh, the sergeant with uh, red grenades and power fists. And then the Reevalor, I'm going to do the, what's his name? Numian. Numian. The Numian Reaver. Yeah. And the fluff behind it is going to be, it's going to be the origin of the Astra Claws. Shiny. Stay through. Dun, 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 dun. That sounds really, really cool, man. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you'll see my progress pictures as it's done. Yeah. And the Boxster is primed now. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we're getting there. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'll be honest. I'll, I'm not to jump in too much. I'm gonna be leaving the box dread till towards the end, um, mainly because I need. I've still got a lot to build for my scanders list. So, yeah. but so after I build it and I primed it, I realised I want to change these weapon options. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's too late. So I'll, I'll have to commit to it because I wanted to do the whole uh, Hellstorm cannon and the heavy yeah. flamer in the chain fist. Yeah. Oh. Well, that makes Cause, sense, though. Because that would have been fucking nasty. Yeah, yep. that would be very, very cruel. But no. Is that the, so? What did you have it set up with as uh, beforehand? Uh, now it's Hellstone cannon, chain fist, and uh, grab gun. Ooh, grab gun's not bad though, man. No, grab gun's not a bad loadout. Yeah. 
but obviously if you could put double flame on it well I was flame. thinking the fucking shame fist is going to be enough to deal with the armor and stuff yeah yeah well, I, I, I must say, I've been looking at. Um, uh, I want to put a melted gun in mine. After after the Talon stories and uh, listening to um, uh, what is it, the Iron Warriors uh, dreadnought that basically goes up to a Bane blade and gives it a hug and melts through its hull with the uh, uh, melted gun in its fist. That was kind of the. I, I want the handshake dreadnought. Basically, was my thinking. <laughs> yeah. Goes up and give it a handshake, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, you, you can steal my chain fist idea I did for my world leaders, and I took, uh, you know, instead of the fingers, I put yeah. uh, the uh, chain bayonets. Yeah. From the, the bolters. Oh, I might do that. I have some of those. And it looks so. Thank you for that, by the yeah. way, Chris. It looks yeah. so much better than the freaking chain fist that they have now, which is just a power fist with a chain on the side. And it's like, how can that be better armor penetration? I have no idea. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those ones, the the standard ones. I'm not, not a big fan of the look of them. But then again, it is a box dread, so I mean, at the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's hard. <coughs> but this We're looks all that way, trying to make it look cool right but now. But it looks more like the Leviathan when you do that with the hands. Yeah. So it looks like a mini Leviathan siege drill. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll that's, send you, the, that, that's yeah. the point of the challenge, so if you want to change it, it up, it change cool. it up. Yeah. Make it as cool as possible. This is true. Make it as, look as cool as you can. So, have you had any more hobby progress there, Freddie, or is that that's, that's your uh, work because right? of, of, of commitments and stuff? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my workload. I'm I'm kind of uh, halfway through the the Marauders as well, mm -hmm. so Black Shields. So it's gonna Sweet. be a, it's gonna be cool once they're done. So it's gonna be kind of my my pure Soul Metallus army. I'm just gonna yeah. tool up uh, for different offering options just to run in Soul Metallus. That's a cool idea. Or or, cool or like idea. in small skirmish games. So I'll probably raiding up, missions and stuff. Yeah, raiding <laughs> missions and stuff. So I'll probably just end up having like... Well, for like the, that campaign, like the... Uh, from book uh, six. Yeah. Yeah, those missions as well. So it's going to probably... Probably not going to go further than 1,500 points. Yeah, that's that's a nice little setup, to be fair. Like you say, it's a decent size zone mortalis list. Very big simultaneous list, actually, if you think about it. Right. And, um, you know, you can have a bit of fun with it. And uh, and then, you know, I can always but, ally them in with my Solar Exilia because they're fellow warriors in the... Yeah. So that gives you a nice little, if you want to bulk out your Solar Exilia to Apocalypse level or, you know, yeah. or big game level, you've got a 1,500-point booster yeah. straight away, which is always a good idea. Um, always a nice option to have that extra pointage. Yep. Um, and do that. So that's oh, yeah. that's that's me. That's someone else. That's you. What about you, Chris? Well, I've been working on my box thread as well because I got I'm down to basically finishing the the lower legs, like the shins and feet and the, the elbows for it. Yeah. And it needs to be painted, but it takes a bit of a, a bit of time because I'm redoing the joints, so I have to work. Have to give it. The, a dry fit and then have a, have a think about does this look right after everything I do basically fair point I mean you are going full out rebuild aren't you I can't stand those legs <laughs> and that and then it's if it's a challenge it's a challenge yeah. if I just wanted a box thread for an army I probably wouldn't go this far for with it but, yeah. uh, 
there's only so far you can normally go, and this is just a little bit further. Yeah, it takes up way too much of my hobby time, though. So currently, I'm cleaning up uh, the Knight Acheron I got from you. Yeah. Because that's my lovely news list for Scandus. Allied, Allied Knights. Allied Knights, because Allied Knights are big and clever. Yeah. Uh, and that means I can have have a, a, one extra an extra knight in the army. Uh, no scoring tanks, but an extra knight in the army. And that's that's just big and clever, especially with that flamestorm, um, massive sixteen inch AP three strength seven. I think it is AP three uh, flamer template. That's just all big. All types Hellstorm of big and clever. Done. Hellstorm, not flamestorm. Hellstorm. Yes, thank you. Too bad you can't uh, take a Promethean pipeline to stay st- standing behind. <laughs> well, technically you can. Oh, I can't, because I can't take... Uh, Fortifications. Fortifications. Well, I probably what could a... with uh, with the running Age of Darkness Force Org. That's right. Well, at the end of the day, oh, if, you al- if you were to ally up with someone who is willing to pay the points... Well, it's not that... It, I could uh, actually change my Hyperius Whirlwind for the, the Promethean Relay. So... Well, yeah, it's just how. Well, to be fair, we've said this many times before. It's just about how many friends you don't want to have, but you've kind of been going with the "I don't give a damn" list. Yep. So go for it. Go but fucking crazy. On the other hand, this is a fun event. I'm doing a fun list with a fluff, fluffy story behind it. So it won't just be I'm gonna look at the internet and see, oh, this list will win against anything. I'm gonna take a combination of Eldar and Tau. Yeah, Necro, 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 Necron and Tau. Necron and Eldar. Uh, yay, dick listing. Uh, I mean, net listing. Yeah, or the lovely combinations of Tyranids and Tyranids because you can't ally with, ally with anyone. Yeah, or Space Marine with their free parking park, parking lots the, and stuff like that. Uh, the, uh, the Curion detachment or something like that. Yeah, that's the Necrons. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. The Space Marines, uh, Space Marines are the one that, well, you get the free racer back for every infantry squad you own. Yeah, well, you get, yeah, free transports basically. Yeah. If they can take a razorback, they can take a razorback. But let's not get into that because it's, it's mildly depressing, and I have to say, uh, that's, I'm just trying to make the point that my list ain't that itchy. It's okay. We 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 are totally behind you. The whingy whingers at the Northern Heresy. Well, I don't know. I, Linus but... doesn't mind because he's on the same side as me. Jensen, well, that might change. Are you, are you going <laughs> to change him over to the loyalist side then? Well, like I said, I, I, I really want to have like uh, a podcast off. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Well, how about how about this then? I am call, uh, I am calling out the Northern Heresy right now on the air and saying, Linus, we want you to switch to tra- to uh, loyalist, and then we will Chris and I will ally up and we will go one on, uh, two on two with you and Jens at Scandus on yep. the Fortrell table. On the, the forgeable table, because that's a, a eight by four. So, yeah, so basically, nice. boys, bring it is what I'm saying. Don't, no more whinging. No more whinging about Chris's list. Bring it. Let's have some fun. Podcast off. It has to be done. Yeah, it yeah. really has to be done. And uh, and what I'll do is I'll try and check with my sponsors and see if we can have a Vandringspokal or oh. like a little trophy. That uh, we can have every time we meet and we have like a podcast off. Uh, so the like podcast the... ashes then. Yeah, exactly. Like the little podcast po- ashes. Podca- like it. Podcast ashes, and then whoever wins the the one takes their trophy with them home, and then bring next time. 
Uh, and whatever happens, the trophy must need, needs to be able to collect the tears of the, of the losing side. <laughs> a little veil. A little veil. A little <laughs> a vial of, uh, of tear juice. Yeah. Or, or, or in my case, other juice, but you know. Yeah. yeah, well, there's going to be bodily fluid. I thought you'd just contribute bodily fluids to it. Whatever yeah. happened, mate. Because, you know, that's, that's the fair way of doing it. Mixing my painting palettes. Yeah. Uh, I'm re-listening to Fulgrim at the moment, by the way. So good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting there giggling. Tim, listen now. It's so fucking good. What's wrong with you? Yeah, come on, Tim. Sort it out. Go on. Sort it out. Yeah. Get it, get it fixed, man. Man up and man up and agree that it's a good book and just enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. Get into the whole body fluids things. Well, he's he's, he's uh, he fancy fancy armies without body body fluids though. Uh, yeah, well, it should be bodily fluids, nah. mechanicalness. Nah. Ambiotic fluids, if nothing else. Just oils. Mm. Oil. No. no. So that's what so, I'm doing. Hang on. Anyway, ho- hang on. hobby, hang hobby on. progress. <laughs> hobby, yeah. hobby, 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 yeah. hobby, hobby. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing an Acheron, and I'm working on my my dreadnought. Hang on, I got doing an Acheron. That that has to be some sort of euphemism now. We've got to find a way of fitting that in. Mm. What are you doing? I'm doing an Acheron, mate. <laughs> I'm currently cleaning up the Flamestorm cannon. Flame cannon. <laughs> Actually. Uh, are you happy with it, by the way, mate? I love I, it. I, to know. I love it. Yeah, are you happy with it? Yep. Cool. Very cool. Let's see uh, when your I package am, arrives, then. I am very much looking forward to that. I, I am looking forward to that new toy, yep. which uh, will be making my Scandus list as well, because it's freaking epic. And I want one, and it's precious, and I loves it. I really do. What's, uh, what's going on with the old school uh, Land Raider? The old school Land Raider? Your old school Land Raider? Yeah, my old school. When, when have you done with it so I can start? He's getting a load of... Uh, Small round bases to glue on it. Uh, yeah, I don't want, no, I don't want uh, excuses. <laughs> no, this this month I am uh, once I actually get paid this month I'm picking up the resin and the uh, the silicone so I can actually cast that side for you so you've got two sides for it. Yep, uh, that's the plan. Uh, and then for some reason I will have a side plate which I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with, but I'll have a, a silicone mold for one. Yeah, it's gonna have yeah lots of left-hand sided um, <laughs> land raiders. No, no, I was uh, thinking of this earlier because we had a little pre-chat for this uh, yeah. podcast, and uh, we had uh, that's uh, we are going to go go into that in during next podcast. But y- imagine if we if you do a, like a ship yard, not not a ship table, like a container yard table, like those in uh, the book Mechanicum, yeah, when okay. the Imperial Fist goes down to, goes to Mars to pick up stuff. Oh, they yeah. used to landing in these great uh, shipyards with uh, containers and tank parts and stuff like that. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah, so or they could be, they could be with a bit of cutting, they could become bulkheads as well. Yeah, but if you like, you cast up parts of a tank and just put like in storage, storage crates and stuff like that, and have as uh, barricades and line blocking terrain on a table. That's very cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Good thinking on that one, Chris. I like that. Oh, like part, uh, partly assembled tanks as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've got some old bits of, uh, or I don't know, I might have sent them all to Freddy actually. All the old bits, all the spare old bits of rhinos and stuff that I have. I got, um, I got loads. We could do, do like uh, an assembly yard as well. But... Oh, I think I think that that that's going to play into a table idea for something we talked about earlier. Yeah, but... Get a Titan head. Oh. I, I, I saw. Oh, just I'm going to do a little tangent here again. Uh, 
Priority Press did for the Mark III books uh, of uh, War Machine and Hordes. They, they had collector's edition, limited collector's editions, and they basically came with... Well, the War Machine 1 came with uh, two bookends with the War Machine head on each of them. Oh, yes, I was going to. Th- I was just thinking there. I should just get to Warlord heads and do books bookends. Yeah. Then I actually checked how much that would cost me, and I might still do it. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, fuck it, I might still do it anyway. It's too cool. It's too cool not to. Imagine do Imagine having those framing the black books from Forge World. Hmm. Forge World. We we had this idea first. <laughs> yeah, we want at least twenty twenty five percent. Well, I'm not uh, sure because we... on the Forge World site on the. The, if you just buy one, the first head that was, was released, it's actually mounted on something that looks like a bookend. <laughs> yeah. Well, just so you know, we actually recorded this episode um, in 2015 um, before all this came out of Forge World, so uh, technically we were there first. We recorded this before they released a Warlord, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the way back. Yeah. Yeah. We just we knew this was going to happen ahead of time, so mm. we recorded this this very short conversation. Well, once we saw that armor cast, Warlord. Or uh, Reaver. Yeah. In 1992, we saw this. Yeah, we saw this, and we planned. We came back from the future to plan this episode for ourselves. And we we recorded this Mm. podcast segment for that. Yeah. Very reasonable. This will this will total hold up in court. Yeah, I feel like this this is all like you know Led Zeppelin up in court right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, bookends with those would be freaking awesome. They really would. I almost I ordered. Uh, well, wanted to order the War Machine marked three rule book without just because. Yeah, just to get those bookends. But then I thought, when the hell am I ever going to play that game? This is true. This is true. It's like, I don't have enough hobby time at the moment for another game right now. I got two armies, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to oh, repurpose them as Mechanicum. Well, that's what you should be doing. Yep. All things, all things to the Omnisire, I think is the right phrase. Or terrain. Yeah. Or terrain. Yeah. That works too. Um, so I guess it's my turn to talk hobby progress. Yep. Um, I am quite literally finishing up the um, the last touches on my June commitment. I haven't got time to play games this month, um, simply because things are crazy in work. We're about to do a very big event this coming week, and. Uh, Let's say the brown stuff is hitting the fan a bit harder than I'd hoped. Um, so we're working and working very hard to get it all sorted. Um, but otherwise, I'm actually getting my 500 points up and out of the way. Um, these guys are actually going to be part of my Scandus uh, Zomotalis list and possibly my main force as well. I haven't decided yet um, because I love breaches. Breaches are very, I think they're very much a very iron warrior. Um, so I think they need to be in there. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love them. And I cannot wait to actually start using the transfer sheet on these guys as well. The four draw transfers. Yep. For the Iron Warriors, because, uh, yeah. I do actually have... Oh, that's another thing. I uh, I actually stepped away from one of my older hobbies, which is um, leatherworking. I used to do leatherworking for um, LARP, live reenactment, yep. and stuff like that. So I'm selling. I've sold off my kit, uh, my leather making kit, for um, well, what I have um, probably is about three or four thousand crowns worth. But I've sold it for half of that because it's going to a good friend and a, a good home. 
but the first half of that money has been spent on some new toys. So I have uh, the brass etched coming in from uh, for Iron Warriors brass etched coming in from Forge World, plus uh, a set of Volkite chargers because uh, I think I'm going to make a Volkite charger squad um, because Volkite are big and clever. Um, especially if you put them into uh, Zone Mortalis or just in general, I think. Um, yeah, and then cool. from Cromlech, um, I have gone and ordered uh, four Orc Howitzers. And I am going to repurpose those with a little bit of mod modeling work on the, the gun barrels. I'm going to turn them into my Iron Warrior Quad Mortars. Yeah. Because as, mu as much as I love the, I love the Forge World stuff, uh, I couldn't, even with the pound taking a nosedive, couldn't really afford to buy um, four of them from Forge World. I've been thinking about converting them up and pretty much planning to convert them up from uh, some uh, tread sections from the, uh, what's it called? The Tower Rocks. Tower Rocks, thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, seeing these, go, seeing these things, I went, yeah, I'm going to do that and uh, went for that option instead. And I'm going to go and use the Tarox bits for my militia army instead. Or like a uh, multi -la multi-laser or something like. Multi-laser is what I'm thinking because I think they're pretty cool. So how are you going to how are you going to do the barrels? Well, what it is, I've actually a friend of mine got a thud gun, 40k thud gun, yeah. um, and he got that as a China recast. Yeah. Um, and it was horrible quality. So I said, look, I'll take it. I want some of the bits. It's that. So uh, the th oh. Thunderfire Cannon. Yeah, Thunderfire yeah. Cannon, yeah. Uh, Thunderfire I, I can cannon. say that it's probably not because it was a China recast, it was a bad quality. Oh, oh well, it, 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 yeah, I know they're, they're a beast to put together anyway, but this this was like paper thin. Uh, I, had, bad, I, had, I had the pewter one that I had to cut up and basically half oh. of, of it ended up to being green stuff at the end. Yeah, somebody says it's like a rite of passage for... Uh, putting that, that kit together when uh, uh, I got I got all ex I got all excited I thought it was the rogue trader that gun no sorry not that not that cool I'm afraid They're, those things are like rocking horse shit and expensive as um, but uh, no so I've got these I've got these like the I've got basically I've got the the end of the barrel from the Thunderfire cannon which is a really nice uh, round piece four barrels and it's about the size of a 10 crown coin or a pound coin for the, those in the UK or well what will be basically a 20 pound note once the currency settles out um, <laughs> and uh, yeah so I'm just going to take some uh, a little bit of silicone uh, I'm going to uh, uh, recast it for my own purpose, purpose use and I'm just going to do some silicone uh, some resin recasts of that and pop them on the end and then do a little bit of green stuff work around the barrel to uh, to fit it in so um, simple simple change but uh, I think it'll it'll make it look nice and effective and it goes with that whole trench warfare feel that I'm going for my armies in general so um, that's the sort of part of the hobby updates that's the breaches that's the the shiny new toys and um, as part of this this gigantic sort of global podcasting heresy chat thing we've got on facebook um i've i've suddenly gone a bit off the deep end thanks to tim and sean and chris uh so it's tim from the i've horrors sean from season initiative and, and our very own chris here um I, I now happen to have uh 20 um beast men with chain swords and shields <laughs> and um, a doom bull with a, a very large chain hand and massive chaos axe and that's the start of my um, 
inductive levies for my human militia and the um i don't know close combat unit i guess for my uh beastman militia cult militia which is what i'm going to do as a third army so um yeah i got kind of distracted on that by a couple of days going oh look if i just clip this off and put this chainsaw here and oh god my hobby time's disappearing because i should be painting models for uh, for other things but um yeah so that's what i went with that's what i've been doing is uh, basically doing fun hobby stuff like that so that that's my hobby time and like i said i'm just right now just trying to finish up these breaches so i can say i've done them in june well uh, you know beastman nothing says the rogue trader more than beastmen remember old space marine or epic yeah when you got like in the imperial box you got beastmen's and the same in the got, in the chaos box, you got beastmen as well. Yeah, well, I mean the funny thing is like uh, they still they still have beastmen in like in uh, in like 40k as well. You can use them as sort of like uh, it's mentioned about using them in uh, inquisitorial warbands because they're just ab humans. They count as ab humans. Um, yeah, there so there are some stable strains of ab humans that are beastmen as well as the ogrins and the ratlings and stuff like that. Exactly. They're they're under the same license from imperium basically yeah which is what i which i i'd actually plan to use these um the beastmen as uh something to do with the inquisition of my 40k army which i uh, as, a, as a slightly sad note i've actually packed that away now i've packed away my 40k army because it's taking up precious shelf space for 30k <laughs> which I, I have a feeling is a precursor to what isn't painted being sold at some point well i've um, sold my gray knights so that's, yeah, well, that's that's kind of you should do that just just to cleanse your soul, really. I started them before they were cool. Well, you mean before they got matte warded? Well, before they got the purifiers with the uh, insta killing famers. Yeah. And uh, rapid fire everything from mid range. Yeah, before they got hit with Matt, the matte ward stick, basically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so my. Uh, my my space marine army has got has gone on the off off the shelf into the box and away for for now. Um, so yeah, I've had actually had quite a bit bit of busy hobby time actually thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with what's been going on. So yeah, um, has, has anybody got any games in? Managed to get games in for the Escalation League, by the way. Fuck yeah, Fred has posted some nice battle reports. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Chris? You managed to get anything in yet? No, nothing. But the t I think I mentioned the two test games I did for the mission I've been yeah. working on. That I think I mentioned in this last game, last week, and yeah. nothing since since then. Okay. Well, we we did a two versus two, so I managed to get not just me getting a game in, but you know three other people. So it's all good. Sweet. Oh, look at you! You look at you doing a group group session there, Freddie. Go well done, you. Hmm? And hopefully on Saturday, mate, uh, next weekend, we'll have some more games going on. Yep. Oh, that'll be awesome. And we are, we uh, we are going to be. Let's let's talk about the Escalation League now in a bit bit more detail. Uh, we will talk about the in the events section later. But um, we're going to be wrapping up our our month very soon. Uh, I think in our next episode, we'll be sort of be wrapping up the month of June. And are we handing over to the Northern Heresy for the next month? Is that right? Yeah, it will be a month of uh, swamp-based missions, I think. Swamp-based missions. So, bring uh, Nightwish and stuff. Mm. It's a hint, because I've heard that we've been trialing using some fog rules that give us uh, night fighting. 
Well, oh. how, how does it look like now, uh, status-wise? Is it like loyalist or traders? I have no idea right now, actually. I, I think uh, I'm can, I could open now also 30k and see if there's anything. Tungur metallic. Tungur. I can't make uh, it. I, I, I straightened my actually, tongue trying to do that last time. Right now, according to Oz30k, the loyalist planet influence is 7, and the traitor planet influence is 24. Jesus. Go traitors! Christ. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Go traitors! But what but, about uh, uh, Gospel Station? Uh, 0 versus 16. Oh my god. 16 traitors? Yep. Oh, this one's going to go very, very well. That's the so. points currently recorded on uh, was 30k. Jesus Christ. I know, I know Tim and Michael are big um, are big loyalist players, so uh, guys, you really need to start pulling some games out and start bringing this back for you, for the uh, traitors, I guess. And I haven't even logged my two wins for the traitor side yet. I need, really to, I need to do that tomorrow. You really do. Um, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it seems that the traitors want this more. Loyalists, you guys really need to pull your finger out um, and get on with it, because um, yeah, <laughs> either that or it's just everybody's too cool to play loyalists and we're all, we're all playing traitors. Uh, Jens is on the, is one of the fence sitting loyalists, he's, and, he's... and Linus plays uh, plays the, those that can't really decide on if they're loyalist traitors or even themselves. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I was going to say, Jens does play the uh, the, the well recognised fence sitter Dark Angels. Um, so yeah, I, I guess he's uh, he he sort of straddles the line between the two. Yep. So well, Jens, you really have to possibly man up and go to the loyalist side for a little bit and work this shit out for them. We'll see what happens after the weekend then. Guess we'll yeah. have to smash out heaps of games. Yes, <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> well, I know that uh, as of recording this, the Sunday this week were a game day for both uh, Jensen Linus and this. We're going to have a few, quite a few games. Well, that's good. So it's hopefully we'll see some uh, some more points go up for the uh, the loyalists. But bloody hell, it sounds like uh, sounds like Gospel Station's pretty pretty well set in the um, trader hands at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, awesome. I, I wrote it like it was a massive victory. Then <laughs> my fluff fluffiskbade fluffiskbade fluffiskbade. Ah. So that's that's sounding awesome, and a big shout out to everybody who's really sort of taken this and run with it because um, it was put together pretty hastily at the beginning, but um, everybody's really all the all the people involved have really gone absolutely for it, and uh, lots of new armies starting up, additional um, you know armies being added to with new forces as well, which I think is kind of cool. Um, you know that sort of thing. I mean, like I said myself, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm adding to my Iron Warriors by putting a list together. And it's really nice to look in the group page, uh, group page on Facebook, where you can see like conversion ideas and uh, battle reports and photos of battles. Yeah, lots of really cool shit going on. And there, we are so. 279 members now in that group. Oh, very very nice. So that's really really nice. Yeah, so big shout out to everybody that's involved in this. You guys are doing doing the heresy proud, um, putting some really cool stuff together, um, and making this a whole lot of fun for everybody involved. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we encourage people to share pictures of what they're doing, not only in the the actual league escalation group 
pages but also on our facebook page as well um just to to show to everybody what's actually going on so if anybody's unsure they can have a look at our, our page or any of the other podcast pages and have a look about what's going on yeah so that would be very very cool if we could see people doing that um yeah so that's that's looking very very awesome and i think next month i'm gonna have to have a look at what i decide to paint i haven't even gotten that far yet um but yeah well it's still uh son mortalis so yeah, it's just I, I've I've got my Zone Mortalis list that I need to complete. I've got ninety percent of the models. The only thing I'm missing is the drop box tread. I was just gonna come to that. You could always uh, like tool up a box tread, and that's half of the points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've got a pretty tooled up box tread actually. Um, classic Flamestorm cannon option is in there because that is just big and clever in Zone Mortalis. Yeah, it is sexalicious. Oh yes. I should call him the Burninator. <laughs> and it's a great, uh, like, siege warfare, trench warfare loadout as well. Yeah. Just to drop into a trench and then burninate it all. Burn, to burninate. That's a proper verb, I pro- promise. Yeah, it's a verb. It counts. To burninate something. Is to burn with great intensity. Yeah. See? To burninate. I like it. Now we have uh, even defined it, so it's a proper word. It's real hell. If if things fucking things like bay and shit can come well, considered cons- real words. Considering, like the in the olden days of the earlier versions of the <laughs> English dictionary, dictionaries, where word descriptions were like sock, a thing that goes between the foot and the shoe. Hmm? And then okay. and then you have. Oats. I think oats was like something that in England is fed to the horses, but in Scotland is eaten with great relish by the people. <laughs> okay. Or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite uh, a grand feat to be able to be slightly ra- racist even in the description of words in a, <laughs> word, in a word list. Well, enough said about Britain and racism at the moment. Yeah. All the better. This was but, uh, at, least, my uh, feelings. at least at uh, least this was uh, at a time when everyone basically was racist in the world. And we have with we have pr- probably moved from that stage no matter what today's feelings are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. And and let us steer away from that topic now because yep. you know. <laughs> well, obviously, we have can of worms. <laughs> Major can of worms. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone is just nervous because they're not sure how it's going to happen with our hobby market. <laughs> yeah, the most important thing out of all of this is what's going to happen with the pound and what's going to happen with the Forge World Orders. Just how screwed up are we going to be? And uh, the bad part, how how tied the Swedish crown is to the pound. Yeah. But that's not really for this podcast. Let's move on to the next topic. Which, which is... News. News. <laughs> News and new things, yeah. yeah. Let's let's not talk about money and buying Forge World. Uh, let's talk about the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Freddy, <laughs> how many yep. did you buy? <laughs> uh, only about four so far. <laughs> I know it's, it's a bit slacky of me, but what can yeah. I do? Well, at least you bought me. a great great percentage of them. Well, you know, I heard that uh, this is just a trial to see if they're going to sell Forge World in stores, and so yeah. apparently that's what. Even people at Games Workshop say so. 
But on the other hand, if those people at the store actually says it, they're probably wrong, because they're always wrong about that. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Nobody tells the store people anything these days. Uh, I'm just kidding. Those great, those guys in uh, Games Workshop Stockholm is, are quite great, actually. Yeah, yep. they're, they're usually very cool guys. They just uh, they have to bear the brunt of a lot of things, unfortunately. Yeah, they are the, they are the well the face outward for the company, so they are the easiest ones to target. Yeah. Again, back to the snatch and grab tactics, yep. Chris. But there are well, there are actually quite a good alleyways around uh, Games Workshop Stockholm. <laughs> okay. And moving on. <laughs> what do you Sorry. think about the, tri- tri- the tribune? The tribune then? No, it's uh, kind of like uh, all the other Praetors, really. Nothing special. Just uh, I, I kind of I wish that you had two head options. I don't understand why they didn't put in two head options in it. Like a helmet, a helmet option, yeah. or yeah, yeah, or at least someone with uh, some kind of face mask, perhaps. Yeah, no, yeah. but they they should have a bear head and a helmet one. That's that's my beef, or maybe like it, it's for the price because it costs just as much as basically the set of two. I would have loved to see you know two heads and some weapon options. Yeah, yeah. I think it was because this one is basically a a certain type of praetor as well. So it's not. The general run-of-the-mill ones that you can upgrade or anything. No. They have a set rules at yeah. them. But I think that's what I actually think that's where they missed a trick. I think Freddy's nailed it. Actually, yeah. if they want to sell Forge World, it, one of the, one of the things I like about Forge World, the game of 30k that they put together, is the customization options. Yeah, and the, this one is just basically here. Here, here's your guy. It got these kind of yeah. items. You can't upgrade him. And with well, because I mean, with special characters, that's one thing, you know. And with the event-only miniatures that Forge will do, there's still a degree of flexibility, and the models themselves can be used like, as anything. Yeah, like um, for example, uh, Narek Drager, the Iron Warriors. Uh, is it Iron Warriors Pravian? Yeah, it's a Pravian. Yeah, you can you can change out the power fist. You can you can mess around with it. You could do the same with the Alpha Legion guy as well. The I think the, he's a Delegatus. Yeah, the Altalon score. Well, you you can yeah. do that with this one as well. But what I, I'm just thinking, like, they kind of did this as an event model, and I can understand it in one perspective. But for the other one, I would think if they wanted to sell more, all they had to do was have maybe three weapon options and a helmeted head. Yeah, more more kind of like the. Regular plastic clam packs that Games Workshop produce these days that are actually great to value because they come with bits instead of uh, just just a pre-molded dude. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. you have, uh, and you can leave off and add on some bits, and uh, usually some of them have different helmets or different. Yeah, because there's nothing like rules-wise. There's no biggie. Like, why couldn't you just give him different op- weapons? Like if he was an Empress children, he should be able to have, you know, a Phoenix Bear. Yeah. You know, why not if you you're like uh Iron Hands or Iron Warriors, why can't you give him like a servo harness or yeah. Yeah, like upgrade him to a Forge Father or Warsons. Yeah, or just give it may then you can kind of, you know, make him part of that legion. Yeah. 
Yeah. But on the other hand, you can see it. Albert is he's expensive, yes, because he's uh, what like 300 kroners and that's 25 pounds. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and uh, like what was the saying, like 70 dollar dues, <laughs> which just sounds, it just sounds uh, expensive. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, he's still a great base for a conversion for an, for a character, but it shouldn't really have to be, is my opinion. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I was trying to get at in a long roundabout way. Was they they had an option to do do a, a, a nice character pack with options for that sort of price, considering that you can go on the Forge World website and order two Praetors, which give you options. Um, you know. You can have one in power armor, artificer armor, whatever, or a terminator option. Yep. For the same price. Well, they're thirty-three pounds now, but there's still two two models for seven pounds more, so that's not that much, really. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, you got shipping, but at the end of the day, it's shipping two four-door models, whereas you maybe you pay for a bus ticket or train ticket or whatever to go to or parking to go to a store. Yeah. You know, it does have its way ups. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to getting one. Thank you for picking me one up, Freddie. I greatly appreciate that. That's um, right. That's what we do. And I intend uh, to turn him into my uh, into an Iron Warrior. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about the chest plate. Whether I want to move, play around with that or not. Um, you could just desecrate it if you want to. Yeah, I've done that with the breacher sergeant actually. Um, oh, I would just take a modeling knife, take away the middle, and put uh, the brass arch a, a brass edge. Brass edge, not the brass ear, <laughs> the brass edge, uh, fucking head there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I got the skull, the skulls and stuff there, so that could go on there quite nicely, actually. Another thing that's nice with the Praetor Tribune model is that, as opposed to the one on the Fort World site, the regular Praetor, he's in the he's in the Tartarus armor. Yeah, that is a big bonus. Actually. Instead of cataphracti. So there's uh, it's nice to see more variety in uh, the, uh, the availability of different armor types. Yeah, and I, I think with the um, I think once with the was it the FAQ or Errata release, release? I think it was the Errata actually not the FAQ release they did with the uh, defining the different types of Terminator armor. Now, yeah, Tartarus has a real place in the game um, outside of the Phoenix Guard and stuff along those lines who are modelled in it. Yeah. Um, is it just the Phoenix Guard are the only Premier Terminators, or is it is there is it the Death Shroud as well? Are they ter- are they? I think they're in normal. I'm not sure. I think I'm gonna have, have a have oh, a. But look. Uh, can they, you check, they, please, Mister Wizard? They look like Tartarus, so it might be a typo. I think the same. Death uh, Shroud actually is uh, some kind of Tartarus. Because uh, apart from those, you don't. You don't uh, they look um, like it, but I can't really. From what I open from the what book I, right now. From what I understand. Um, you don't see a lot of uh, Terminators being played in um, in Heresy games because they can be quite clunky and you know, especially with Cataphracti, they you know you basically yeah. get six inches of turn out of them and that's it. The Grave Warden are Cataphracti and the other ones are Tartarus. Ah, cool. Um, but I think with this guy, he's a cool-looking model that you could lead a unit like that, make it look cool, make it worth. Having and make it um, make it a good option for a game. I mean, assault terminators. I think they they really need to be thought of as that Tartarus terminators, and uh, I think it's well worth putting a unit in an army at some point. 
In fact, I might even try it myself at some point very soon. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so that, that's that's sort of brought us into well, that's that's that part of the news. What else is uh, what's been released from the Forge? Ooh, there we have something more interesting though. Mm-hmm. We have something that I think uh, Freddy is quite interested in, even though he's going for Astral Claw transfer <laughs> for his uh, Black Shield. Yeah, no, the new Blackfield Shields transfer looks awesome, yeah. which means I have to do another order, even though I just got one. Yeah, I'm considering uh, one as well, so if you're doing an order, just uh, mention it before to me so I can send £16 with you. Well, I can tell you, as soon as they drop the new red book for the Legions... Yeah, that's probably I'm, around uh, the open day then. Probably around July, isn't it? End of July. Yeah, so, uh, middle of July, I think. Is it mid July? 17th or so. But the Black Shield transfer sheets are actually quite cool with the skulls yeah. and the. So I'm gonna I'm gonna order that. I need to order the new red book for the Solar Exilia. I need to order. Yep. Yeah, some other stuff. I got the Crusade Imperialis book for the enhanced edition for my iPad. Oh, do you want to give us a quick review? On I'm that, not gonna buddy? do that today. I'm gonna do that. No. On the next episode, I think. Because then I can repair oh. a, a bit and uh, compare it to the Mechanicum one. Well, that's true. I should probably order one, and we should do like a proper uh, update, like a review of yeah, the book. Yeah, there, there, there aren't much new stuff, but there are differences <laughs> that I was talking with Ryan Kimmel, and he he actually know, he actually mentioned that uh, that repos in the, re- the non-enhanced or the regular version of the digital book is called a Lord of War, but in the enhanced version it's just called a Knight. Okay, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, not not really, because it's a, it's a Lord of War for Mechanicum, but a knight for a knight list. Okay. So the typo more means that it can't be taken as anything but a Lord of War for a knight list. Aha, okay. But there's a, fl- there's a little blurb on the info of it, and that's <laughs> basically all there is for that. And uh, they have updated with uh, the knights from the Rata as well. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, it'd be cool if we could do um, a review of those, actually. Yeah, I got both of them so far, so if we want to, I could write something up for next episode. If people... That would be cool. That would be very cool. Then, yeah. we have, then we have two small bundles for the hobbyist, hobbyist for, amongst us. Yeah. And that is the Horus Heresy Model Masterclass Collection, with the, mm. which is the Horus Heresy Masterclass Volume 1 book and all the paints. The Fort World Airbrush paints, and they have the extended version of that that also includes the book one and two of the Fort World Masterclass. And I can't re- recommend the first Masterclass book enough, really. Okay, it's really good. Yeah, and I tend to, I tend to peruse your copy when I come up to Scandus. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Mine or whose? Chris's. Yeah, the, the one that brings one basically. Whoever brings it with them, I tend to peruse it a little bit. Please, somebody remember yeah. to bring it so I can peruse it. Because uh, the other two books are more like expansion books that uh, expand on the techniques learned and add some techniques as well because they're using more airbrush in the later books. But the, the base techniques are all in the regular Modern Masterclass book. Yeah. We should do a review of them. Yeah, we should do that as well. Yeah, we should. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, I just remembered something about my hobby, pro- what I've been doing in the hobby this week. And uh, can I can I jump in as you've mentioned that masterclass book? Can I jump in and just go back to it? Yep, yep. Um, well, this should probably come up later, but I want to mention it now. Um, 
after some conversations um uh yeah <laughs> sorry um after uh, some conversations on facebook this week with a gentleman by the name of kim from the norwegian facebook uh, 30k facebook group i've been chatting with um uh matt kane from mka studios and um yeah we, we are looking to get an mka course either a two-day or possibly a four-day depending on what we can actually arrange uh airbrushing course to take place in uh, in sweden next year um so that's been part of my hobby progress has been talking to matt this week about getting that organized so um yeah I, I mentioned that because he's kind of the guy who we should know pretty much wrote the techniques on how to do <laughs> most of the 412 painting if not all of it at least some of the legions yeah definitely the old tanks were the the tanks and so in the first book are also the old guard the yeah. old the old their old tank their old threadheads <laughs> made most of those schemes but the legions yeah. are yeah, he he did the Alpha Legion one. If you have seen the small raffle for Soldier On that uh, were held for the course yeah. in Australia, that's that is yeah. uh, very cool. So yeah, I've been chatting with him. Uh, yeah, so sorry that was uh, that, that's part of the hobby update, and we'll we'll probably come to mention that hopefully in the future on the event section. Yeah, but uh, yep. just talking about the masterclass book just made me went oh crap I was talking to someone. And then about we can go back to the masterclass books because yes, I can okay. probably say that there might be actually cheaper to go to one of these <laughs> courses if we get to arrange one this spring that comes because uh, the regular. The Horsehairs Model Masterclass Collection is £179, and the Complete Model Masterclass Collection is £229. And, well, if you can go for the about the same amount of money or less to meet other people and uh, learn from the horse's mouth itself, basically. Yeah. And I'm kind of like... Uh, <laughs> I'm the only one of you guys that don't use an airbrush. I really need to learn. <laughs> I'm brush painting all of mine currently. Everything I do, I'm brush painting. Well, at least you uh, own an airbrush. No, I'm going to buy one. That's different. Okay. I'm not allowed to use one in the living room of the apartment currently. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do have one. I do use it, and it is rather awesome. Um, it, it speeds it up, at least. Yeah, and I won't lie, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to uh, painting up the Beastman, <laughs> I thoroughly, thoroughly intend to um, to use an airbrush to do a lot of the work on them and then uh, do some washes and stuff because if I'm going to paint a freaking cult horde, I really uh, don't want to have to <laughs> paint them in the same level of detail that I do everything else in. Uh, I'm more than happy for them to be... Uh, That's fair enough. <laughs> ...taken off in shovels because... They're going to be. Um, yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, and then they also have added the Knight Errant bundle and the Knight Errant Tylos Rubio bundle. So Yes, yeah, so I say Tylos Rubio is out. And, I, I, and that model is growing on me. It really well, is. The first uh, first time I saw it, it looked rubbish. But uh, that's why, why I wanted the one-week grace to <laughs> say what I thought about it. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen? Um, I think it's uh, Miles at Little Legend Studios. He's, I'm pretty sure it's Miles, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Miles, actually, correct me if I'm wrong because you listen and we've talked. Um, he's actually done a Rubio in blue. Yeah, I did one on an Ultramarine. 
Yeah, he did it as the original, the uh, the pre-recruitment one, and that looked awesome. Yeah, that looked absolutely awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that's totally uh, there's totally a good way of taking it is actually putting it in the original colours um, for him. I'm not sure about I was never sure about Garrow um, because I get the feeling that a lot of his adornments, like the um, eagles and that, I always thought that came after. Uh, he did have the eagle chest piece from the beginning. Did he really? I wasn't sure about that one. He was, uh, was, was granted that one in a, as an honor of battle. Aha. The okay, same with the sword. Enough. Oh, Libertas. Yep. Yeah. What about the the gear behind the big eagle behind his head and everything? Was that? I think that's just part of it. Uh, I thought he looked way too um, way too imperial. It, it, well, it's probably why they sent him down to. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Well, th- that's the thing. They didn't send him to East One. <laughs> no, they were, well, they he were going to murder him, though. Yeah, yes. he stole the Eisenstein instead. Yeah, when they, uh, they got punked across the across the Eisenstein by dawn. Yes. Um, spoiler warning. Um, the, bo- the book's been out for long enough. It shouldn't be a spoiler warning anymore. Well, it's good that you say the spoiler warning after you said it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Age of Darkness style. Yeah. <laughs> love you guys <laughs> love you guys really um, that, that's, so that's yeah. kind of like saying kind of like saying Chorus dies spoiler warning oh man <laughs> yeah it is or uh, Lucius makes it through to the 40th, 41st millennium yeah. spoiler warning you know or like yeah. uh, if you are going to do spoiler warnings without actually saying spoiler warning in front of them I should do spoil stuff. Well, just yeah. do instead go listen to some of the discussions on Orden Heresy because they managed to spoil some some stuff. They spoil it with style. Yeah. And we love you guys. We do. But they, they, <laughs> you they, go with style. Got, you really got, do. They've gotten better and actually say that. Well, you should probably if you haven't read this. Probably don't listen to the next couple of minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They're getting better at that then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna hate us by the end of this, and I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of new stuff that's sort of come out this week. Uh, tr- basically, Praetor Tribute model is cool. Can do with a little bit of work. Uh, Crusade books, awesome. Cannot wait for the Space Marine one, and I'm gonna buy that for my iPad as soon as I can because um, God knows I'm gonna need it. And I hope actually with that one, I hope they do the bundle with the rule book as well with the 40k rule book. Uh, they uh, actually have. Uh... On Black, done, on Black Library's yeah, they, website, I saw that at least they had the ones for... Yeah, they got it from the Knights and the Militia one. Well, they had one that was complete. Uh, the Imperium collection, they call it currently, and that's the 40k, the rules, Crusade Imperialis armor list, and Tagmata armor list, so there probably will be one for the Legion books as well. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, is one for the Legion books. Cause, uh, well, there's a bundle for all of them. Yeah, that is the bundle. It's called the Imperium collection. Okay. If, if you want it, that's the digital ones. Yeah, yeah, but they don't have because the imperial one isn't out yet. They don't have uh, none of the neither the Eight of Darkness book or the Crusade list is out yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, the one the ones I want aren't released yet, and when they do release them, I hope they do release them either as all in that one big bundle, or at least with a copy of the rule book. Considering it's quite easy to just add them to an electronic bundle, they probably, if we're lucky, yeah. actually do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, it's, that's, it's a, that's it's also, that also depends on if you want the enhanced versions or the regular versions, because the enhanced versions are more expensive. 
I'm going. For, I'm going full balls deep on that. I'm going for the enhanced version. They do have all the nice, uh, quick links and stuff like that. But we can go into that if we do a review of them. Well, I think I think I think it's pretty much decided we're going to have to do a review yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys are going to have to do a review of them, and I'll sit here and try and ask poignant questions, or at least go, uh huh, <laughs> yeah, cool, at some point, um, to keep things interesting uh, for my end at least. Um, but other than that, I think that sort of wraps up all the news uh, that's coming out. Yeah, for this uh, week at least. For this week. If we now. if we don't want to mention the new Ultramarines dice from Games Workshop. <laughs> God. Oh, and mighty. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. That's the comment. <laughs> let's move on because no. So, Freddy, um, did you have a list for today? <laughs> yes, I do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. <sighs> so, to, uh, this, this is the part of the show where we, uh, one of the hosts, uh, brings up a, uh, a fun list or something we are going to try or want some thoughts on. So, what have you got, buddy? I have the Scandis. Well, there we go. The Scandis. My buy army list for Scandis. Yeah, or at least the traitor by army list for scanners. Yeah. So, so it's not like overly powerful or anything. It's more thematic. And everyone knows that I love to play my world leaders. Yes. <clears throat> Drop pod assault all the way, baby. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Full, full ma- <laughs> exactly. Full massive drop pod assault. Oops. Sorry. No, I just closed it down. Awesome. God bless technology. There we go. <laughs> so... As everyone knows, the World Eaters has a new massive, nice character. So I'm just going to go this, go through these lead to um, HQ first, then troops. Yep. So as of the new book, we have this awesome new character called Galan Surlak. Don't correct me on the pronunciation. Which is basically a fucking tooled up medic. He's fucking insane. And the most important thing, he grants his units 4 plus feel no pain. Oh, this is the crazy-ass motherfucker who's... Yeah. Yeah. A version of Fabius Pyle, basically. Yeah, basically. like He's just like any other Primus Medkit. He has like a knee pistol. He has a sacred trust. He has a record field. That's about it. And obviously a uh, close combat weapon, which I assume would be a chain axe. Why wouldn't you take a chain axe? <laughs> well, <laughs> so that is my H- HQ choice number one. Not compulsory. Because the compulsory one is a Legion Centurion. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Okay. It's just just a centurion. That's it. Fifty points. That's it. <laughs> no gear at all. <laughs> no gear at all. You come here. Why? We need you as part of the uh, part of the command structure for this mission. Right. Okay. What do I get? Get into the drop pod. What? What do you mean? Do, do we remember the raffle about the world leaders and the command structure and first captains? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this is why. So this is like uh-huh. I don't know, Captain Number Seven. Seeing as it's not Number Nine yet. Uh, anyway, so then we have two tactical squads in drop pods. Uh, with, uh, I have ditched the bolters because I don't feel well, they didn't have much use of a bolter really. Uh, they all have uh, chain access instead because they have the close combat weapon. Uh, each one of them have a sergeant with uh, artificial armor and a power axe because it feels like very well easy to have access of some sort. And a power axe always works. Uh, and a uh, Legion Vexilla, because you never know. You might want to re-roll your morale checks. Maybe. If you have to roll Maybe. them. But some uh, but I'm kind of I, I haven't decided yet because it all depends on which period you, you play them, because you kinda of want them to fail morale checks sometimes. 
because of the whole fucking gain, gaining rage and shit. But yeah, because the whole new four plus, you gain rage. Yeah. But you know, there's ten points. Who knows? I might drop the two Vixillas and give the console <laughs> something better than nothing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. so that <laughs> so basically we have a console, two tactical squads, uh, and they're called the Freddy Share Units. <laughs> For the rest of the army. Which is first we have five red butchers with a devourer with dual strength fists. Then we have five red butchers with uh, a devourer with dual strength fists. These boys are rocking in an Anvilus pattern dreadclaw each. Because mm-hmm. that's how they do. Because that's how they rara. That's how they rara. That's how they rara. Exactly. That's, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> then, to moving on to heavy support. We have one Leviathan in uh, Legion Dreadnought drop pod. The first one, he has a Phosphex Discharger, two twin-length uh, Volkite Culverins. I know it should be Heavy Flamers, but fuck, I glued them to place, and I, because the stupid place I ordered magnets from were out of magnets, and I like, oh, I'll do the Culverins because I had some idiotic idea, and then I realized I should have put Heavy Flamers on it because it's a close combat dread. But it's too late, so I'll have to live with it. But it has the Snippy Claw and the Drilly Claw. And Phosphorus Discharges. And in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Then he has his brother. Which is also a Leviathan Sea Dreadnought. In a Dreadnought Drop Pod. He on the other hand has the Twin Daka Guns. Phosphic Discharger. And Twin Linked uh, Volkite Colorants. Hmm. And then we have... Ang- <laughs> then we have Angron. A Command Squad. Uh, in Assessed Assault Ram. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a unit, if ever yeah. I saw one. And in this squad, obviously, so it's a, I, I've maxed out the, the command squad. I've given them all uh, heavy chain blades, because it feels kind of thematic to have not just a normal chain axe, you actually have a massive dual-handed chain axe. Uh, the banner you get for free, I don't know why I should need the banner, because you're fearless when you're close to Angron anyway. But mo- most importantly, Angron will have a 4+, plus feel no pain. Hmm. Which is all that matters. Because <laughs> he really needs it. Because he really needs it. Because the killing machine needs to keep killing. Exactly. But it feels good. So the plan is, uh, depending on what you're facing, so you, you technically have two units of butchers, you have Psychopathic Angron. Angron will probably rock up until turn two. You can go kind of pear sheet on that, I know. I know he should be better in a Charybdis uh, freaking uh, drop pod, but I don't have one. <laughs> and the Ancestors is really cool. And the Ancestors is really cool. And I think that... Until the Stormbird's released. Yeah, but I, I think the Ancestors could... It, it kind of can feel a lot of different purposes. I think... I, 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 don't, I like it. I like it. You can ram stuff with it. You can ram stuff, which is really world eatery, if not yep. nothing else. I'm gonna ram my fl- ram your Spartan with my flyer. So, so the thing is, all in all, that is basically six drop pods, which means I get three down the first turn. So yeah. I could technically get two leviathans and a unit of uh, butchers, or two units of butchers and a leviathan. Ouch. <laughs> so, so it's kind of all depends on what I'm facing. But I'm thinking that should kind of... If I rock down two Leviathans and a unit of Butchers, that's going to... 
that's gonna that's gonna the entire three thousand points of the enemy is gonna it's gonna be used to destroy at least destroy the transports. <laughs> so yeah. But the red butchers are probably more survivable because they can turbo boost them after they land. The leviathans are going to be more accurate in their dropping. So it's, you know, it all depends on the terrain and who I'm facing. Yeah. It's a, I, I like that. I really do. I like it's got that flexibility straight away. Yeah. But, you know, like it's, it's definitely going to, because they're all going to land in your face. Yeah, there's no point in landing them in a deployment zone and then walking them across the field. Exactly. So, so luckily, um, you're going to see a lot of turn two charges. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, like the butchers probably could land first together with the close combat leviathan. Yeah. Uh, just to, so two two units of butchers and the combat leviathan just fucking getting people shit nervous that they're gonna stomp stomp out there, and then the second wave comes in. <coughs> it's gonna just be the Dakar leviathan, so he can just open up with whatever is not in close combat. Yeah, and hopefully Angron in his flyer. Oh, yeah, and, and, and whatever the attack squads do, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think the scare the scariest part of that has to be yeah. <laughs> and whatever fucking happens with the scare of those guys, screw them. They'll show up at some point. Um, I think I think the scariest thing, as you say, is that Angron won't show up. Yeah. Until it's too late, almost. But that that's um, besides being uh, kind of. It, it's kind of mine. I'm not gonna fuck you too hard, this because otherwise you will have Angron and his dudes in uh, Charybdis, or. It, or even in an anvil, like they f- they fit in a an anvil. Oh, that could probably do. I do have a third anvil. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to upgrade the list from not so in your face to, um, yeah. I- I'm basically going to throw some sand in there and make it hard, make it uh, an experience for you. Yeah, because you just add I- some extra in your face on it. Because <laughs> I sh- if yeah. I change that to uh, an anvil, I could actually throw in another tax squad. Mm-hmm. Which me in like a throwaway unit, which I or, or even like is to melt the guns or plasma guns. But either way, just another drop pod, and that means yeah. I'll get Angron, two butchers, and the Leviathan down on turn one. Ouch, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's 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 gonna hurt, um, basically. But I thought um, like the the whole. Cestus and stuff, it's, it adds on a bit of friendliness to the list. <laughs> that was the plan anyway. That's the plan anyway. Uh, I like it. I really like it. Um, I think it is 100% um, uh, 100% um, world eaters. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the whole Istvan um, drop down thing, although they mainly came down in Stormbirds and stuff. But sort of like the the not so much randomness, but you've got a whole lot of flexibility. Like I said, a whole lot of flexibility with it. You can pick what comes down with the whole drop pod assault, drop pod assault thing. And um, yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be a hell of a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not sure how much fun it would be to play against. 
<laughs> just from the whole what the fuck just landed on the table <laughs> feeling what, what the fuck is that why, why is a gigantic 10 foot tall oh my god it's Angron um, coming out of a flying tank um, moment but um, I think it would be pretty cool okay. well you know um, I think that if you do I should probably drop the Cestus and change the command squad so I take the bare bones so it's three guys in Tatter's armor together with the with the freaking Sardu dude, whatever his name is, the Primus Medicaid. Sirlak. Not Sardu. Sardu Layak. Yeah, I was going to say Rogami. Sirlak. So I'll have I could probably do that and have the uh, Avalis, um, and that that will give me enough points to get a tactical squad in a drop pod. Well, then that might actually be worth it as well, because then you have more bodies on the floor. Yeah. Well, then definitely the first charge is going to be fucking nasty, and then the the second wave is just going to be support troops. It's going to be objective <laughs> grabbers, and it's going to be Dakota Leviathan and Dakadred. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Viathan Dacadred is just—it's brutal. Is that which which version of the Dacadred are you doing, by the way? Which weapons? Uh, the the cannons. Oh, do are you doing the Death Blossom there? Well, uh, not oh, the, okay. at least it's not the the Blood Angel Death Blossom. No, that's true. They add in the assault cannons as, as well. No, N- nip, <laughs> nipple, no nipple assault cannons. Um, oh, well, oh, where's the fun in that? But yeah, so I hope, hope it's gonna work pretty all right. Yeah, so I, d- I don't really want to face this army though. Why? <laughs> because uh, mine is quite uh, big targets that are quite e- quite lovely for Angron to kill. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Well, you mean the gigantic walking metal man? Thankfully, this was the traitor by army, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well. It's pretty good though. Like if I go to Tatar's command unit, I'll probably have uh, chain fists and thunder hammers, just for some extra anti-tank. So if I split up, at least they can fucking deal with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. I mean, I'm 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 kind of thinking if I if I happen to forget my um, Iron Warriors at home, I won't be too sad <laughs> um, if needed. Um, but. That's a that's a that's going to be a good fun list to play against. I think it's if, if we were going to rate it on uh, chain axes out of ten, that's that's got to be up there like nine nine chain axes out of ten. Yeah. Um, well, te- uh, te- you know, nine skulls for the skull for, skull thrown out of ten, whatever. It's up there that you could probably make it even nastier if you really wanted to. Um, yeah. I don't know how, but I'm pretty sure you could. You could well, as a, as a, as a pretty said, you well, could change out the sisters for like a crazy sort of proper de- red claw, yeah. and, I th- I mean, and then move on and make it else. even nastier <laughs> instead of adding a tax squad. I mean, well, yeah. the the, well, the just, thing is, you can go Pride of the Legion. No, no, you can't with Drop Hollow. No. You can't switch the two up. No. But then, uh, what I could do is, I could probably, I could swap up the Daka Dread for another five. Uh, red butchers and a uh, claw, but I think <laughs> so far, like in all the games I've played, ten red butchers. It's like you don't need big units of red butchers. Five, you need five, but you need some sort of mobile vehicle to get them somewhere. So yeah. I used to love the whole the claw with the five red butchers is so fucking flexible. 
because you're really in your face any like even if you need to redeploy you just turbo boost that motherfucker and it's awesome and the survivability of the dreadclaw with the jink saves and because you don't even lose anything jinking so because you don't really have much weapons <laughs> yeah and as it's uh, the cause uh, cause an assault vehicle right yeah well then you 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 landed basically yeah, so it's landed yeah land it and go to town and, and make somebody's day very very bad yeah every day we're butchering do, 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 do. <laughs> it's the best uh yeah the uh, ad hoc music combinations we, we should so yeah. get a house band to put these things together a mixtape for scandus <laughs> scandus mixtape uh, uh, yeah uh, put it we can put it together with motivational tape from uh, the uh, the guys in the eye of horus uh, I think three Anvilus uh, Assault Claws and, and the Leviathan dropping down on... That was my problem at Gotham. I, I couldn't get... I couldn't hit the sweet sweet spot there. But now, definitely, like, with 3,000 points, I think that's going to... It's going to be a lot of pain in the ass seeing that dropping down. Was it... What, what was the what was the points limit for uh, Gotham? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Ah, so that extra 500 really does make a positive impact for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It usually does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't lie. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to playing a 3,000 point list. It's uh, it's looking a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I, unless you've got anything else to say on that, Freddie, I think you've put together something really awesome. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play against or play play with. Uh, I'm not so sure about playing against it, but um, that depends on what you're playing, though. Yeah, this is true. Uh, but, you know, I like it. I really do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Chris, you got any thoughts on it before we... Nothing more than you've said, actually, because I like it. Cool. Okay, well, that's a, that's a simple one. Oh. <laughs> simple easy. Good. Well, if that's been the case, then, um, we are sort of coming to the end of the uh, intersection here. So what I will say is uh, our next segment coming up is with Tim from the Eye of Horus, uh, Chris, myself, and Freddie, talking all about Mechanicum. And... Uh, yeah, we've uh, got a fun little tune to play us into, and with that, uh, we will be right back with our Mechanicum section.
and we're back and with us today we have royalty itself we have the crown prince here obviously but we have one of the two kings of 30k uh the man the legend himself mr tim and i'm going to get your surname wrong uh caribolo um it's actually copeland but yeah like caribolo like i uh, yeah anyway just, just go just, <laughs> just just go with that yeah. From yeah, the, close uh, enough. Close enough. Well, close enough for a closer from the Eye of Horus himself. Tim, welcome to the Varangian Heresy podcast, buddy. Uh, it's great to be here in Sweden. Flew in this morning, my Learjet. Uh, it's great. I hope you like the the uh, the naked volleyball team meeting you there at the airport. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. It was the men's team. There was a there was a scheduling catch. It was very strange. I thought it was just like a Swedish um, like a sauna thing or something. Weird. But anyway. Uh, we, well, we, we, we tried, but, um, the sauna thing is definitely for the guys up in the, up in the Northern Heresy. That's really more their thing. Yeah, yeah, I saw some, some pictures they posted today. Like, just a lot of dudes with no clothes on. Yeah, that was, li- that was Linus of the Northern Heresy and his mates. Yeah, yeah. his mates. Dudes looking for dudes in a sauna. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> and if anything more, we'll, we'll be going in the wrong direction here. So, we have Tim on to talk about. The Mechanicum, both both flavors, or is it, or are there three flavors? Because I mean, there's the light, the dark, and is there is there a gray Mechanicum, or is there? Do we uh, do we even go down that route? I mean, technically, Perturabo's got his own Mechanicum, so I don't know how that works, but yeah, yeah but he's kind of dark. Yeah, I yeah, guess so. They're, they're more like just just fucking nerds too. They're not they're um they're all about capturing Xenotech and turning it into like you know turning it against the enemy. Like I don't think they're they're not like um like fighting guys. They're more of like a nerd faction, I think. Like more science scientist kind of guys. Like you, you don't hear about them having myrmidons or combat troops, really, do you? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I look, lots of giant robots is the way I see it with uh, with Perturabo's guys mainly. Sheena. Yeah, but um, basically they're a nerd convention, is what we're saying. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I think that well, there's three sort of main, like three army lists, I guess, like three main branches that they've sort of expanded on so far. I guess four if you count the Titan Legions. They're also from they're also Mechanicum, a Mechanicum force. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of sort of the basic armies, there's three that have been illuminated. But I mean, I think that there's more to come. Like we know that there's the sec, you know, the what are they called, the Secutarii? With Secutarii, the, the yeah. Yeah, we know those guys are sort of on the horizon. So that 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 maybe that'll be a fourth list. And then there's tons of expansion room as well. You've got all these other divisions, sort of, you know, like the Explorators. Um, the, if you if you go through and look in the Horus Heresy Mechanicum Tegmata Army List Red Book, mm-hmm. there's a really good um, sort of tr- like a like a family tree of the Mechanicum, um, yeah. and it's sort of it, it, it's fucking pretty big. Like it's, it's a it's a two page sort of great big chart, and it sort of lists like all these extra departments and things as you know, like this thing called the Order Crater, which are like um, like a massive sort of like tank force, like a, like a pa- like Panzer divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got like yeah, the, the the guys who sort of guard the the spaceships and and build spaceships. You've got the there's the Magisterium who are like basically like the like a it's kind of like a, a Mechanicum Inquisition almost. Um, who are like a like commerce like uh, what would you call it? They're like an enforcement arm of Mars. That's just, that's what the Malkara. It's like the um, the building inspectors or the union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're well, not well, adhering well, to STC laws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, more like like a Martian Gestapo, I guess. 
um, which is pretty sweet. So I imagine if they do a list of those guys, they'll have really sort of all the latest, latest fucking super hype attack and that sort of thing. Cool. Um, and yeah, if you check check out that, it, it's worth having a look at that um, at that flowchart. It's it's really fucking um, it's really good, and and you can see how much expansion um, space they have for Mechanicum, and and you know even though they've got that flowchart, there's always room to just make more shit up. So because Mechanicum, they, they they kind of mention like Mechanicum working with black shields and stuff. So Ooh, really? who knows? It's going to be like some sort of you know, unaligned mechanic. In fact, that hadn't picked sides in the heresy, or he just doesn't give a fuck. Well, Especially with cool. that new Forge World, that was kind of independent until, you know, the warriors tap. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is one of the well, I'm not going to get into the the fluff of it so much, but damn, that was a cool piece to read. Um, and sort of understand, especially with the uh, the two sides of the Imperium, the Dawn and Malkador's approach are just just hilariously funny when you actually yeah, think about what they did. It's weird that that's happening like with like um Malkador and Dawn just sending out their own secret messengers and shit and like uh, Malkador has the Knights Errant doing these secret assassin assassin missions and Dawn's kinda like keeping tabs on him and he's keeping tabs on, on Dawn. It's kinda weird. But yeah. So I guess it adds extra depth to the whole to the heresy. Trust issues. <laughs> that's all I can say. Trust yeah. issues. When the Emperor's away nobody trusts each other. <laughs> well, I think the whole thing started with Horace turning bad, and then he has like massive issues, Mister yeah. Dorn. Yeah, fair point. He fair used to point. be bros with uh, Horace, like kind of. It's just that he's straight laced, so he would never turn. Uh, I think yeah. to the the best term I've heard is rod up ass, um, as far as uh, Dorn is concerned. <laughs> but um... yeah, that's what people thought about, you know, like um, Fulgrim or, or some of those other guys. Seriously. Yeah. I've got to do a quick segue away from the Mechanicum thing just very quickly. Uh, on the latest Age of Darkness podcast, they did their second piece on Fulgrim, the, the audio, the story Fulgrim, and they uh-huh. were wondering if they'd actually changed your mind on the uh, on your opinion of the book and the whole uh, Eldrad but... sit down. Uh, no, I'm still going to listen to the second half of that. Um... But no, I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty. Uh, I need to listen to the second half, and then I'll make my final decision. But we we just recorded a um an episode on the Emperor's Children last night, Michael and I, and uh, yeah, I was kind of I was still disparaging of the Fulgrim book. So <laughs> that Fulgrim book, like when I read it, I was so so pissed off. When, when that came out, that must have been like ten years ago. Because I was a massive Empress Children fan, and then I re- and I was like, yeah, man, Empress Children is so good. Fulgrim's such a fucking awesome dude. And then I read that book, and it just made me so fucking mad. I was like, fuck, fuck that. I'm never doing Empress Children. I'm turning my back on them. And then so um, then that, that's what got me into Mechanicum basically, because it was out of those two leads. It was out of it was basically yeah, it was out, it was out of Iron Warriors and fucking Empress Children. And I just and after reading those books, I just and you know like um, what's it called the Age of Exterminators? Uh, yeah, I was just like, no, nah, I hate both those guys now. They're both the biggest dickbags. I'm doing Mechanicum. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going to go play with giant robots. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, if you go back to the second ed um, background and the, you know, the, remember the, um, uh, the uh, what were those books called? Index of Star Days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to those, yeah. Iron Warriors and Emperor's Children were both, like, my favorite legions. 
Emperor's Children mainly because they just like just totally fucking lost their minds. Like if you look at the other legions, you know, like the Nurgle guys, eh, yeah, pretty boring. They're just like pestilent dickheads. And then like you've got um you know the world eaters, they're just sort of like rage machines. And then you've got a uh, thousand sons, just like dust dust brothers. All that bullshit, but like when it comes to the Empress Children, they're just like, fucking let's play these insane fucking instruments. Blah! And it's like shooting energy into tanks and shit and just screaming and like high fiving doing cocaine. Like, they're just so fucking good. Like, it's hard to go. It's like the 80s, yeah, it's like the 80s distilled into a legion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything that was good about the fucking like 80s, that whole like fucking time, back when like people in the UK were like still terrified of getting nuked by Russia. So, like, people grew up, like, fuck, death at any time, fucking, like, to razor's edge, like, let's just fucking say crazy shit, back in the good old days before, like, you know, everything became, like, super safe, uh, and that, that's when, that's where all the best, like, 40k background came out, like, all the super punk stuff, like, you know, like, all that sort of, you know, really it's, cool background. Well, that awesome actually background. had its tits hanging out and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 just, like, six-titted fucking snakes just, like, writhing in the dirt and stuff, like. Just crazy shit like that. John Blanchard, you know, like all that, all the good stuff. <clears throat> That's where, yeah, it's one of the fucking awesome themes to come out of that was Noise Marines, and you know, everything about all, all the good shit from fucking 30, from 40k. Basically. Cool. Well, let's not get too distracted down that path, but it does open up quite nicely. I mean, on on the Ranjin Heresy, we have our own resident mechanic and player. That's Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as our listeners know, he's. Um, <laughs> He's not so well loved by the uh, the boys in Northern Heresy for his army <laughs> list writing, but um, we we love it all the same because at the end of the day that's what having fun with an army is all about. Um, so, <laughs> what just before we get into sort of real talk on the mechanic and stuff like that, give us a little bit of a lowdown about yourself, Tim. That um, maybe for whatever crazy reason somebody's listening to us before they've listened to the Eye of Horus. Mm. Give a, give us a rundown about yourself, uh, your gaming history, that sort of stuff. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, basically, uh, Michael and I pretty much got into 40k around the same time, um, and a whole, whole bunch of our friends, um, back in high school, back in the sort of mid 90s, mid to late 90s, mm-hmm. um, back when Second Ed was like the big thing, and like, you know, shit was still, ex- shit was expensive back then, like, people think, you know, uh, fucking models are so expensive, man, like, what the fuck? Like, shit was still pretty expensive, like, 40, in Australia at least, it was like, $40 for a Terminator squad, and like $40 back in the 90s was like a fucking shitload of cash, you know, you didn't just get $40 anywhere, you had to work, do some jobs, you had to hack down some trees, or like, fucking, you know. Had to <laughs> earn that shit or work a street corner, you know, you got to yeah, find yeah, some money yeah. somehow. Do some wet work or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we basically, we would play under Michael's house, because he had like a um, awesome like underhouse area with this like huge ping pong, like table tennis table, ping pong table, whatever the fuck you yep. call it. We'd basically just like, <laughs> it wasn't even six by four, it was bigger than six by four, it was like an insane size. And we would basically just put down this like painter's um, sheet and we'd put that down and be like, yeah, it's like a desert. And then we'd put down this like unpainted terrain and stuff. And then we'd just, <laughs> people would just, everyone would come around and just put all their fucking second edge shit on the table. And then we'd just have these massive armies and then we would just like start rolling dice and then air, and then we'd just start arguing about the rules for about like <laughs> fucking four hours straight. And then we'd, back then we, um, you could ring the rules boys. So you could just oh, ring yeah. it and be like, Hey, rules boy, what do I do if blah, blah, blah. And I always remember something like us on the phone to them for like some 15 minute call 
where someone was like shouting, everyone was shouting at the person who was on the phone, and then the, the, and then they were like, okay, tell, they, they want to know how far away such and such unit is, and then how far away the Harlequins are, and then how and then measure the distance between the Harlequins and the Space Marine captain, and then, like it was just total fucking madness, but it was still great because yeah, um, yeah, just hanging out with miniatures and um, so yeah, basically we just. Played that for ages, played third ed, like pretty much everyone else in our 20s, when we like started just like slamming chicks and stuff, you know, like we just um, sort of went away for it for a bit, and then we came back when the rules sort of became a bit better. And we're, actually, Michael and I, well, we, we all, we pretty much got into fantasy really heavily for a while there. Um, Michael and I were living together for a while, and um, <coughs> yeah, started just smashing out like tons of fantasy games and going to events. And then that basically brings us up to whenever the, I think the, when the second book came out for Heresy is when I got into it. And that had like the proto sort of Mechanicum list. Like the, the it was basically the auto-reductor list where it wasn't really a list. It was like an, it was a list that it said that you could use it to ally with Space Marines. Um, and there was only like, what, like Phalax were the only unit, I think, when it first came out. And then when the second book came out, you got, the Legio Cybernetica list, which had Myrmidons and Castellax and all that sort of thing. But for a while there, like, the only... Like, my first games that I ever played were I had all of the fucking... I I'd made my own Magos, because I didn't... There was only one Magos model. I didn't really like it. And I, and then the only other two released units were the Thalax and the Castellax. So I basically had, like, every single model in the Mechanicum, the Bloodbrothers, at least, in Mechanicum. And then, yeah, basically over the last... I don't know how many years it's been, like, probably four years, five years, or something like that. They've just, the Mechanicum, the Mechanicum's just gone through the roof. Like, I'm still collecting their shit. Like, everything that comes out, I'm sort of trying to get and field test. And, like, I've been going for four years, you know, like, um, at, at, at a decent pace, you know, like, I play in events, like, almost every month. <clears throat> um, like, what's it, June, end of June now? I've played it in six events this year so far, so, and try and do a different army using different Mechanicum stuff each time, and I still haven't used everything out of the book, you know, like, <laughs> still, wow. there's still more shit. And this, the sixth ed book just brought more stuff out, too, so, um, oh, sorry, it's not the sixth ed book, the fuck, what am I saying? Uh, book six brought, like, more Mechanicum stuff out, like the Arl attacks, and, uh, and then, you know, Bodril's already showing whips for the new Mechanicum stuff, like the, uh, was it the Stratos, um, Stratos, Automator, flying, yeah. flying automator, which is, gives me a fucking huge burner, obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I've, I've, been I've been playing with them. It's probably the latest thing that I've got. Oh, and I've just been, just, uh, built a whole bunch of skill acts and I've been using them. So, um, there's a few things. I think the, the Thanatar Calax, Calyx, I've got one of those. I haven't built it or painted it or played with it. And I haven't got an Ordinatus yet, but, there's an event coming up at the end of the year here in Brisbane, uh, Inferno 3, and um, I'm definitely getting like a an ordinatus for that, like the Sagittar with the 10-inch Strength D fucking mega shot, the Bellicosa, um, uh, what's it called, Bellicosa Volcano Cannon. Yeah, Can't wait to run. that's one but, I was thinking about getting as well before I got the Warhound. Yeah, ah, oh, dude, it's fucking awesome. What, what, what have you got in your Warhound? Like, you got plasma? Uh, plasma and a turbo laser. Okay, yeah, I think I've been fucking just thinking, like, day and night about... Like, I really don't like that Warhound Titan that much. Like, it's, I've always just been like, fucking dog titans, because, 
yeah, it's sort of the that's the titan that people pull yeah. on you that you usually get smashed by if you're just play, if you're not playing Apocalypse that much. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking the other day, like a Stormblade has one of those plasma guns that you know the plasma block plasma blast cannon or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, the plasma oh, blaster. Yeah, yeah, the Warhound can get two of those. So it's got yep. like twice the fire of a fucking Stormblade, which is insanity, total insanity. It's like four four seven inch strength seven. Oh, is it strength nine AP two? Something like that. It's totally all about bringing the pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, imagine fighting that like just a warhound just raining shots, and it can fire two separate targets, so it can just smash down like a ten-inch fucking mega shot. Boom! Just roast a twenty-man squad. And it's really mobile as well because it's uh, fast yeah. and uh, agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so savage, but yeah. yeah, I think I'll go with the ordinators. It just looks so fucking cool. It looks like a transformer that's yeah. just about to transform, but it's just. Just the the Sagittarius one, Sagittarius one was uh, up for pre-order the week after I ordered my Warhound Titan. So ah yeah <laughs> yeah, but so, you got so, a Warhound Titan, so yeah, <laughs> and I only had to pay for half of it, so that's a bonus. That's, Shout that's out to Daniel there. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy's doing nice things for birthday presents. Can't complain. Yeah, can't complain at all. I need to swap mates. <laughs> or just just uh, increase the friend circle, Freddie. You don't have to swap anyone; just increase the circle, man. How oh, we do it? Key party, I guess. Keep a uh, friend's key party. Uh, you need to use the secret, Freddie. Just keep thinking about it. Thinking about it. It'll come to you. Don't worry. Just use mind powers. Yeah. Well, I, I'm slowly seeing my missus turning into a demonette. So. <laughs> you don't say. Right. You don't sound overly unhappy about that either. So, um... well, it's the... um, uh, I'm starting to lose limbs here. <laughs> but ah. it's still preferable to Sexiest like, uh, went from uh, you know, a bit you know, manhandles to mega rough. Yeah, yeah, especially the, the claw hand. That's the thing <laughs> about demonettes. Like, yeah, fuck hot. Look at that ass. Look at them tutus. And then just like, oh shit, claw hand. Oh like, shit. No, no hand jobs. No hand jobs. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, suddenly, so, I've just got that image from uh, Deadpool. You know when they do that whole montage of him and his woman sort of getting their relationship, and it's like he takes the strap on, oh, yeah. and it's just his face of nope, 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 nope. I just got that with the demonette there. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, and then, no, oh no, yeah, definitely no fisting. That's <laughs> that's not even on the table. If, yeah, if you're in the background too, those claws are like it's, it explicitly says that they're like razor sharp. So like. You don't want that fucking anywhere near, yeah. especially in the ephemeral artery. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, it it, is like it wrong that I got a little bit turned on there? Anyway, <laughs> back, back to Mechanicum. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. So uh, how do you want to, are we going to just go through the different factions? Well, well uh, you or... mentioned uh, briefly why you wanted to play Mechanicum least yes so we have a we could just talk a bit of, of the fluff and why play mechanicum but if, since you already mentioned your reasoning for it we could skip that let's go yeah, on uh, reasons to play mechanicum are if you're into like just industrial fucking carnage and shit like that because if you think about the background right like space marines they're like human beings really they're like an augmented human being right so when they go into battle it's just like you know fucking 
most of the same feelings that like you would feel if you went into battle, you know, like hot hot splash of fucking blood on your face as you like cut some dude's throat with your monomolecular blade or whatever, or you know, like shredding fucking uh, like a refugee column with a with a with a heavy boulder or something like that. Like you, know, you can kind of imagine that, but when it comes to fighting against the Mechanicum or the Mechanicum actually fighting, it's so fucking alien because it's all like robots and shit. It's uh, you know, uh, unleashing Castellax. Like Castellax will just fight like they're a super industrial just like machine. There's no flesh in them at all uh, except for like a tiny sort of like a skull slither. or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some slithers of shit and yeah, some bit, bits of skull and stuff like that. They're not uh, even uh, using human skull, human brains on those, right? I think on a Castellex it's probably like an ape yeah. or something like that, like a um, like a gorilla or something like that, just some like a wild ape because they've got the rage rule and you, and they're so sort of stompy you can, and they've got a low center of gravity, so you can imagine them sort of just like boom, boom, just like clambering, for, like running forward. And just sort of swinging their arms around, sort of yeah. crazily, um, and then you've got like you, yeah, they they also have they've got everything basically. They've got everything from robots like these massive siege ro- like clumsy siege robots that are just shooting plasma blasts uh, and raining death on people, and then you've got sort of the smaller, more agile robots like the um, uh, the Vorax, right? So they're sent out to sort of hunt down hunt people down. If they're, they're actually, if you read the background for them, they're actually designed to cull excess populations on forge worlds so yep. if they're just like too many humans here these fucking rats are everywhere <laughs> send in the vorax and they just turn them on like fucking um you know like a terminator 2 style and these things just go out and just massacre until they've until they're you know like go and kill 666 human beings and it's just like roger just runs through the city just massacring shit with miniguns um and then you've got you know um you do actually have some mortal troops but they're, they're sort of um, like the thralls, for example. The thralls have had massive cranial surgery to make them just basically like living, basically like zombies, essentially. Um, if you read the background in there, there's um, a thing called the Sarkoza wave um, and some other technology which can basically like re- reanimate battle dead and turn them into fucking zombies, essentially, using technology, like some kind of uh, nanites or something, some kind of crazy tech that can do that. Um, so you've got the sort of that, that sort of stumbling undead theme, which I'm actually working on at the moment. I'm building up. I'm going to have about 80 tech thralls soon, so I can run like a like a big shambling horde of um, <laughs> sort of uh, re- reanimated humans. Um, and then you've got stuff like the Thalax, for example. And the Thalax are really cool. They they sort of borrow from like the Robocop sort of theme, where they um, not actual Robocop, where because Robocop himself is most of his fucking torso is alright, right, and his brain and stuff, and they just add on robotic shit. He's more, he's more of a cyborg. More yeah. of a traditional yeah. cyborg. Yeah, yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so we, we, with Thalax, it's more like, you know, in Robocop 2, the movie Robocop 2, where they actually create another Robocop called Robocop 2, it's really, tra- it's really, like, confusing describing this, but in the movie Robocop 2, they create... Robocop 2, who is like another Robocop, but he is just a brain and nervous system just floating in a tank inside like a like an insane fucking kill droid. Oh, the and one Robocop... from the, the, one, the one made from the uh, Junkie Kingpin. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. They, and they have to like plug in like drug canisters because he's like fueled by fucking some insane like designer drug or some shit like that. And if you remember in that, like the only way that Robocop kills him is by shooting him with an anti-tank rifle and then just pulling him off a building and then... Re- 
tearing open his hatch or whatever and pulling out his brain and then just smashing it on the ground in front of all those cops. I don't know if you remember that. It's an awesome oh, yeah. scene, but yeah, that's just, that's what a phallus is. The phallus is just the brain and nervous system. And it actually says in the background that they're harvested from places best left unknown. So implying that they're fucking scavenging dead space marines, other humans, anything like that, and then putting those into the thalax chassis, which is just basically like a brain uh, and nervous system just attached onto a fucking huge robot body. Aren't they saying as well as they have like a tendency to go insane and they have to do like different cycles and turn them off and on and shit? Oh, yeah, 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 they're crazy too. Yeah, because when you find like a space marine who's had his like back broken or something and his brain and he's still like his brain's still functioning but he can't move, then you get the Castellax to like drag him into a lab and then you have to basically like to get his brain and nervous system out, you have to like totally fuck him up to do it. And um, so, yeah, you have to, they're basically in constant pain. They're just like, well, they're just a fucking brain floating in a tank, right? Like they're just constantly like, fuck, what's going on? So there's a massive sort of, mortality rate i guess when they're doing the transplant and then uh so that that's why i'm suggesting the space marine dead are probably like one of the best places to source phallax um brains from because the space marine brain is sort of hyped up on space marine you know biology essentially you can probably survive the, the transfer per- <laughs> process a bit easier but yeah um they're, they're totally they're blinded they don't have a sense of smell they don't have taste or anything like that i'm pretty sure they can't talk um, uh, but they can, using this thing called the lorikothalax, um, they can basically interpret like electrical magnetic waves and sound. Um, they can basically see sound, like Michael was talking about in our last episode, um, and, and that sort of thing. So they can see with this thing called Jin sight, they can actually see, you know, people's beating hearts and stuff like that. So they can. That's why they've got um, neg two to cover saves because they can see guys. Some, you know, if there's a human being running from them, hiding behind a wall, they can just see through that wall and see that guy and just be like, you're fucked, man. Yeah, and that's why they're negating infiltrate as well. Yeah, that's yeah, a, exactly. Because they're quite nice. They say yeah, that, yeah, that totally okay. reminds me of um, uh, the Predators movie. Not, not, not Predator or Predator 2, but the Predators movie, the one with uh, Adrian Brody in. And the one, yeah. the guy from the, that 70s show? Yeah, that one. <laughs> the, the, the angel. Yeah. yeah. Danny Trejo with an Uzi in each hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is just a fucking awesome image. Uh, yeah. But yeah, because the, the sort of spoiler alert, uh, the final fight, you can't. They kind of try to rehash the old trick from the original Predator movie, and the Predator goes, "Fuck that! I can't see him." Right? Hang on, and then changes and uses the the <laughs> sound of the heartbeat to find him. And it's like that moment you said that that's immediately jumped to mind as like, okay, there's a good <laughs> visual reference. Yeah, yeah. I, I always think about it as well, like um, in uh, Predator 2, um, when remember when Gary Busey tries to like lure the Predator into like a fucking meat house with all those sides of beef, yeah. and then he's yeah. he's got to shoot all the shit everywhere, like the radioactive particles or whatever, and the Predator's just like, oh, okay, and just flick through like 20 different visions, and I'm always like, fuck, what are all these visions? Like, what can he, what, like, there can't be that many spectrum, surely, like. He's flicking through like twenty different fucking visions, and you're like, "Whoa!" It's like, nope, 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 nope. It's like Snapchat filters. Nope, nope. Yeah. Ah, there it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Actually, I apologize for everyone who just heard that. I just compared the Predator's vision to Snapchat filters. I'm sorry. I, I really am. We're just going to ignore that and move on. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to apologize for my own sanity, but then yes, we move on swiftly. 
Yeah, so to get back, yeah, to get back to mechanics, the yep. other unit, you've got the other unit um, type that stands out to me. Um, so you've got all of those different combat troops. You've got the uh, Automator, they're sort of a, a type. You've got the Ad Secularis, uh, who, who are a type, I guess. You've got the, the uh, Thalax, who are also another type. Um, and then you've got Skillax, who are kind of more of like a Cybernetica. They're like a, a super advanced sort of Automator. But then you've, on top of that, you've got the uh, you've got the priesthood themselves, and they actually fight, and they're actually pretty good at it. Like the arch archmagoses, like everyone who's played against Mechanicum Army knows how tough like a archmagos can be with you know two plus armor save, toughness six, four wounds, um, billion attacks, or, or you know paragon blades, all sorts of shit like that. Um, but on top of that, there's also myrmidons, so, and what myrmidons are, which is makes them the, the most interesting to me, is they are. They're, so they're fully indoctrinated tech priests. So they're wearing the red robes, but they're they're massively sort of armored and just sort of like have massive sort of combat rigs that they go into battle with because they're fully ordained tech priests, but they're devoted entirely to Warcraft rather than you know the other sort of myriad sort of uh, uh, strains and and sort of like um, different streams and shit that the Mechanicum's following. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're their own sub faction basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd like to see at some point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because yeah, they're they're one of the yeah they're, they're some of the best troops like in the game. Um, sort of model for model, like pound for pound. I guess probably not point for point because they're they're a little expensive, but you know pound for pound. You know, like a, a, a Myrmidon Destructor can go up against any kind of Terminator or anything like that and sort of have a go at them. You know. Yeah, they got quite a versatile loadout, both of the options as well. Both the secretaries yeah. and the destructors. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're some of the most interesting troops. You don't really see them that much. Like there are a few people sort of playing them, but I think mostly people sort of focus on the automator and the stalax. Sort of you don't see tons of thralls around and you don't see that many skill acts and you don't really see that much um yeah, you 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 don't see uh that that many myrmidons, but yeah, there's it, it's a Fucking, it, it, it's such a, it's so crazy because when it first came out, the Mechanicum, there was literally just like a list with two or three units and they had t- three models. And this is only, what, 2012, 2000, maybe? 2012. Yeah, when do you think the Thalax came out? Did they come out around when the first book came out or did they come out probably 2013 or something like that? I think they were released later on, actually. Yeah, oh, so I thought it was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So in about three years, because it's 2016 now, obviously, in in about three years they've expanded. Like I've got an entire book here, the Mechanicum Army List. So within three years, it's gone from having Thalax to a. I'm trying to see how many pages because it's a fucking decent sized book, 117 page hardback army list, which is fucking awesome. I got, yeah, I got, uh, and not, not to forget that fucking as soon as uh, that exploded in Portugal, fucking Games Workshop jumped on the bandwagon straight away and did their own list. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I can actually list uh, ones in Betrayal, and that's the Mechanicum Talax Cohort, the Mechanicum Land Raider, Imperial Avenger Strike Fighter, Warhound Scout Titan, Reaver Battle Titan, and uh, Mog's Reductor Caleb Decima. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not even a model for Curl of Decima still, so... Um, I think yeah. they want you to use the Titan Tech Priest one. Yeah, that's true. Quite similar yeah, enough, they're... but... Uh, yeah. That's yeah, a bit lazy. But, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, exactly. It was only the Phalax was like the first thing. Because I remember the first event I played in here was, oh shit, when was it? Must have been 2013, I guess. It was whenever, I think, this, yeah, the second book had definitely come out because I I was running a Legio Cyber, it was, which had the Legio Cybernetica list. And I was running a Legio Cybernetica Arch Magos. And then there was like a box underneath which said, Auto Reductor, you can run one of these guys as an Auto Reductor uh, Arch Magos uh, following editions. And I was like, yes, fuck yeah, that's so good. And it's, yeah, that's probably another thing that attracted me to that was the fact that it was like, it, was, it wasn't like everyone else was playing Legions. It was like something fucking totally different and like totally new. And, yeah, and I was like, oh man, these models are going to be so fucking cool to paint. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, Mechanicum, Mechanicum's definitely taken off. Like, if you go onto, uh, there's a Mechanicum page on Facebook, like, that it's growing and growing and growing. Is it, what, do you know, remember what it's called? Is it called just 30k Mechanicum? I know you're I think it's actually person. just called, uh, Mechanicum. Uh, yeah. Cause Good quick, page. Quick like, check of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're into, that's like one of the best pages. You get stuff comes up on there. Shit comes up. It's just posted up there all day and like so good, man. Like it's called Mechanicum and it's got uh, currently 1,273 members. So the, yeah, there's bound uh, to be someone knowing what they talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure all of those people are listening right now. Too. Shout out to everyone in the Mechanicum yeah. list in Mechanicum group. Um, but yeah, fucking great group. If you if you just want to be bombarded with pictures of robots and shit all day. Definitely get on there. I'd say one one thing uh, before just before I jump into asking Chris about his his choosing for Mechanicum. Uh, one thing I absolutely love is um, that Mechanicum is not just a way to answer it, but a fantastic way to involve people who aren't in for the whole. Well, it's only Marine versus Marine thing. Yep, you know, that's you really that's... go well. Yeah, okay. Yes, the majority of the heresy is Marine versus Marine because that's kind of what. Betraying your betraying your brother is all about when you're exactly the same. However, yep. come take a look at these guys who who have fuck tons of fun with uh, with crazy crazy robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah, it, it make, that argument is so dog shit because like um, you know, although it is true uh, if you look at the sort of the if you look at the I guess the meta. I know like people hate it when fucking ever anyone says the word meta because everyone has a different idea of what that means but uh when i say it i mean you know if you look at it the group of people and what they're playing and how they're playing on their list and that sort of thing i describe that as the meta yeah um if you look at that it, it definitely is mostly marine versus marine but you are definitely seeing now like the um mechanicum like mechanicum has obviously like broke the ground for non-estates lists but you're seeing lots of solar exilia now. Um, well, not, not that much solar exilia, actually, but you're seeing lots, lots of militia. Militia is an easy list to get into. And you are starting to see, like, solar exilia creep in. And I've always been saying, man, like, once fucking everyone in the world sees how good, like, solar exilia armies look, and, like, if they just... If you just look at the fucking army list, like, it's amazing. It's, like, one of the best lists. And it, and it basically, it's... It, 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 although it is pretty powerful, like... That's the kind of shit you need if you're gonna go into battle and fucking beat Space Marines. Like you need like <laughs> or Mechanicum. Yeah, or or you can just take a, a mild Mechanicum list and just beat the shit out of Marines. Yeah, yeah. A mild <laughs> Mechanicum list. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but yeah, and uh, not not just that, like the just the militia and the solar auxilia, like the the models options that they 
that it creates because you know the solar exilia doesn't have to have the, exactly the same solar pattern uniforms they could be solar exilia from some other fucking planet uh-huh. or household or fortress yeah. supporting them so isn't just the solar part of that uh, the specific type of army that not the gear itself really yeah, well, it's, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. it's like the high god like the like um what is it like the uh what they called now in uh, in 40k the guard the stormtroopers. No, no, or the, the, the Militarum Tempestus. Uh, no, the um, the actual name for the Imperial Guard they changed it to. Yeah, the Astra Militarum. Yeah, that's the. It's like Solar Auxilia is the, is the high Gothic. It's that sort of thing. Whereas everybody else just calls it the Guard, because that's the, the low Gothic version. Tempestus Militarum. What the fuck is that? Is that that's that the stormtroopers that's a, or something? Yeah, that's basically the stormtrooper yeah. factions for Imperial Guard in 40k these days. So Yoda, yeah. I heard you like factions. Well, I've got factions for your factions. So it's uh, yeah. it probably came from all those complaints. There are no new stormtrooper models. There are no new stormtrooper models. Well, fuck you. Here's a stormtrooper faction instead. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna do that if we complain about it. We'll just keep uh, keep yeah. on about plastic sisters and squats and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go a bit on a tangent here just because. Uh, you can just see the diversity in the play, playing field today when you look at the, the escalation campaign, escalation league. Where you see most, there are a lot of uh, mechanicum armor pledged for the league. Is that yeah. anything to do with the fact that you only have to paint like six models, Christopher? Well, I see, I see <laughs> armor here from Jens, and that has one, two, three, four, like twelve or. 15 models. Oh dear God, that, that's like an overpopulated list. Yeah, but he's you're doing swamp uh, swamp thralls. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Well, it's not yeah, that uh, many that's uh, saying militia. <laughs> no, uh, no. You know, silly, yeah. huh? someone should do um uh like a whole bunch of these um uh tech thralls as like like a like a, a tech thrall army that's had to march through a whole swamp and they've all become corroded and like covered in bits of ferns and shit you know what i mean yeah oh that would be so cool or be- or automata for that reason you could use oh yeah yeah all rough the- yeah and make uh, like there's uh, some wine vines on them and stuff like that and moss yeah. mm. and see myrmidons with um crap stuck all over them and you know yeah. looking like swamp thing like, uh, like the, the swamp beast from uh, the Albion campaign for yeah. fantasy oh the fan beast yeah the fan beast oh, that's pretty cool good reference point there Chris but kudos kudos for uh, bringing up old reference there very cool mm. rest um, in peace yeah Albino. rest in peace fantasy we, we barely yeah. knew you yeah, so, but uh, so where were we? We're, we're talking about how you getting into uh, Mechanicum because it's your turn to talk. Yeah, it started with uh, some some of the fluff from uh, Betrayal as well. There, when I read about uh, Caleb Desmas' involvement in the battles, the first uh, is when he, he and his uh, force basically, well, we're going to enter this uh, really really advanced drop pod and shoot ourselves down into the crust of the planet. <laughs> this one, three and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then they used to hide beneath the cross of the planet until the, the, the main battle has passed and the virus bombardment has passed and stuff like that. And then they just appear and start a guerrilla fighting, guerrilla fighting against the space marines. Okay. And then, they start, of... then, they, then they start to re- recruit some loyalists as well, like Crisis Morthurg and stuff like, and people like that. 
and start to ambush uh, Space Marine. <laughs> you mean the, the whole world, War of the Worlds entry kind of into yeah, the planet? Basically. <laughs> so they start to ambush uh, a lot of. Uh, oh my god! They did. They did well, cliche, I, cliche I Martian work. They were cliche Martians. Is that what you're trying to say? I love the story when he just fucks up that fell blade. Yeah, I'm actually coming to that one because all of a sudden they are doing this ambush and send out some really crappy, crappy and fucked up tanks to lure some of the War Monsters troops in, and uh, all of, all of a sudden. That then an entire glowing sphere just lifts from the ground and basically makes the tanks go away, turn into negatives of themselves and stuff like that. Whoa! Yeah. Which sounds a bit like Necron Tech, but who knows? Yeah. And there's a like a bit big semicircle cut out of a fell blade, and a rhino just turning to dust, and the other rhinos turning into. Well, negatives. So, put politely, don't fuck with this guy is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> and then a bit later, he basically face walks through the chassis of a fell blade and takes it over. <laughs> That's got to be fucking scary, man. Yeah. Sitting there in your fell blade and then suddenly there's a tap on your shoulder and it's like, what the fuck? Oh, and this this uh, story is told from the point of view of uh, Crisis Morthberg and he's just, he just uh, sits there basically dying and look, looks at the uh, Caleb Decima walking through the hull of a fell blade and taking it over and then passing out. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't get captured by a buff like that, it's just hard not to play an, play an army. <laughs> it's hard to play an army like this. Well, that kind of, that, I'll tell you what, though, that, that kind of segues nicely into my next question, because we did this when uh, we had JP on a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, what? And I'm going to start with Tim, because we may have already covered it with yourself, Chris, but we give you a chance to think of something new. Tim, what is your favourite Mechanicum fluff that uh, is out there at the moment? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, pretty tough. Like like Chris was saying, like that Kayla Decima background is like pretty mind-blowing. Um I think it actually describes what technology he uses. I think he uses some sort of teleportation matrix or something like that and sets it to overcharge and it just basically like yeah, like you said, like vaporizes half a half a fell blade or something. But um <laughs> yeah, that that background's pretty great. Uh the there's sort of mentions of of them throughout the throughout the novels, but they're kind of like um just comically underused. I know in um uh, what's that book called? Uh, Unremembered Empire there's the bit where that guy is trying to smuggle himself onto McCrag and yeah. there's some sort of there's some thalax that are just hanging out on the orbital platform but it's not really doesn't really go into sort of doesn't doesn't delve into the, there's not much much action there um i know it's tough uh just reading the background from the um uh from the red book uh, especially like the red book is basically the pinnacle of of where they've got to with the background um, for sort of fleshing out the Tagmatas and the Order of Doctor and Legio Cybernetica. Um, but to get more background about what's going on in Mars and that sort of thing, I guess you just got to piece it together from the books. Um, but in, in terms of the, um, if you go through the, you know, the campaign books, uh, they talk about the Mechanicum a lot. Like one of my favorite ones is probably Paramar, where the, um, when the Alpha Legion turn up and fight against the, um, Against uh, the Tagmata Paramar, uh, and also the Iron Warriors, who, uh, um, the Loyalist Iron Warriors under Corfaren, I think it is. 
No, uh, oh. the Kiervalen, not Corfera. That's right. Lois, Lois, underneath the, the first captain of the um, of the word bearers, be like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, word bearers, yeah, yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah, sorry, Kiervalen, not Corfera, Corfera, um, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's some pretty awesome background there, like the way that they defend the Paramar Nexus, which is like the command center for the whole thing. The um. The Alpha Legion tel- do a teleport attack with a ton of Terminators, um, and be- and sort of uh, sending in headhunter teams and that sort of thing. But the entire Paramar Nexus can rearrange itself like an enormous maze. So these Terminators teleport in. They're like, yeah, time to execute the mandate. And then suddenly, like the walls realign, and suddenly they're in a room filled with Castellax. And like, oh shit! Or they'll just be like. Oh, here's a corridor. Let's just walk down this corridor. And then suddenly all these, like, tubes will come to life and start strangling them and that sort of thing. Or they'll just, like, end up in, like, a wall will slide out. And then suddenly there's, like, 20 um, tech thralls to start shooting them with laslocks and that sort of thing. Um, that, that's that's some pretty great background there. And then I think probably currently my favorite background is in book six is um, uh, is Mazoa. Although the, there's tons of background for Zana, the big sort of separatist... Uh, uh, Separatist Forgeworld, I guess, uh, who, who do end up going over to the traders. Um, I, I really like the Mazoa background, where it's like this sort of, um, it's like a trio of female Legio Simonetica, I guess, uh, what they call non queens, who are basically all rigged into these huge machines and they're controlling this entire Forge world via like mind impulse, I guess. And the uh, Alpha, and, and because it's a loyalist stronghold, um, the Alpha Legion turn up with some iron warriors again and try and lay siege to it. And, um, basically, yeah, like some, uh, in- craziness ensues because, um, uh, Cassian Dracos turns up, <laughs> um, after being pulled out of a nuclear crater on Isfan five. And, yes, um, you do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Typical Sunday morning. Just like, you're just lying in like a blackened crater, just, you can just hear your just hear your own heartbeat, and then suddenly, like three Iron Warriors Terminators like teleport down and start like digging you out with power fists. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Just lying there, uh, trying to try and download the latest podcast while, while the world around you is dark and nothing happening. Yeah, oh, my connect, my Wi-Fi is fucking shit here. Um, but yeah, there's some yeah that that background for Mazar is really good. Um, the you know the the sort of um battles and escapades that go on there, especially. Uh, seeing Cassian, the background for Cassian Dracos, although it's not Mechanicum, it's um, Cassian Dracos seems to be some kind of like, like fucking near from the Matrix or something because he can just control, just seize control of any automator he wants. Like he, um, he just basically, when they turn up in Mazoa, uh, he can just walk anywhere he wants. Like all of the Domitars that guard the Norn Queens, like don't even try and stop him. They just step back whenever he moves near them. And then later on, when he goes and confronts the uh, Iron Warriors, um, the Iron Warriors are being led by that Frazian, Narek Draga. Narek Draga, yeah. Yeah, Cassian Dracos just goes like, hey, nice fucking Castellax, and just, they all just back off, and just and Cassian Dracos is able to just walk straight up to him and talk to him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like... It, it, right. Well, fuck, I think is what Draga would be saying <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And funnily enough, he uh, decides to switch over to uh, his side and fight with him. So um, <laughs> there is, though, um, which is very interesting, is there's a hint there that maybe Cassian Dracos is controlling him via um, Narek Draga's own 
mind impulse units that he uses to control his uh, Castellac. Oh, the cortex, the cortex controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some... Yeah, he he was quite rebuilt and is more machine than space marine, anyhow. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the man. Uh, yeah, so, so you've got sort of like, <laughs> you've got this awesome sort of sub story going on there with um, with Cassian Drakos, who is probably is also like one of the most hard to destroy things in the game. Is like an armor fourteen fucking <laughs> box. <with> like, <coughs> he's a piece of shit. I've yeah. faced him a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I think is he immune to haywire or? He's immune to fucking everything. Yeah, I think he, I think he might not be immune to haywire, maybe, but yeah, um, he's uh, a total motherfucker. <laughs> Do I detect a tone of bitterness there, Freddy? Yeah, no, I had full grim dance with him. It took like forever. I had to glance him to death. Yeah, yeah. And well, then he does also... that fucking stomp attack because you have to pile in all the time, so he gets does that like AP two strength seven stomp attack each turn. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah, it's metal. He's also in his newest incarnation in uh, book six. He has um, uh, what what that shit called? Um, uh, cyberthergy now too. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanicum magic. Yep. Yeah, yeah, to make him even better. So, Chris, what's your uh, what's your favorite piece of fluff then? Oh well, there's uh, from the book Mechanicum, if nothing mm. else. There's some lovely fluff that just shows how cold the logic of the Mechanicum can can be. Because okay. uh, at the end of the siege of uh, whatever, what, the Magma City, is yeah. it called, right? And it's about, well, we're not going to make it, make it. Let's just sink the entire city in uh, lava so no one else can have it. And that's uh, just uh, quite cold logic. Well, they've spent days just bombarding our citizens and massacred our armies, but they haven't really taken the city. So <laughs> Let's uh, just drop it in a very hot pool of lava and they won't yeah, get it ever. Basically. Subtle. But <laughs> also, there's also a nice scene where they have a tech assassin that's uh, trying to fool around with the controls of the Magma City. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and she burns out all the neurons in the in the brain of the leaders, the Archmagos' uh, familiar, basically. And then, she, yeah. then, and then at the end, when they're in the control room, she has turned this, <laughs> that uh, familiar into a servo automata that just grabs the Archmag, that grabs the assassin and uh, jumps into the lava with him, her. <laughs> Subtle. It's like fuck you, <laughs> fuck my oh, dad. That's what we need to do for the campaign, Chris, is do rules for uh, mech assassins. Ooh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I should do that. I should do that. You should do that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I really like that part of the fluff, for the, or the entire book for that reason. It's a bit, yeah, a bit never, preachy, but... Uh... You know, I've never read that book. Like um, oh. After I read Fulgrim, which was by Graham McNeil, and I just was like, fuck, <laughs> made me hate Empress Children. I just was... When I started doing Mechanicum, I hadn't read that book, and I was like, "No, I'm never going to read it." I don't like. You might well, just. It has some preachy moments when uh, they're discovering the dragon beneath uh, the sands of Mars, but otherwise it's uh. quite quite decent. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Mars like, uh, I, I hate that sort of Catan. Is the, the secret power in Mars is a Catan bullshit? Like, yeah. it's kind of like, eh. There's. Know. 
there's a slight spoiler here because uh, the emperor basically put him there. Because mm. yeah. he's uh, apparently Saint George, a slave yeah. dragon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a there's a machine that makes uh, the main characters get a glimpse of uh, the past life of the emperor, basically. Oh, that's cool. I do like that. But the whole casting, thing. yeah. Like if you if you think about like um, the background that they tell you about the dark age of technology, and then before that there was like thousands of tens of thousands, or you know, a couple of what twenty thousand years or something of just like awesome fucking super high tech shit. Is yeah. that all based? Yeah. Is that all based on Catan technology? Like surely, like we would have, like humans would have more of a connection with the Necrontia race. Well, it's it's. Kinda implied in the Mechanicum that the, the the priesthood of Mars started to evolve in that way because of they were dreaming of uh, what the what a dragon was dreaming of. Yeah. But it's not really sure that it's actually a Catan. It might just be some other kind of void being. Ah, okay. Wibbly wobbly, right. timey wimey. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Options. <laughs> Well, I, I think like it, it's more like stolen from what happened with the whole Dune ripoff thing, where they had AI and that and that got banned, and that's what oh, made the men, the men of iron, the men of iron and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Well, so they're, what, they're what's that of the... book when they they go through the warp and they fucking smash into some vessel, and then they find this mad dude there that has still AI robots and shit, and he's just been stuck in the warp like for like ages. It sounds like part of the f- storyline from one of the Gaunt's Ghost books, but they are on a oh, yeah. siege, yeah. Yeah. The siege planet. Okay. And, and goes into yeah, a, like a subterranean like, base. Yeah, they find the machine that like churns out robots. Yeah, that can make men of iron, basically. <laughs> oh. That's bad. But it's more to the recent fluff of uh, Mechanicum then. I'm going to go with another part of uh, that you touched on briefly. That's... Uh, the Sana incursion. Okay. They they tried to well they they were also playing both sides uh, for a while there trying to make sweet with uh, the Imperium while gaining the favor of the War Master. And uh, it didn't really work out well. So they were trying to bribe the War Master with uh, some uh, <laughs> Ordinatus Manoris, the Olator ones. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Um, yeah. yeah, and then they were, they got got their own back when a, a strike force of black shields destroyed them, basically. Of course, yeah. was the it black shields? Was... I thought it was dark angels. Well, the the, the, the dark angels. The, the the first part was uh, a sh- an imperial fist fleet basically showed up with fire ships and started to bombard their orbital docks and defenses, and then the what is it called? The dark. The Dark in the ship, isn't the, the dark something? The dark sovereign, yeah, which is a uh, dark age of uh, technology flagship, basically, and it's way more advanced than anything else the Imperium have because dark angels. Yes, <laughs> and that one is uh, sent in, sent in even f- when all the munitions are spent trying to destroy the Imperial Fist fleet, and it starts destroying all the the rest of the fleet and capturing some Xenotech uh, slash Mechanicum. Ships that are specially built there, cool. but there's a there's a lovely just a lovely 
piece that I would want to create for my Battlefield Gothic fleet, and that's a Kraken-like vessel that just disconnects from one of the moons. That's just like a space octopus made of metal to destroy ships. Sweet space octopus. That's the best part of the entire fluff for me because I'm quite into. Because the, the like a Sons of Horus delegation basically shows up at Zana, and they're like, "Hey, uh, show us these fucking Ulatars, bro." And the mechanic are like, "Okay, check this out." And then they just fucking waste like thousands. They get all these people to stand down yeah. the field and fucking waste them with like sonic beams. And they're like, "Yeah, check that out." And the Marines are like, "Yeah, this is fucking shit hot." And then at some point, I think. Drop ships come or something like that, is it? And then they uh, is it a, a strike cruiser or whatever that uh, turns around in the crater? Like a, a, no, around like the astro field or some shit. The the ones the the sons of Horus are actually not sons of Horus. They are yeah. like uh, well eaters and other kinds of well former well eaters and other black shields that are yeah. pretending to be sons of Horus and then steals the Ulatoris and uh, destroys the prison world and frees uh, Scoria by mistake. Yeah. They just do like a fucking dirty dozen style, like, hey, guess what? We're not Nazis. And then just like, yeah. Just gun everyone down, start taking fucking lives. And uh, then there's a reference to. Sorry, sorry. They jack one of the uh, ordinators too, I'm pretty sure. They get. They jack all of them. Yeah, there's like 12 12 tech priests trying to like control this. Oh, one gets destroyed though. Yeah, but they steal two of them and take them off world, I think. Yeah, but the, the the best bit there is that the the um the ordinators has such a fucking savage machine spirit that when these like tech these uh tech marines are just like oh yeah I'm a tech marine in the Astartes I know what I'm doing with technology and they like try and jack into it like in the fucking Matrix and this thing just goes like what the hell are you get out just like <laughs> yeah fuck off of yeah they just kills a whole bunch of the tech tech marines just trying to fucking control the thing and then they have to go like okay everyone jack in at exactly the same time or some shit like that you know like yeah. And then they, yeah, they all, like, they managed to just get control of it and go, like, quick, get out of the ship, get out of the ship, quick, 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 you can't hold it for long. Like, go, 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 go. There's yeah. uh, also the part of that story when uh, they, they, the Sons of Horus delegation were supposed to bring a tribute of uh, corpses and uh, destroyed vehicles and stuff like that to the tech priests. The thing is, uh, the corpses aren't really dead. Oh, they've got they've been reanimated. Yeah, yeah. like in a Riven, the store Riven, basically, <laughs> cybernetically re- reanimated protocols. Yeah. They just, just start. To... I heard you like I heard you like cybernetic controlled zombies. Well, here's just over... <laughs> yeah, they, they they just uh, fuck up the main forges on the planet Sana too, because they have no compulsions to seize and hold ground. They just destroy, destroy, destroy. Sweet. Yeah. So that's that's uh, probably my current fla- favorite piece of fluff, save for the one about uh, Caleb Jessamine, the first book. Awesome. Well, let's let's start talking about the armies themselves in a bit more detail. Um, yeah. I talked, I joked about sort of the light, the dark, and the grey mechanic earlier, but there are like three actual factions. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Fine. Well, yeah. That depends. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are three factions in the Mechanicum list because the Questorius Knight list is separate. But it's still a Mechanicum fact- faction. Oh god, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah the indentured Mechanicum... Yeah, uh, that's, that too, but the, the regular Questorius Knight faction is actually a sub-faction of Mechanicum according to the... 
Oh, are they? I'm getting yeah. a serious vibe of why did I ask? <laughs> well, uh, according yeah. to the, as you said, the family tree, it's actually a part of it. Oh, is it on that family tree? Oh, yeah. Well, I think in terms of night background, there's definitely like just night houses that are just, you know, maybe sworn to Titan Legions, uh, different army groups, different uh, Space Marine Legions even. Um, but then yeah, free blades and all that sort of shit. And then, and then you've got actual indentured Mechanicum Knights who are yeah. like, because you can more, just take owned by the Magus that controls them. Yeah, the reason those knights are in the red book is because if you take a uh, knight as a Lord of War, you, you don't take one from the Questorus list, you take one from the Mechanicum list, and yeah. they are slightly different. You can buy them uh, uh, Blessed Auto Simulacra, which allows you to get a whole point back if you roll a six at the end. It's, it's kind of like it will not die, but it's only on a six, and it's so worth it, because like, every now and then, yeah. like how many times you just gone down to one fucking hull point on a night and been like, ah, I only had one more hull point. And then you, like, or, you know, or how many times has a knight just died just by one hull point? And if you just regenerated a hull point, you would have been able to just totally win the game. It's like, it's totally worth taking. It's ten points. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Or is, yeah. or is it free? Is it, is it given to them free and to the Mechanicum? Uh, the Mechanicum. Yeah. We get some shit. We get some totally beard crap. Uh, oh no, you gotta buy it. Can't be as bad as a mechanic in 40k, but let's let's not go there. Unless you take like an <laughs> what do I call the first choice of upgrade for the Magus. Oh, the Arkham uh, Andrite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that gives them feel not. Uh, actually, yeah. gives them feel not. It die. will not yeah. die. Yeah, but or is that only tanks? Or is uh, it all dick? All mechanical yeah. vehicles, <laughs> all mechanical vehicles in the same detachment as the Archimandrite gains the Illwit will not die special rule. Holy shit! That's fucking awesome. And plus, uh, plus one to reserves. <laughs> yeah. That's literally yeah. metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it just regens, man. It's like just nanotech or some shit like that. Like, um, mechanic, like, yeah. Obviously, Mechanicum has the most high tech shit. The high tech from Hamburg, as we always say. So let's let's go through the the, the main factions then, if nothing else. Um, the let's sort of main three. Because that's the main faction, really. Okay, I'm going to go. Yes, let's do that. Because you know what you're talking about. <laughs> I really don't. So crack on. You guys, to how do you guys want to start that one? Take take us through. So Tim, the Tecmata. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, Sorry, yeah, Tech better Mart- segue. Tim, Chris, yeah. take us through the Tech Marta. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Tech Shut up, Freddy. Uh, <laughs> the Tech Marta list is basically, so imagine it this way, right? Like, the Tech Marta list is the primary list. Everything that you use in, the, in, uh, everything that's in that list, uh, is, it can be used by the other two factions. Uh, of the Mechanicum, uh, so the Order Reductor, and basically, essentially, like there's the main list, which is the Tagmata list, and then you've got your sub-faction list, and they basically they're like a little parasite, like built onto the main list, is the best way to describe it. So, for example, the Order Order Reductor list, it has some specifications, which are you know you can you have to take Thalax's troops, and you have um, some special units, but they can also on top of on top of uh, those special units, they can also take everything from the tag model list, except for... Oh, no, I guess they can take... Yeah, they can take Magos. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, only the, the only thing is that they have to have an ordinary Dr. Magos as the warlord, right? Or, yeah, no, that's uh, correct. Or at least one in the army. army. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, what is it yeah, called? I think it has the mandatory. 
the mandatory magos must be a war, must be an order reductor one. Yeah, yeah. So Tagmata so list has everything in there. You've got all of your um, uh, automator and everything, and uh, your uh, thralls. You've got phalax. You've got everything um, sort of built into that list, and that that has you know um, the way that 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 main list has it, it, within that main list. There's a whole bunch of sub themes built into that list before you even get started on the two alternative army lists. So um, when you look through and go to the main entry for um, Archmagos, basically, um, or, or or Magos, sorry, um, it, you, it's called a Magos Prime, and then you can which you can upgrade to an Archmagos Prime. So the way to think about that is like you've got a um, like a Magos Prime is basically a Magos or a Magos Dominus or Magos Reductor. They're basically like a Centurion-level hero. You could imagine them as that, yes? Yeah. And then your Arch Magos is more of a Praetor, but instead of being like combat-orientated like a Praetor is with weapon skill 6 and just being a fucking kick-ass motherfucker, um, a Arch Magos Prime is more survivable and has some other extra, extra abilities which sort of buff the arm or other high-tech sort of bullshit. Um, they can also <laughs> take like and that sort of stuff, which is really good, because I fucking I really love a character. Like after playing, I played Necrons in um in 40k, um and my favorite thing in that was just that I could have this like fucking you know Lord guy, but I could have him with a bodyguard of guys with just fucking strength five machine gun basically, like the gauze flares, whatever they were, immortals with gauze flares, and you could just land and just blast people with high firepower. <laughs> always awesome, and I always wish that like a Necron Lord could take some sort of fucking, like, long arm, like a shoulder <laughs> fucking missile launcher or something, so he could shoot too. In the Mechanicum, you can do that, because you can have, like, a... Um, if you want to go for, like, a shootiest, shooty, shooty guy, um, you can make your Magos Prime, or your Arch Magos Prime, a Myrmidax. So he's an Arch Magos Myrmidax, I guess. And that gives you, basically, you've got a bunch of, sort of these Techno Arcanas. Each one of these... Uh, Allows you to sort of uh, sort of changes your character a little bit. It's kind of like a it's like a um, uh, in the Space Marine list. You know how you have the console types. Yeah. This is basically like console types for your Arch Magos or, or your Magos Prime. And each Magos that you take has to have one, and you can't have the same one more than once, which is kind of annoying, I guess. But it would <laughs> if you could take more than one Ordinator in an army. Yeah. Be a bit powerful, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe if they Wanted to sort of make that a bit better. They could actually have uh, when they, if they ever redid redid this list, they could have the they could have a um, techno arcana which is different for the archmagos and the magos. That way, only your archmagos could be the ordinator with the bombardment, and you can only take one archmagos in an army. So you yeah, you'd only cause, still because they already have limited that with the archimandrite because that can already be like an archmagos prime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we could have done yeah. it with some of the others as well. Yeah, yeah. So to quickly go through these types, <clears throat> this is probably like this will show you sort of uh, a couple of themes to the army, and we can talk about some units that might go with that theme. That's probably mm -hmm. the easiest way to go through the tag model list, really, sort of uh, in the way that I think you should go through. Because the fucking first thing you want to do if you're building an army is you want to come up with a theme. Like if you look at the army list, and you're like, oh, those robots look cool, and they all look cool together. Go fucking straight to reading the entries for those models, and then go and have a look at the DJ Cybernetic. If you like Thalax, have a look at the fucking entries for the Thalax, read the rules, 
and then go and have a look at the auto reductor list. But if there's any other models like Myrmidons or Texthrals, Skillax that you're really into, have a look through this just this Magos Prime list, and you can see which sort of themes would use those models. So, <clears throat> so the Myrmidax one we were talking about just shooting shit apart. The Myrmidax one's like one of my favorites, and I probably out of all the games like I play uh, in lots of events, and I take photos and I put them up onto these Imgo galleries, which I haven't done for about like five months. I should I need to put some more up, but um, uh, I take photos of all my games and put them up. Probably the thing that I've used the most is a Myrmidax, Archmagus Myrmidax, um, just because it's like it's such a fucking good character. Um, it's such a good fucking theme, like the patriarch of like a fucking Myrmidon cult. He's just some like like it, the best warriors in the Imperium essentially are the Myrmidons. Like I would put forward that if you wanted to send, if you could only send five fucking dudes to get something done, you would either send Myrmidons or you would send like Custoda Ace. So if you're on Mars and you're from the Martian background, you're definitely going to send Myrmidons because they're just fucking. They could probably stand up to Custodes, I would say. And this guy. His Myrmidax is like the fucking Myrmidon king. Like he's in charge. He's like the patriarch, who, like a fucking even better warrior than them. So Myrmidax gains fusillade attack, hatred, everything, relentless, and lumbering advance special rule. Lumbering advance is what Myrmidons have, which means that they can move and shoot with heavy weapons. Um, uh, but they're 40k relentless. Yeah, oh yeah, they've also got relentless. Sorry, uh, lumbering advance means that they can't run. Sorry. Um, which is really fucking annoying. So, uh, if you're going to take Myrmidons, either give them some transport, um, or uh, you need to like you need to plan their path. And this is one of the reasons Myrmidons I, I don't think are super great in uh, Zone Mortalis. Is like in Zone Mortalis you want to be able to redeploy because like how many times you send two units to go and deal with something, and the first unit gets there and just crushes it, and then you sent and then those two units are just standing on one flank just holding their dicks. With yeah. Myrmidons, like, if, if Myrmidons, you basically have to say <laughs> they're going to move straight to the objective, and that's all they can do because you, you can only move six inches per turn. There's no running, there's no fucking, uh, and, and there's no move through cover either. So, uh, you know, they get stuck in. You you, you don't want them sort of wading through garbage bins and shit like that, <laughs> haystacks and things. Mechanicum. Yeah. So hatred, hatred's awesome. Uh, on this Myrmidon King, you put him in a unit of Myrmidons and he gives them hatred. So uh, one of the things that I ran for ages, one of my favorite units was a unit of Secutors. So they all had like double-handed axes. And then my Myrmidons had a Chain Fist and a Melter Gun and a uh, Photon Gauntlet. So basically he could, choose, he could shoot a Melter Gun into a unit um, and then he could also fire the Photon uh, Gauntlet, which, was a two, which is like a range 12, two-shot strength 5 gun, which is fucking super annoying for people, um, when you just like, shooting two Terminators dead in a turn or something like that, like, um, and then also just being able to shoot a Melder gun is awesome, and then he had a chain fist as well. As well as that, he's giving hatred to this unit of guys with um, fucking power axes, and he's also got rad grenades too, so those dudes could just take it to basically anything, like, I would send them up against power fist Terminators and just hack them, hack them apart and just massacre them. Um, just 20-man units, like, those guys would just wade through a twenty-man unit and just <laughs> totally devastate them. So good. Um, this, guy so, yeah, and, but, this guy seriously sounds like like uh, the Robo version of Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, he basically is. Like, if you imagine, like, um, just some guy, some tech priest who's like spent the last five hundred years just 
constantly in combat, constantly training for combat to a level even fucking higher than probably Space Marines would train because they're just like immortal tech priests that that can just super augment themselves and have robo bodies so they can fight for 24 hours a day. Like Space Marines have to run like 100 kilometers. They're probably not going to be able to fight, whereas this guy can just run 100 kilometers with a robo body and be like, I'm fine, I've got a reactor on my back. I could run around this planet five times and still fight you. That, that, that just reminds me of a segment of uh, Priest of Mars, the book by Graham McNeil. It's a 40k yeah. book, really, but uh, there's uh, one, there's a, a, a Skitari Myrmidon leader, basically. It's basically a Myrmidox. And he just, well, I need an, an, I need another leg. Let's put three legs on my new chassis. And uh, <laughs> I, I need these weapons for this uh, battle. Just change, uh, change out my arms so I can fight better, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and imagine like a Myrmidax that's that's built as like a fucking Robo Centaur, just got yeah. like four, like a horse body. Fuck you, that'd be so good. Um, and then you also get uh, precision shots on a five plus rather than a six two, which is pretty good. Like the way I used to play them, I just sort of you know precision shots. I always get to use precision shots and all that sort of shit. Um, I'm just rolling fast. Sh- yeah, I keep forget- uh, That's the one thing I always keep forgetting: fucking precision shots and other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it, I don't know. If, 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 if I'm suddenly, like, taken by the... If I'm like, man, I really need to fucking knuckle down and win, then maybe I might, like, remember them and be like, oh, wait, hold on, it's a position shot, and then shoot an apothecary dead or something. But uh, you know, I usually just totally forget, but that is pretty good, because you can, what you can do is, because he can... Um, uh, he has fusillade attack, means he can fire two weapons. If you scramble over to the other page here... Um, the Magos Prime can take any of the following additional weapons, and a Magos Prime with the Myrmidax Order of High Techno Arcana may take two selections from the list. So you can give the dude like two fucking um, photon thrusters. Photon thruster is like one of the most mental weapons in the game. It's like range 48, yeah. strength 6, AP2, um, and it's uh, it's got lance, so you always fucking glance on a six, and it's also got um. What the fuck else is it? It's got um, oh, it's got uh, it's got blind too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's got get hot, but uh, get hot isn't too bad because your ballistic still five, and if you put this guy with a unit of Myrmidon destructors, he's getting preferred enemy everything as well. So he can just be like this, this guy who just stands there with two just awesome fucking weapons, just firing strength six shots per turn, stunning down terminators, and then you can put him in a unit of Myrmidons, make uh, make him even better. So. He's probably the best one if you're looking at fucking just slaying people with, like, high-energy beams. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. So, Lacrimalis. I've been playing around with the Lacrimalis because I'm sort of, like, balls deep in thralls. Up to the balls in thralls. Yeah, up to the balls in thralls. Um, so, uh, it's, um, it's themey, but it really... So, in a primary de- if the primary detachment uh, contains a Lacrimalis, then it must also... Uh, have at least one ad secularis covenant unit as part of the same detachment. So yeah, so you, obviously it's po- po- pointing you towards ad secularis covenant, which is what textuals are. Um, he has five plus feel no pain, which is pretty good if you're you know if you're um, taking a uh, machinator array and a and a bayant because then you're like toughness six um, with feel no pain five plus and a two plus armor save and a three plus invulnerable, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty decent. Um, but uh, you know. Um, I, I, the way I play, if I'm playing like a like a um, 
uh, an arch magus, I tend to try and stand back and not just like run into combat with shit. I'm always sort of like trying to keep the enemy at bay. So I've never that's never come up for me that five plus. Um, but ruthless assault. So every time an Articularis unit is destroyed, you basically roll the d6, and if it's five plus, then you take that unit off the table, or you're taking it off anyway. But you don't put it over to one side. You put it to a different side, which is the ongoing reserve side. And they get to come back onto the table. And like, I've played probably, I've run that Lacrimalis and I've run, I've got, what, 45 thralls at the moment. <clears throat> and I've probably played like 15 or 16 or 20 games or something like that. And it's never, ever, 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 ever have I been like, oh, they died. Oh, I rolled a 5 plus. Oh, they walked on and captioned an objective. <laughs> or, oh, they walked on and shot Horace dead who was on one wound with, or anything like that. It's never happened. So, um, you know. Maybe you'll have more luck out there. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. the way I see the Lacrimalis, the Lacrimalis theme is basically so we've covered the Myrmidons, which is obviously Myrmidons. We talked a bit about Myrmidons. Lacrimalis theme is your tech thralls. Um, I uh, uh, there's a tech um, what is it the tech priest auxilia unit which yeah, they can got have the Lacrimarta upgrade that yeah 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 further boosts the tech tech thralls with plus one feel no pain. Yeah, plus I'm feeling it. And so they come with six plus. You can give them five plus just from that by being within six inches. Yep. Or you can, if you give them revenant alchemistry, which is which means that they are actually reanimated corpses using the Sarcosa wave or the black alchemistry. Um, then they uh, they have five plus feel no pain, which you can boost to four plus. So you can have a ton of like I, I need I really need to try that. I've built like a little Magos guy with all inject with an injector rig and all that sort of shit. I just need to build some. Yeah. I'm still, still I'm, I'm umming and ahhing about how to make a, a servo automator. Mm. Uh, I don't well, know. Maybe. Really don't want to use the because there there are the kit from Forge World with the four yeah. and the macrotech. But the, yeah. other than that, you have to use the basically the games workshop <laughs> servitors if you want at least uh, way uh, to do it. Yeah, I don't know, like. <clears throat> what I've got is um, because I bought a ton of fucking skill axe and then I didn't use any of the tech the mecha tendril things. I've yeah. got a ton of, like little injector ones and little saws um, and uh, like just some you know, you know medical shit like <laughs> you know like in the future obviously they're still using fucking giant needles to inject shit um, into things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and using saws. Oh, that almost been shot. Let's just cut it off. Didn't, um, didn't you get well, a, uh, one of my mates, he used, um, like, Kadachans, and then he used either, like, um, I think first he did uh, something with the electrical cabling, like, really small ones that you usually get, like, and on, on, what are they called? Like, the fucking, inside the computers, there's a... On the hard drive. Like, the boards. The motherboards. <laughs> the motherboard. <laughs> uh, that and some green stuff. And then used uh, like used uh, space marine heads with uh, augmentics and shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds familiar. Actually, I might have seen those. Yeah. I was. Well, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I'm thinking that. I, I don't know. Some some sort of conversion will come up because if you watch that Mechanicum, like we've just been talking about the Mechanicum Facebook page, if you yeah. watch that long enough, someone will post something and you can just rip it off. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. I had, I had a, the signal. I had a thought here because you bought the uh, the. 40k ones for bits for your skill axe, right? 
the the legs for uh, the... yeah the rust stalkers yeah yeah can't you use the torsos from those and make uh, some kind of uh, semi hovering little yeah oh, no I don't have I don't know where those fucking torsos are because to make uh, um, they're actually well I know where they are they're yeah. all over this room because to make a rust stalker you have to get the torso and the torso involves like the dick piece too so then oh. the leg the legs stick on either side of the torso and then to 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 make those fit into the skillax shell I got clippers and clipped them at an angle and then oh. the bit that I clipped off of the torso and the torso just flew through the air like a fucking dismembered body. Like hit by artillery, and just flew around this room. So I might be able to find some, I guess. But what would I make? Like just some floating torsos. That's pretty yeah. that good. Idea. And some cabling with uh, all the. Yeah, just do some cabling out of the underneath the waist and have them sort of floating on tendrils. Yeah, I've got some Necron legs. I could probably build some fucking Necron lower torsos for them or some bullshit. Ooh, mm. that'd be cool. Yeah. Otherwise, I know like uh, Anvil Industry does um, kind of bionic legs for guardsmen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Got you thinking. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep thinking. But anyway, what were we fucking talking about? Oh, that's right, Lacrimata. So Lacrimata, um, <laughs> flesh shit. One of the things that I feel, and this is my feeling on Vorax, when I look at my, um, I've got a Legio Cybernetica army called uh, DCS4. It's like a, um, a, co- a cohort of uh, Legio Cybernetica. And it's like a combat line cohort. I've got a whole bunch of Castellax. I've got some Domitars and got some Thanatars. When I look at the uh, at the Vorax, I'm like, mm, I don't know. They they they, they don't really fit. they they do obviously there's some design uh, sort of uh, fundamental sort of like uh, bits and pieces that sort of fit together. But when you look at the background, like I feel like they're more aligned with the Lacrimalis. Um, like the flesh smiths, because if you, they, like we were saying before, they have like a kill tally. They're used to cull yeah. their humans. You know, you can imagine these guys like these lacrimalis guys. These are the most sinister fucking shitheads in all of the <laughs> in Mechanicum. And I mean, the Mechanicum is like a massive organization full of just like dudes who give zero fucks about just human suffering. And these guys, these lacrimalis, are the guys who basically like <laughs> traffic in flesh, like. You know, like Roman, <laughs> like the uh, the dude from Gladiator, like you sold me queer giraffes. Um, uh, they're basically <laughs> like the slave drivers and shit. Uh, that's why I I feel like Vorax when I'm making this army cause as I'm slowly building the Lacrimalis side, I'm putting Vorax in that camp. So you, and to do that, it's easy. You just give him a, a Cortex controller on one of your characters, and then just outflank with them anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that's another Lacrimalis idea. Lacrimalis. Um, all of the tech thralls can take uh, Triaros as well so Triaros and uh, Krios go together well as well so you know you've got a Lacrimalis sort of small like a motorized Lacrimalis force just a whole bunch of thralls 20 man units in Triaros that's pretty cool so so good sub theme right there Um, uh, yeah it's sort of like crackdown in the underhive time to cull some bodies and they just (laughs) running with the Triaros and shit and just Unleash yeah. the, the kill, yeah, kill bots. We, or we need more resources for troops because we are losing way too many on the surface. Yeah. And, and then I'm, I'm always picturing uh, the, the freaking Monty Python thingy with a flesh cart. Like, but instead of monks, it, there's just like tech priests in red robes. He's <laughs> piling the bodies on there. Bring out your dead. <laughs> bring out your children for the space marines. Bring out your dead for the fucking mechanicum. 
Um, Chris, uh, I can so, see. I can see Chris where where you get this whole snatch and grab fetish thing from. See, yeah, <laughs> putting bags over people's heads. And yeah, them in the, night. the latest uh, one we talked about was uh, <laughs> Matthew from uh, MK, right? Yeah, well, that, that's actually going to happen at some point. Not not the, not the bag, putting a bag over his head, but uh, actually getting him a. No, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm not. I'm not going to dump but someone. At least, uh, as Tim is the one in uh, Australia, he can come over here and, and do this one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I should definitely go to the Northern Hemisphere to see to, to do one. You should. You should come over. Um, I've got a British passport though. Will I still be able to get into Sweden? Or yeah, you'll be fine. Way? You'll be fine until they actually jump out of the EU, and then you need a visa. Yeah. Yeah. So for yeah. the next two years, you'll be all right. And uh, you really don't. It's really yeah, easy to get a visa for vacation. Yeah, I'll go back to my Australian passport. Then. It's just disgusting in anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I want to get a Swedish passport so I don't have to use my English one anymore. But um, let's yeah. not get into that discussion. It gets rather depressing after five yeah. minutes. Should we yeah. just continue with uh, like the macrotech? Have you ever seen one taken or taken one? <laughs> um, no, but uh, um, uh, I I have I have definitely thought about using one. So. Yeah, Macrotech is uh, the they're basically like the fabricators and the get shit done guys. Um, they so you can reroll failed battlesmith rolls for them, which is pretty good. Um, and you can take tech priest auxilia units as troops choices, which yep. fucking makes them really good as well. Um, and then they uh, you can take an, an extra fortification as well because they can just like fabricate some quick bunker or some shit because they're like super builder guys. So yeah, if you're gonna take like a what what a good allied um, force, like an easy allied force would be, would be one of these macro techs and a tech priest auxilia unit and then you can give the tech priest auxilia unit like an extra tech priest and then you've got three battlesmith rolls in like a, I think it's like a, maybe 200 points or something like that and then you can mm-hmm. put them in because they're allied, you can put them in like a transport or some shit like that um, or any vehicle that can transport them like a mechanicum land radar that can uh, and they can sit in there and do battlesmith rolls, which is pretty useful. Or, or they can hang out next to a super heavy, hang out next to an ordinatus, and like repair three hull points per turn, which is pretty cool. Yep. And you can give them um, melter bombs and other shit as well, so they can do like <coughs> other nasty yeah. things. Well, yeah. The other thing is, you could give them, you could give all three of them like a conversion beamer, and then they can just fucking <laughs> yeah. rip down range, I guess. Oh no, they have to be engineers, so. Uh, yeah, so you, you basically, if they're an agency, you're basically going to give them a um, give them a servo arm, or they come with a servo arm, and then you give some servo arms to their unit that they're with, and then you're getting two rolls, two battlesmith rolls on a two plus, and then another battlesmith roll on a three plus with a re-roll from the high agency, which is pretty good. Like if you're inside a bunker or something like that, that is another idea. You can take an extra fortification, so you can take a yeah a bunker. And then also take like a fucking something crazy like a, a plasma destroyer or a void shield generator or something like that, um, which is pretty cool. Hide under that with a bunch of uh, tanks and things. Uh, so it's a, it's a I, I have thought about taking it. It would really be a close. good uh, cool themey paramount list. That themey paramount list. Yeah. Um, Get some extra fortifications. You know, you kind of all hunker down down on the planet and then. Breaking mm. the Alpha Legion rocks up, and you do all these crazy construction while they're coming there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, well, you can take a fortification. Each one of those fortification choices allows you to take a fortification network. You know, like the 
formation or whatever the fuck it is, but you get like you can take one to three bastions and up to five Aegis lines and some other shit. So you yeah. take that, and then you take two bastions, two Aegis lines, and a void shield generator, and then put a bunch of tech thralls behind them, um, just fearless thralls that people have to try and fight through. And then the rest of your shit is like Myrmidon sitting in those bastions or whatever, just just ripping like convert themes and <laughs> fucking sending Krios on the other flank to like fuck people up. Like that'd be a pretty good list. I, I've tried. I have run like a like a fortification heavy list at, at an event. Um, the missions kind of. I didn't. I didn't read the players pack, which I probably should have done. And so I ended up like the first mission was like a maelstrom of war, and none of the events were in my deployment zone. All of my shit. The only scoring stuff I had was like thirty thralls, like with Lavlock. So they basically <laughs> just like had to stay behind Aegisland or they died. So I, it didn't go that well. And then yeah, another game, fucking Angron, literally started at one end of my fortifications. I just killed every fortification, every Myrmidon unit. Just massacred my whole army basically on his own. Just like I've got armor being axes, motherfucker. Uh, um, he's the man. Imagine the after yeah. imagine the after action of so where did Angron cut you? <laughs> uh, everywhere. everywhere. Shouldn't, shouldn't that be where didn't Angron cut you? Yeah. yeah exactly. Um. All right. Well, cool. so that's yeah macro tech team. That's pretty cool. Um. Next team would be Malagra. So these are the Prefecture Magisterium that we were talking about before, like the Martian Gestapo, essentially. Um, and the Malagra are, like, sent out to basically just, like, find heretics and, like, hack them down. Like, you're using warp chain of shit. Like, you're using AI. Like, judgment is death. Just hack you apart. So they get plus one weapon skill and an extra attack. So they're weapon skill five with three attack base, which is pretty good for an Archmagos because you can give them a Paragon Blade and a Chain Fist. So they've got, what, four attacks, five attacks on the charge. And then with your, um, uh, your fucking, um, What's that thing called? The Machinator Array. Then you've got another two strength 5 AP2 attacks with fucking Shred and Armor Bane on top of that as well. So you can make them a real... <laughs> yeah. But they are um, basically tech assassins. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. They've also got prepared enemy. So. There we go. We're going to use one of them and rewrite my uh, Lincoln assassin scenario. Oh, God. <laughs> so powerful, but yeah. Brutal. yeah so they also have prepared enemy characters, Precision Strikes, and Monster Hunter. So, yeah, you can go after Automator and shit like that with Monster Hunter, rerolling to wound with a Paragon Blade and Rad Grenades and a Rad Furnace. If you give him a Rad Furnace and Rad Grenades, you can run up to a, an Automator and they would be, what, Toughness 7, they would go down to Toughness 5, and then you'd be Strength 5 with Paragon Blade with Monster Hunter, so you're rerolling to wound. So you got a lot of chances to get those, like, six fucking Death Blows on Castellax or whatever. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so in Malagra, what would they use? They're basically, as I said, like high fun- highly funded fucking inquis- inquisition sort of thing. So secret police. So you can imagine them using the higher tech stuff. Like um, you could use as your troops. You could take uh, skill axe. This skill axe are like the really advanced, really expensive. Um, uh, just yeah, uh, their their brains sort of skirt on the edge of what AI is essentially. They're the most advanced sort of um, automator that you can get. So, uh, that's a cool theme there. And then you know, um, take some tanks or some other automator or something like that. Just high tech shit. Um, uh, 
uh, maybe Myrmidons is probably, I mean, they'll probably have Myrmidons that come with them if they're going to go and <laughs> fucking, like, that'd be the worst job if you think about it, because, like, you basically get rumors that some dudes on some fucking planet, like, out in space on, like, a, a fucking dead world, which is just all vacuum, and there's this huge steel fucking fortress on it, and you get some rumor that they're doing something wrong, and you're like, okay, well, I guess we'll get on ships and <laughs> fucking get a bunch of guys together and fly out there and stop them doing shit, and then you gotta turn up, and you don't know what the fuck they're doing, you don't know what the hell's going on in there, like, they might have fucking just been churning out domitars that have fucking demon fucking hearts or something, uh-huh. or they might just be, like, reading fucking forgotten, some forgotten Xeno, te- Xeno book and losing their fucking mind and, <laughs> yeah, drawing shit on magical paper that comes to life or something, like, who, who the fuck knows? So, yeah, imagine having that as a job. you got to go out there and just grimly figure out what they're doing and then just stop them. So hang on, hang on. Just, just, to, just to interrupt, interrupt there for a second. What you're saying is out there in the 41st millennium or 30th, 31st millennium, there could be people reading idiot guides on how to use Apple tech. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, just, uh, just wanted to clear that up because it's the first image that came to mind. Or someone is still uh, running Windows... 98 or something on a Vista or something. 3.4. Well, Windows, yeah. Windows 98 were way more ins- more more insecure. Yeah. Well, they probably they d- you can dig through archive. Maybe they dig through the archives and find the uh, Vangarian Heresy podcast and listen to it and just be like, holy shit, <laughs> get possessed. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling. They're saying like they're saying all this shit like about rules and stats and things, but. All the background they're talking about is what's actually happening. It's fucking insane, and they're listening to the podcast. And like, as the story is progressing over your, over like the time that you do the podcast, they're like, "Fuck, what's happening?" And there's one guy, but there's one guy on the side, and they're going, "Carl, Carl, what's wrong?" Or he's sitting there going, "Get fucked, yeah, you yeah. fucked." Yeah. Oh, and he's found even darker material. And that's how Scrap <clears throat> Code was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the source of the Scrap Code, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Starting in 2012, like for the next seven years, basically the heresy is playing out in real time, like, <laughs> and, and this podcast is happening at the same time. Is this why Prospero's well, taking so suddenly long to come out then? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. it wasn't the changes in the, the psychic uh, powers for 40k. No, no, it was it was the timing of the warp. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's, that, that's a rabbit hole we can go down. No, it, the book is ever changing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they write a page and then they look yeah, back yeah. at it, and then it's sh- the, diff- the, the writing is different. All right, cool. Let's go through the last two. So the last, uh, the second last one that we'll do will be. I'm saving the best one, the most insane one for last. So the, the second last one will be the Act of Mandrite. So this one can only be an Archmagos Prime because these guys are like the fucking like royalty of a Forge world essentially, um, like the a Forge world um, and Mars itself. Like they have a really like well, I, I guess Mars has like a totally insane way of governing, but all of the Forge worlds and the Martian sort of hierarchy is like a very feudal one. So every single person basically has an overlord, and it goes all the way up to the ruler of the planet. And the ruling class are called the Akamandrite. So all Mechanicum vehicles in the same detachment as the Akamandrite gain the It Will Not Die special rule. Note this replaces the Blessed Autosilmalakrat special rule where present. Um, and an army with an Akamandrite is, uh, as its warlord may add plus one to reserve rolls. So that's indicating to me 
vehicles, like an autocrater style army with a whole bunch of Krios and uh, Myrmidons or whatever in uh, Triaros, which is a pretty powerful team. And then also uh, with the reserve rolls, um, maybe some aircraft. So, you know, to do. Oh, deep striking shit. That'd be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all deep striking stuff like, um, uh, like Thalux, uh, I guess Ursarax will be able to deep strike. I'm assuming that the Arl attacks, the new ones, yeah, yeah they're jump infantry. Yeah, they're jump that. infantry. Or... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, planes as well as, uh, a whole bunch of lightnings is just as good. Like, these guys are the royalty. You can imagine them just being like, have a whole bunch of fucking jets ready to go. Like, I'll get, I'll get them out in the open and then I'll radio you. And then you fly in with jets and just fucking blow everything up. Get, get Mech Force One ready to go. Yeah, based on the Gulf War, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last one, oh, that's pretty explanatory, self-explanatory. You know, like take all, uh, take some stuff in that theme. Um, you know, the, the Acromandrides can take all the best shit. So why not Skillax? Uh, Skillax can take Triaros now. Skillax are some of the most advanced uh, and expensive fucking units. Um, expensive in uh, not in not, not that expensive in game terms, but expensive in fluff terms, like the because they're so advanced and sophisticated. Um, so yeah, that's a that's some themes there. And the last one and the most fucking totally loco off the charts one is the Ordinator. Um, yeah, the Ordinator. Um, <laughs> they're like a basically the background is they're like the guys who are like the skilled laws of, like, artillery and, like, tank uh, warfare, um, bombardments, um, you know, like, fucking siege, doing siege and that sort of shit. Oh, there's the order reductor as well, but these could guys... Just, uh, could just quote the ordinator entry there. Masters of the arts of destruction on the macro scale. The ordinators are models of the autocrator and the lords of the ordinators and reductor. <laughs> so... They yeah, are uh, quite powerful when it comes to how to destroy shit, basically. They got gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're in, if they're the guys who are in charge of ordinators, exactly. That's fucking mental. And the reductor, uh, so they can just basically command the order, the Magus reductor around. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. If I was running an order a reductor army, I'd definitely put these one of these guys uh, in there. Um, and so yeah, so the ordinator has armor bane and wrecker. Uh, rules applied to all of their attacks. So Armor Bane obviously is roll 2d6 for pen um, instead of just 1d6. And Wrecker is you get to re-roll to pen against buildings and you also get an additional plus 1 to damage on damage rolls against buildings as well, which is pretty fucking apeshit. Um, so consider that those rules <laughs> are applied to all of their attacks. So if you think about the heavy weapons and shit that they can take, you can take a um, like an armor bane conversion beamer with a wrecker rule, so it would have <laughs> damage and fortification. So one of your friends is like running the fucking um, what's that thing, the Castellan stronghold <laughs> at your local gaming store, and he's just like <laughs> bailing everybody up by having a ton of artillery hiding inside that fucking Castellan with the laser walls and all that shit. He won't just be your friend for very long when you put this out in front of him. <laughs> yeah, just get him with a, with a um fucking. Uh, mastercrafted conversion beamer and just like there is fucking world apart um, and then yeah and on top of that they've got a bombardment so uh, the bombardment is a uh, it's, it's basically the same as a uh, master of signals except it also has fucking armor bane and wrecker um, on it as well so that's 
up to D3, strength 8, AP3. Um, a Bane fucking bombardment hits to say, <laughs> drop those down on, um, like a unit of Medusas or something, and we're gonna have a bad day. For <laughs> anything, really. And there we have the reason for the limit, limit of one. Uh, yeah, exactly. High technology yeah. per of, of any type. Yeah, what I think though is like a fucking, when I, I'm gonna build one, and I'm gonna build it in the most fucking, fucking harsh way possible, which is, a um, give him a, um, a photon thruster because the photon thruster is 48 inch range. He's going to be a BS five, um, and then it, it, so it's strength six, lance. So you're automatically reducing the armor down to 12, and then you're hitting it with strength six armor band. So it's like <laughs> fucking so savage. It's also AP two, which is awesome. Obviously, if you get a chance of just rolling a six and destroying it, and it's two shots. So him, you can just basically just. Uh, probably put him in with a jetpack and have him leading some phalax, um, you know, because of the reductor theme. And he can just sort of jetpack across the table, just shooting these like insane fucking energy beams and the shit, and just wrecking down b- vehicles and stuff like that. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, like a su- souped-up vigilator, basically. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's way better. But you can basically run them the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just, just so, so yeah, insane firepower. So, so much laser or- beam of shoom. And if you yep. want to, you could uh, put uh, photon thrusters on your thalax as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd probably put him with six thalax, two photon thrusters, um, and then <laughs> just fucking rip shit up. Because uh, oh, the other thing is that you can get, and then give the thalax um, tank hunter and the destructor then... upgrade. <laughs> oh yeah, the destructor upgrade, which gives him tank hunter, and then they'll that'll apply to his like uh, fucking armor band <laughs> <laughs> as well. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, that, the that's com- the thing. Like the combos can be quite intense when it comes to Mechanicum, but they are pricey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I get when I get around to building one of those, I've got some ideas using like um, uh, some plastic. Uh, what are they called? Um, uh, the Elder Wraith Guard. Wraith Guard are they? Wraith, Wraith Guard? Guard, yeah. The thing. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just like larger than Terminator size things with uh, D weapons and shit. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember Wraith Lord or Wraith Guard, but. Uh, one of those with the arms to shave down to put a few angles on them, carve off all the gems and all that bullshit. So it looks like a robo arms on a uh, phallax torso that's sort of been modified, obviously, and then give him a cool head and all that sort of shit, and have him sort of fly around. But that's the thing. Like I'd probably run him in one event, just be like, yeah, that was awesome, and then go back to using one of my fucking just out of control ones. <laughs> it's fun to try them out. Yeah, you know, shake the matter up, that sort of thing. But it's, it's quite, uh, I think quite that's a bit of most... huh? Yeah, yeah the, the more toe-down version would be the the Myrmidax, I guess, with two Frodon thrusters and uh, sort of it's a bit, it's a bit more toned down. Like I think probably like I mean that that lance is uh, the Frodon thruster one's really good against vehicles, but yeah, you know, still just two shots against infantry. When I hear stuff like toned down in conversations like this, I always hear air quotes. Whenever I hear it, it's all, there's always like toned well, down. It is, it, is to, it is toned down to the extreme jumping one with the super weapons. Yeah. That kills yeah. everything. So. Yeah, I think you got to try and tone your shit down a little bit, like with Mechanicum. Like, anyone can just take, like, a. But they have really toned down uh, Castellax, which were the biggest problem in the list. Castellax. You just take an army full of Castellax, they just kick the shit out of But the Legio Cybernetica list has, uh, allow, if you want to run the awesome Legio Cybernetica list now, 
you have to take Castellaxa's troops, and Castellaxa are 20 points extra now, which I think is fair, and also then they can never be scoring, which, like, super nerfs the shit out of them. Because, yeah, yeah you, you're never going to fucking... You're never going to shoot the entire enemy off the table, because Legio Cybernetica doesn't have good anti-tank. They have decent anti-tank, and you can take some lightnings and crack and penetrators and all that bullshit, but if you're running, if you're rolling with just like a themey Legio Cybernetica list, you really don't have enough anti-tank, I don't think, to shoot like a average balanced space marine army off the table. You mean a non-Angron army? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And again, against an Angron army, you, you, yeah, it's going to be tough, but... <laughs> he loves to cast the legs. But the main thing is, if you want to win with one of those armies, you need scoring shit. So you've got to take your Thralls, your Thalax, or your Skillax in that army too. Um, because if you take an army which is just all robots now, you're going to get fucking very hard to win. Um, but but like, uh, on the flip side, at least you have really mobile scoring units, like with the Thalax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the Deep Strike and the Jumping, they're kind of like Tau a little bit. Yeah. From when I yeah. used to play 40k back in ages ago. Yeah, I think like probably the bit, the most fucking bullshit army now would be like all Thalax, like um, just a ton of Thalax. Like I think I feel like, like they're pretty expensive, about three hundred points for six if you fill them out right. Um, but like they are one of the best things in the game. Like they n- almost never let me down. Just being yeah. just stubborn eight alone is fucking awesome because you can just make sure you anything up at the right time. Yeah, and, and and there's not that many investing in AP4 weapons, which would be like if you get go up against like some rapiers with that actually bought the freaking heavy bolters, yeah, you know, three of them, and then you have some uh, you know some other heavy bolters or auto cannons. Like it, it, most people don't play them unless they have some sort of synergy, synergy mm-hmm. getting some extra strength or extra AP. Yeah. You, it's it, really, it, really, you see a lot, of, lots of bullets to call yeah. call Thalax, and you can't chase them down because they're pretty fast. Yeah, but bolt guns are just fucking useless against them. Auto cannons, like even auto cannons, are still only two shots each. So if you got one in a Terminator unit, you not you can't even kill just a whole Thalax because they've got three wounds, and you're almost always if you're playing them right, you're almost always going to get a cover save, and you've also got a six plus feel no pain to just fucking rub like those those wounds off people. So. It, yeah, they're just so... And Terminators will just never catch them because you can shoot and tank them, sort of cat them all day. Like, I've, I've done that in many games where Terminator, some big fucking unit of Terminators are like, after them! And they'll just, like, start running towards me and I'll be shooting at them and just falling back every turn and I'll just kite them, basically, to steal the fucking turn from World of Warcraft, like, all the way up into the corner of the table and then I'll finally fight them and I'm like, okay, cool, well... That's like fucking what, like 500 points of shit that just, and, and plus a Praetor, so 700 points of shit that just ran off and just played no part in the game because it kited you away. Yeah, uh, yeah they're pretty yeah. useful. Like, Thalax are really good, and you, there's several different loadouts you can use them for, uh, yeah, do, use with them. Um, Photon Thrusters are really good. Photon Thrusters with Tank Hunter. And then I also think the Ferox upgrade with Heavy Chain Blades is awesome. Uh, rage and Rending during seven attacks is fucking apeshit because you've got. Four attacks each, strength seven rending. Like, you can do serious damage to shit like super heavies even with that. Um, just charging them and striking their rear armor, just doing a fuckload of um, hull points. Yeah, and they're quite fun to play in smaller games like Somatalis as well. 
Mm. <laughs> it, it's it's hard to chase it now, like because I either play the drop pod list or. But the one thing I've managed to kind of contain them is that you have some sort of artillery, especially medusas. But then, yeah, yeah, then you yeah. need to make sure that you protect the asses of your medusas. Yeah, and then you just yeah. hope you don't max scatter and shit. Yeah, medusas and uh, vindicators are what I'm most terrified of, and fucking shit like fellblades. Like felt because fellblades got that um. Like a, it's got a. The thing I'm most worried about with Fellblades is that demolisher cannon, just yeah. raining on my phalanx. So like I always, and if someone puts down puts down medusas, um, I'm just like fuck, stay the fuck back, and I'll try and do like a suicide, um, uh, deep strike attack with with a unit of phalanx or something like that. Because if you, you if you get it under their guns, they're just your phalanx just die like bitches, and they're fucking 300 points up to three, you know, late 200s up to. 350 points or some shit like that, and like one Medusa just crushed like four of them, <laughs> instantly killed yeah. four of them. Or What's a Medusa? Indicate. It's like 155 or something, isn't it? Yeah, 155. Yeah. yeah. So you, if you if you're smart, you get three of them in your one battery. Why not max? Mm-hmm. It? But then but then you need to kind of screen it with uh, you know a tactical squad or, or a contemporary, something that can stop yeah. the fucking uh, the dudes from jumping up in the ass. Well, he's parking yeah. ass, ass table edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and well, if you have three of them, even if you... Because, you know, the scatter dice is one-third. So if you do some indirect fire and you're going to do max scatter, at least one-third one of them is going to hit. Like, so one is going to hit the fucking target. So you're all right then. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've played two games where someone's had, like, put down two Medusas, like, in a really fucking hard-to-deal-with position, like, on a... One of them was on, on like an air killer landing pad, which could just see the whole table. And I was like, ah, fuck. And then the other one, we were hiding back in some ruins, but it was using the... Oh, sorry, no. Uh, uh, the second one... Uh, sorry, the second one, well, yeah, they were hiding back in some ruins. It was a Iron Warriors army. Um, and both of those, I just couldn't move my other two Thalax units. Well, I have three Thalax units, and I couldn't move any of them up. Uh, I just, you just couldn't move them near the Medusa that shell them, so... What I did is I used my Ferox unit that had seven of them with heavy chain blades and shit, and I deep struck them down as close as possible to those Medusas. Just managed to not fucking get a miss up. And then just their lightning guns, you got seven lightning guns, so they're strength seven with rending. They can they, they did a couple of hull points. Uh, so yeah. one of them got a you know because because a rending shot can get a um, you know snapshots only. And then basically the same thing happened basically both times. Yeah, I either killed one outright or I stopped one from firing outright. The second one shot one shot. It scattered a bit. Only hit like three of the, or hit four of them. Killed three, and then the four remaining ones just swarmed it and just fucking just hacked it apart with uh, <laughs> their chain blade yeah. and managed to clear the, gun, clear the guns basically. And if you can, in one of the games, like those guys went on to just like run over. A, they then charge into a unit like a uh, what are those things called a uh, rapier battery and just like yeah. hacked all the crew apart. And then the next turn they jumped off, jumped off, that was in ruins, and then they jumped off the ruins and attacked a, um, a uh, Vindicator as well and just massacred, like, just gutted his whole, his whole army. So, yeah, you yeah. can, but, I mean, both those times I just got lucky scatters and didn't get, like, a fucking shitty mishap. So this is why I'm, I'm changing to, uh, Solar Exilium Medusas, because they're better. Yeah, yeah, and you can take fucking, like, nine of them. Yeah, <laughs> Well, then again, uh, I've, I've changed up my list after we talked last time, you and I. So I may have preferred any. 
<laughs> Do the whole monster hunting or preferred enemy infantry on all my fucking Volkites. Every fucking oh, Volkite yeah. thing on the <laughs> Yeah, man. That's what you need. But you need some anti-tank, because those... those uh... I feel like if, you, if you're going with those Volkites, I reckon you should go whole multi-laser as well. Can you do yeah. that? Do you have... Yeah, you can do that for free. But what I've done is I've changed half of them to whole uh, heavy bolters and now the half whole uh, lace cannons just in case. Oh, so otherwise, okay. otherwise I have no fucking anti-tank at all, except for the yeah. Vanquisher. You can't rely on, like, fucking four plus to hit there, can you? With last cannon? Oh, I guess it's a oh, no, they get, uh, they get three pluses if they're more than one vehicle. And then with yeah. the... So it means if they have a tank commander, that becomes two pluses. Yeah, the ta- well, the tank hunter will get two plus, and the unit will get three plus. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, I guess that's all right. Oh, yeah, you've got rapiers and shit in there, and if you're going to take a, a whole bunch of medusas, that's pretty good any tank as well. But you need something. Well, to... I have two knights, so I was hoping that's. Ah, be... okay. Well, <laughs> I was hoping that was going to be enough for anti tank. Yeah, I was about to say you need something to deal with Spartans because fucking medusas just can't do shit to a Spartan, but a knight definitely can. And two of them. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, Hopefully. Yeah, it's totally worth just sending a knight in to just suicide attack a Spartan, I reckon, and just crush it. And just totally just disrupt the enemy. Even if a... Because, what, a knight's, like, anywhere between 300 and 400 points? Yeah, I'm, I'm going for, like, the cheaper ones. Uh, like, three, they're between 375 and 395. I'm doing the one, okay. the Paladin, and... Uh, what's the other one? Okay. Paladin? Yeah, the one with the Battle Cannon. And the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chain, chain thingy, and the other one with the super multi meta thing, and the chain thingy. Oh, the errant. Yeah. So one, an errant and a paladin. Yeah. Yeah, that's you nice. Fist, what about the fist? Nah, the chain the chain blade is fucking enough. Don't need the fist. Nah, the fist is fucking the best. Like, you can punch vehicles and throw, you can them, throw like, them. Yeah. You could run into, so imagine this. The ideal situation is you could run into a unit of five Castellax, and then just be like, here's one attack each, fuckos, and then hit with all five attacks, wound with all five D-rolls, and every single one of those, so all five of them, you would then be able to place a template on another unit, and then just throw all five of them into a unit and just shell them with fucking, like, bodies. It's fucking the best thing ever, bro. (laughs) Well, I might have uh, used all the bits for him. I don't know what's in the fucking fist one. What does he come on with? I think you can put a fist on any of them, can't you? I don't know. You should check out the new Crusade Imperialis book. <laughs> uh, so many books. Or should I do it for you later on? Uh, maybe later on. <laughs> so, should we go back to the Mechanicum then? Well, knights are Mechanicum. Yeah, cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's basically the main themes um, that you can sort of work towards with, because you have to take those Techno Arcanas. Um, so, if you're going to be taking one of those. Uh, obviously you can just choose the best one um, but you can also if you want to theme your army you can choose the themed one and, um, and you know it's it, I, I usually don't take more than one magos and I can like I'll take an arch magos and then I, I, it's rare that I'll take a secondary magos unless I'm running uh, Legio Cybernetica because you've you know, you've got that cyberthergy and that sort of thing um, so yeah usually whatever magos I'm making for my Tagmata will be the theme of the army. So um, the other two, so so basically everyone everyone knows all the units, uh, like you were saying, Chris. Or, um, yeah, if or nothing the, else, they could go listen to your <laughs> their forest rundowns of the units. Yes, that's um, true. Yeah, you can definitely, definitely because listen to that. They're quite comprehensive. 
Yeah, I, we need to go back and do a new one, actually. Like, I think next time they incorporate, or maybe the next time they bring out a swathe of Mechanicum uh, units, we might go through and do like another, just go through all the units again. Because what we did is we, we did it before they brought out this book, and then we did an update as of this book. So we didn't really, if you want to know, you've got to listen to like the first three hours of us rambling and then go and listen to another two hours of us just talking like rambling as well and it's it's like episode what is it, like episode six or seven and episode <laughs> 40 something <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah um but so yeah so there's a bunch of units go and have a look like if you're already if, if us like um sort of talking about it has got you excited just type just try typing like mechanicum or tagmata uh into google image search and just look at the crazy shit or go to the mechanicum yeah. group and look at Figure out or or uh, even order the fucking red book because you can get it uh, digital as well. Yeah, the enhanced, yeah, the enhanced copy is quite nice because then you can have a, get all the quick references and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you need an iPad oh. though. So. Yeah, I love my book version. I'm always like curled up on my um, curled up in my couch watching. In, in your onesie and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, in my onesie because it's like it's ten degrees, man. It's cold. Uh, it's freezing. Um, <laughs> Uh, just reading my uh, Mechanicum book. Um, so then on top of that, we'll uh, quickly go through and talk about the other the two other factions, I guess. Yeah, we could start off with the Cybernetica because we have talked about that a bit with uh, Cybernetica yeah, and stuff like that. Do you have a Cybernetica army, Chris, or do you have a uh, Reductor army? I have a Reductor army. Oh, okay, cool. I well, haven't well, have to... have much experience with Cybernetica yet. Yeah, okay, well, I'll do Cybernetica and you can do Reductor. Yeah, why not? All right, sick. So, Legio, uh, the Legio Cybernetica is basically like a sub-faction um, who are concerned about robots that slay people and robots for, I guess, like robots for fun, robots for leisure, robots for murdering people. Uh, oh, and robots for work as well. So, yeah. I know there's... Like, there's probably... Robots for everyone in that list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, this is probably just the the tip of the iceberg is the combat units. But for every combat unit, there's probably a fuckload of just like robots that are doing like you know industrial work and that sort of shit. So I could um, throw in this cross reference with uh, Fisto from uh, Fallout New Vegas, and you can see other types of robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Michael was talking about some. Uh, uh, was it Scars or Pharos or something? He was saying that there's a bit where there's this um, uh, Magos uh, biologist guy, and he's got a bunch of Thanatars, but they're um, and he's got the weapons stowed somewhere or some shit, but they're actually configured for doing like I don't know bio- biological survey shit and core samples and I don't know in- industrial sort of shit, and he has to refit them for combat. Well, it's just a socket wrench to remove the arms, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine it's a having... multi-plug. Yeah, yeah. Imagine having a sanitar that just does work for you. Just like go pick up that fucking caravan and throw it down a ravine. Like, let me see. Go and pick up the kids from kinder because they yeah, have yeah. to work. But then you should just send Ursarax because they can fly. So it's easy. Hey, Killbot six six six. Go and pick up my kids from school. Yeah. yeah. Don't kill them. Oh shit! I forgot to remove the claws. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to take the Volkite array off and yeah. put the child-carrying fucking... Yeah, the baby Bjorn attachment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Capital attachment, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, so Legio Cybernetica, they're all about just, like, crashing robots into people and just fucking them up. So uh, just to give some, before we talk about the special rules, um, there's the, Mag- the Magos Dominus and the Arch Magos Dominus. And so the Dominus bit is the uh, sort of title that the Legio Cybernetica use. So they're a special kind of Magos aside from uh, the, the other ones, the Magos Primes, I guess. Um so they have cyberthergy, and cyberthergy is like a totally fucking awesome thing that people always love when you do it, which is I get to roll a leadership test, and if I pass, I get an awesome fucking power, and you have no way of stopping it. So people, <laughs> like, at least once an event, someone will be like, do I get to try and stop that or something? Can I try and, like, hack you or something? <laughs> like, no, nah, bro, I've got firewalls. You cannot stop this. Um, so cyberthergy allows you to do some, like, cool powers, like you can get a model to fire twice or you can get them uh, give, give them additional initiative uh, additional attacks you can make them explode and like fucking just rain death like if, if you've got one wounded robot left in co- in combat with a unit of marines you can actually just like roll a leadership test and if you pass it, you, they explode and just like blow the marines apart because it's like whatever the armor save is of the automator is the AP of the explosion so Thanatar strength 8 AP 2 explosion um Cassilac Domitar's Strength 7 AP 3, which is pretty fucking decent. Um, Yeah, so so those powers are no fucking joke, so I just wanted to mention that because when when I read out the special Legio Cybernetica Battle Cohort rules, uh, you'll understand why they're fucking so goddamn good. So so Archmagos Dominus, you have to take... uh, You've got this special um, Archmagos Dominus that you can take as your general. Um, you, you can take a Magos Dominus in a normal list, but this is like Arch Magos Dominus, so it's like, you know, one of the leaders of those guys, so um, only the, Ma- the Legio Cybernetic of Battle Cohort can take that. Um, they, uh, yeah, in if chosen as a primary detachment, then if no models with the Cortex Controller War Gear survive from the detachment in play at the end of the game, the opponent opposing side gains an additional plus d3 additional victory points so that obviously is like totally fucking useful um uh, (laughs) for the enemy so they it's basically like another way of nerfing the uh cybernetica again because you're basically able to uh the enemy if they know this um they can try and assassinate all of your characters and gain some extra victory points um and it also it, you know, represents the fact that a whole bunch of robots with no fucking tech priests controlling them are just going to be like totally used uh, in the uh, post-battle sequence. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, so Legion of Steel, special rule, um, their compulsory troops have to be Castellacs and they have to take at least uh, two Castellacs in each unit. Um, and you know now that they're not scoring and they're 105 points each, that's a bit of more of a um, sort of balancing factor for this list because it's, it, it is really just like a list of just fucking killbots. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the uh, detachment's fast attack and heavy support choices must first contain at least one unit with the Cybernetica Cortex special rule before units without this special rule may be taken, just representing you know they're more likely to use a specialized robot than get in Myrmidons or some shit like that. Um, and then in, these, this is where, where the rules become really awesome, which is enhanced cyber control. So in a battle cohort detachment, Cortex controller and cyberthergy range is increased to 12, 24 inches instead of only 12 inches, 
which is massive, especially for Cortex controller range, because if you're not in Cortex controller range, you can't properly control your bots. The 24-inch range is massive. It's totally awesome. And also, Cyberthurgy at 24 inches is fucking awesome, too. Um, and then, when chosen as part of a Legio Cybernetica Battle Cohort Detachment, all models with a Cybernetica Cortex gain plus one to their initiative characteristic, which is so loco. It means that... You, uh, That's pretty Domitar- good. Yeah, Domitars are initiative four. Um, Castle X are initiative three. Uh, oh, sorry, no, no, no sorry, Domitars are initiative... Uh, yeah, Domitars and Castle X are both initiative four then. Um, it means that if you do take um, your Vorax... But, but can't, can't you do like one of those uh, magic things to make them even higher initiative? Yeah, yeah you can give them plus two initiative with the right of celerity. And now yeah. you can do them 24 inches away. So that is, so one of the strongest things in the game on the charge, other than like the Phoenix Guard Terminator unit, I'd say, is like a unit of, um, uh, of Domitars charging in and then you casting the right of celerity on one of them to make them... In a Legio Cybernetica battle cohort, one of them would be Initiative 6. And then he just runs in, does like his strength and attack uh, with concussion. And then the other ones just, you know, get to strike at Initiative 4. And then they go and they get to strike before whatever you've concussed as well. So, pretty fucking crazy. And plus one initiative is massive. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure all attacks are like Initiative 4 based. So, all attacks would go up to Initiative 5. I'm pretty Which sure. is good because then you'll. Go beforehand, and oh, well, you're still gonna struggle against Primarchs and Phoenix Guards or Empress Children generally. That has some mm-hmm. bullshit rules, but still, it's pretty fucking good. Especially our combo with the the, the fucking concussive attacks. That's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, and also Domitar get the impact hits too, like the D3 strength, whatever it is, strength seven or something impact. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool. This is why you need the Grave Warrants. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, ro- they actually did rob me in one game. They didn't get my impacts. They didn't get my extra attack from charging. So I'm just, yeah, Ugh, god yeah. And then and then they're in cataphracty as well. So they've got their, you know, yeah, four blast. They don't give a shit. Yeah, we're talking about grave wardens in the mechanic. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, in terms of business, but yeah, um, so yeah, Legio Cybernetica Battle Cohort definitely worth running if you're into bot, but just beware. Uh, if you don't, it, it, it's not an army that you just want to go straight into. You don't want to just be like, Legio Cyber, these sound fucking awesome. I'm going to pick them up and just automatically start to know how to use them. Like, without, you need to figure out how to get scoring in there. I'm, you know, I either just go, ah, fuck it, and I usually run my Legio Cybernetica as an allied. Um, uh, unit or an, a- an allied sort of uh, uh, detachment to my uh, to my tag martyr list or something like that. Just remember, if you do run and you can run uh, different the, the three different ally uh, mechanicum units, uh, sorry, four factions as allies. You can't have more than one Archmagos uh, in an army, even if it's an Archmag one's an Archmagos Prime and one's an Archmagos uh, whatever Cyber uh, Dominus. You can. You, you can only have one Archmagos. That's um, because they probably wouldn't be able to cooperate because they have to bicker yeah. about who's who's the higher outranking the other ones all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're like Grace Dears, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, like, I, I think like Skaven and Mechanica sort of have a couple of sort of like design ideas, sort of like you know, in terms of the the structure basically. and hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the backstabbing. And- yeah, backstabbing the technological bullshit, you know, spying on each other and 
hooking up fucking insane devices and that sort of stuff, I guess. But obviously the Mechanicum is way more uh, disciplined about it because they are, well, they were humans after all at some point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it's a decent list overall. I think the Cybernetica, um, you don't get, uh, you, you don't have much inbuilt anti-tank, though. So that's, yeah, Thanatar, th- uh, the Thanatar plasma mortar thing is strength 8 AP2, so you can hit side armor with that, but it's not a dedicated anti-tank weapon, you know, like the ca- uh, the Thanatar Calyx um, has, like, the strength 10 las cannon, but it's only one shot. And it's this expensive as fuck robot, so you can't rely on that. And then you've got Castellax with Dark Fire Lancers, which are troops, but can't score. Um, and uh, the, the, the Dark Lance is pretty good, though. It's two shots of Strength 7 um, with Lance. So you can always get a pen on a 6, Lance on a 5. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 they're expensive in big, in large numbers. And you against a flare shielded vehicle, you can't do shit. From the front, at least, you know, if they don't have, if you, <clears throat> you almost need to bring in, if you want to be able to cover all your bases, you probably need to bring some kind of aircraft or something that can drop some shit on people, or an allied fucking reductor guy, uh, an allied um, ordinator with a with a <laughs> conversion beamer or something like that to do some extra damage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like you know, uh, you can go and have a look at, at Cybernetica in. Uh, in a bit more depth, just gr- grab the book and, and read through the entries, but uh, the extended cyber control is awesome, but obviously, yeah, as, as, as I've just said like 20 times, the downside is no scoring shit unless you figure out, you know, you take some thralls, are you going to take Skillax? Skillax are pretty expensive, are you going to take uh, Thalax? Thalax are also pretty expensive, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. <laughs> It's more of a nice way to play than something that you would pick up the first day you decide to play Mechanicum, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's also if you're if you're like <clears throat> you could look at it this way, like if you're really in, if you say you love the Domitar models and you want to run five Domitars and you're just like I don't give a fuck what the rest of the army is, I just want to run these five Domitars. If you want to do that. Take the Legio Cybernetica list, because then you get plus one initiative, and you can tr- control those motherfuckers from 24 inches away. So, and yeah, although you, you might want to put a Magos with them and have a Magos, which which is a decent idea, he gets um, uh, he, he'll get uh, what, what's that fucking real Crusader? He'll get that, and he can hide in the unit. Um, if he dies though, you want to ha- being able to pick up control from 24 inches away is pretty good. Um, so yeah, if you want to feature that unit and you want to run them the optimal. Fucking just yeah, yeah, run a Legio Cybernetica list. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So there's the lot of Cybernetica, and then there's the Order Reductor. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Chris is gonna take us through Order Reductor. Go for it, Chris. Order Reductor, the version of the list that's basically designed to fuck things up because they can. <laughs> that's all they do. Reduce things. Yeah, that's in the name basically. <laughs> And the Order Reductor is another one of the sects, basically, of uh, the Mechanicum. And uh, as I discussed a bit before, where the Ordinator is the high-ranking officer that decides wh- where to go, the, or- the Magus Reductor is the one that uh, basically runs the armies. And uh, the army of the Order Reductor is quite interesting, because that's, uh, that's one that has its own 
force organization that's that works a bit like uh, on the right on a, a second right of war basically and uh, it they can take the regular order for a war, order doctor war covenant they can take the age of darkness force organization station charts or the matrix of ruin which we will come to uh, the most the special rules for this uh, list is uh, the master of the covenant where the compuls- compulsory hq choice of any form of of detachment using an order reductor war covenant must be sh- chosen from either a Marcus reductor, Archimedes reductor, or a special character Caleb Decima. And then they have a walk- walkers in ruin rule where all of members of the war covenant is immune to the effects of pinning caused by enemy attacks and in addition may ignore the penalties and risks for moving or charging through difficult terrain or dangerous terrain in areas of rubble, ruins, minefields, and trench works. And uh, since they are a bit more specialized, they have also have actions, uh, access to order reductor artillery tank batteries and order reductor minotaur batteries. And uh, cool. yeah, and they have to have uh, more. They have to have tal access, tal troops, basically, two units of them for all of them. And okay. they, an order reductor war covenant. Force may not con- contain a greater number of battle automata and siege automata units than half the total number of units in the detachment, regardless of that detachment's type. So if you want to, p- to play with the uh, big stompy robots, we have given you options for that already in- during this uh, recording. So go look uh, for those as well. <laughs> so, now, so now it's more about tanks. Yeah, this is about tanks, basically. Because we have the Matrix of Ruin, the Army Force organi- Organization chart. And that's uh, unique to the order reductor, and that uh, requires one HQ and two troops, and uh, to also two required or two required uh, heavy support choices. And you have a, an extra heavy support choice, and two lords of war for this force organization. Okay, that's um, that sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. And the only thing is that you have to choose choose from the provisions and requirements, and you can't take allied detachments and fortifications. And in Age of Darkness games, all units in the detachment with a tank type count as scoring units when in an enemy deployment zone. And That's quite a nice one. If just to quickly jump in here, if if anybody has listened, or you should have listened to our <laughs> previous episodes, or or maybe even to the Northern Heresy. Um, they, we have talked about uh, order reductor lists with scoring tanks before, haven't we, Chris? Yeah, and they did a quick review of my latest uh, iteration for their last, their, their, yeah, their last one, their last episodes. For how, mu- how much cheese did they complain about this time? Well, they were happy because the tanks weren't scoring in that one. <laughs> oh, bless. Sorry, boys. You, you know, I, I, I feel you, but then again, tough. Anyway, sorry, Chris, don't let me distract you from that. They have their, the the order reductor have their own special uh, Magus, as with uh, the other versions, and that's a Magus reductor, and he has some special rules as well. And that's uh, all of the Magus that Arc Magus reductors attack count as having the Sunder special rule, and in addition, rolls made by their attacks on the vehicle damage and building damage table, where this is used, have a plus one bonus, which is cumulative with any bonus from the attack's AP value, etc. Alternatively, instead of firing any weapons in the shooting phase, the Magus uh, Reductor may confer their Master of Destruction special rule's benefits on a single heavy or ordnance weapon fired by friendly vehicle or unit within six inches. This may be a vehicle in which the Magus Reductor is being transported. 
So basically, sit him in a <laughs> microcard explorator and run around. Run around doing crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 when you, when we get to the end, of this, I'll I'll tell you guys about the order of doctor list that I've been running and I've been running. Uh, yeah, basically like a tank swarm list. Um, yeah. and a whole bunch of dialects, but Keep going, Chris. Yeah, and then we have the special units for this uh, list, which is uh, what makes it interesting, at least to me, that one likes to build tanks. And that is the Ordinary Doctor Artillery Tank Battery. And for people who have played 40k for a long time, they might remember the good old vehicle design rules, where you could basically take a tank and put weapons on it and pay, <laughs> pay points for it. And uh, this is quite similar, although the options are more limited. And that, this is a base tank that is a whirlwind launcher with Vengeance and Castellan missiles that can be upgraded to use uh, to a Hyperius missile rack. And you can upgrade it with a Demolisher cannon, a Quad Last cannon, a Dual Melta cannon, an Earth, Earth Shaker cannon, a Medusa cannon with both Phosphex and regular shells, uh, oh, and uh, um, Mars Colossus Bombard cannon. Those are the options for this tank. Nice. And uh, you can, and another nice nice thing is that you can give it siege plating, which gives the front armor facing value of 13, but that hardly helps cons- considering you still have side 10, rear 10. <coughs> armor hey, hey, Chris, you, yeah. you read out the, read out the uh, the stats for the Mars Colossus Bombard because it's a unique weapon. <laughs> uh, Mars Colossus Bombard Range 12 to 72 inches Strength 7 AP 3 Ordnance 1 Barrage Massive Blast 7 inches Concussive and Pinning um, Meh Meh <laughs> Dude that's fucking awesome 7 inch template just crushes fucking AP like, uh, uh, And it's strength What strength Was it strength 7 AP 3 That's gonna give marines a bad day yeah, but for yeah, that reason, you could, if you want bombard, just take a Dominus siege bombard for your load of war slots. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it, it's still pretty. Good. And concussive isn't bad either. Like, um, if you can concuss like a prime, just drop that on a Primarch. Yeah, uh, unless you try to use it on uh, Gilliman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have to wound. Don't you? you have to actually do a wound. And he isn't he, he immune to concussive? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> he, he can never get headaches. Oh. That's yeah. quite a nice if you like tanks and just want to build your own tanks because you can. There are yeah. there are no miniatures for the order reductor tank list so for except for the min, the minotaur. It's for worth noting that it's worth noting the um, Medusa can fire the normal Medusa strength ten round as well as Phosphex. Yeah. Which is so annoying, it doesn't work the opposite way around. <laughs> I mean, for for the other legions or other armies. Yeah, but then salamanders wouldn't be able to take them at all, so... Uh, <laughs> Poor oh, salamanders. Well. That's at least uh, that entry, and we have, as I mentioned, the Order Reductor Minotaur battery, and that's the lovely kit that Fortwell did for the... Was it the, the Siege Army? The Siege... The Krieg Army, yeah. right? Uh, Siege of Rax, yeah. Yeah, Siege of Rax, so that's a while back. And that's a really lovely kit, and it's a really lovely rules-wise. I, I'm still trying to work it into my armies, because it's a bit uh, hard to work in for for now. But, uh, it's a bit out there, like the minimum... What, what's the minimum range on the gun? It, it's like 24 or... Yeah, it's 24, tor- yeah. 24, so it's 12. That's it's shorter than the regular... Basilisk. Yeah. 
But, but it doesn't have a rule where you can't, you can't shoot it at the minimum range. Like, it's got a... Uh, uh, and, uh, the dual archer, archer guess, can, cannot be leveled for direct fire and may only engage targets using the barrage rules with a minimum of range of 24 inches. Uh, On the other hand, it has a 24 to 240 inches range. Oh, that's very <laughs> handy. <laughs> Just what I need. Yeah, Ordnance 1, Massive Blast 7, Barrage, and Twin Linked. And it also yeah. got a fair shield upgrade. Hmm. Well, to be fair, if you've got an interest, if you've got a, a, a TO that's up for it, you can always bombard other tables. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll run a dual event like Australia, Sweden, and we bombard each other's tables. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just uh, okay. Hang on, we're just putting the Skype call in to relay the co- coordinates of the uh, the latest bombards. Hang on, guys, and uh, that's a hit. <laughs> I really like this list because yep. it gives you an option to convert tanks as you you really as a crazy guy, basically. I'm not crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's not crazy. Yeah. You you have had you tested. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, I, I've certainly done that. Like, I've got um, I started doing the autoreductor, obviously, like. That's always that's been my theme going back to like the Caleb Decima days. Although I don't not into special characters, um, I do. I, I, I really love the Order Reductor, so I've been that's basically been the overall theme of my army. So when the, with the Mechanicum Land Raiders, I built some uh, custom Mechanicum Land Raiders using the um, Land Raider Phobos uh, Achilles Land Raider Achilles kit, basically. Yeah. So the um, yeah, just awesome like Space Marine pattern um, Artificer fucking Land Raiders. Uh, with flare shields, which is pretty cool, and then I started adding some extra. Once this order of a doctor list came out, I added some uh, uh, some medusas, so some space marine medusas with some. I'm, gonna, I'm building some servitor crew for them, and then I've also just recently bought um, like three whirlwinds. So I tried running them as whirlwinds, which they're not too bad. You can uh, 48 inch range is pretty good for just doing some bomb- light bombardments on people and keeping people's head down, and they're only 75 points each or something. Um, but I've and I've also tried. Um, I've also met, converted them up so I can run them as the dual heat beam uh, uh, weapon um, from that list, which is pretty good. It's like range twenty four. Uh, it's it's a small blast, strength eight, AP one, melter, um, and twin linked. Most importantly, so it's pr- it's reasonably accurate. It's only twenty four inch range, but um, so once you get within twelve inches, it becomes like a fucking armor bane shot, which is decent for going after vehicles or at least keeping them at bay. Um, and the twenty-four inch range strength eight AP one, just small blast, is pretty decent for just dropping on terminators and just roasting a few, just pissing people the fuck off. Um, but I think that's pretty good. I've run the medusas too. The medusas are pretty good. I find that the strength ten is pretty good for obviously shelling out long distance, and then once people get right up in your shit. Because you don't want to accidentally scatter a strength ten shot onto yourself, then you can drop prospect like right on top of them. Like re- you can drop prospect basically danger close because you've got that two inch redeploy, and on top of that, you know they just can't they can't they can't really hurt your vehicle anyway. Um, yeah. so yeah, they're, they're the only ones I've run. I've I've seen people with basilisks, but uh, I'm not sure how they would go really. But you know, basilisk or the mortar or something would be pretty good. For what? Yeah, I have to say that I've fucking never seen a 30k army running a basilisk. So shout out if someone's doing it, fucking send me a photo. I think it's the 36 inches minimum range that makes it a bit hard to run a basilisk. 
Yeah, at least you can fire them over open sites, unlike the the Minotaur. But um, yeah, like Iron Warriors players, I've definitely seen Iron Warriors players with them. Like, if anyone's going to have them, it's going to be the fucking Iron Warriors, right? Yeah, I'm sure at some Jerry point. Yeah, that's true. I will yeah. have some eventually. <laughs> it's what they dream about. The longest range, most fucking apeshit fucking artillery you can get. As, as long as they can't take a Minotaur that can yeah, fight yeah, twice exactly. as long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is why, why sure do you think can... I'm slightly obsessed with being able to shoot at other tables? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure at some point, you know, as the list progressed and they make more and more different theme shit, I'm sure the Iron Warriors are going to in the at some point, surely. I hope so. It's, it's a small dream of mine. Yeah. So, should we just sum it up then? Tagmata is the general list. Cybernetica yep. is, well, you're really obsessed by stompy robots, and if you're obsessed by tanks, go Reductor. <laughs> yes, I would say that, yeah, and Thalax too. If you're into Thalax, Reductor is one. You have no choice sure. when it comes to Reductor to use Thalax, because you have to use them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. The, the, one of the benefits from that Reductor list, like you were saying, is that we're talking about in ruins and uh, what was it like bunkers and trenches and minefields and shit, which is really good. It's not not craters though, which is interesting. Like it's all like it says like battlefield terrain such as, and then it the battlefield terrain and it's this like ruins, rubble ruins, minefields and trench works. So. Yeah, why wouldn't craters be part of that? Because I'm constantly run just having to run around craters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, move a couple of uh, amazing. Because they're jump pack, uh, sorry, jet pack, they move through any kind of ruins or any difficult terrain, they always have to stay But being able to just jump through ruins without having to take the checks because you've got boost through cover is fucking awesome. Yeah. And also move covering all your vehicles is awesome too. You don't, like, get stuck trying to, you know, drive over some small sort of little, little ruin piece of shit. Or trenches or whatever. <laughs> you forget your dozer blade. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like you guys have covered a hell of a lot there. Um, we've been chatting for a fair while, and uh, it's been really cool to actually get an understanding. I'll, I'll be honest, I've been sat here learning about the Mechanicum more than anything else, going, okay, cool, now I understand what's going to pound me in the face when I come into a tournament or something, which is yeah. uh, if, always good to anything, know. Yeah, if anything, it's helpful just to know a bit of the background, and if somebody says, here's my Legio Cybernetica list, at least you'll have sort of a little bit more of an understanding as to like, what's going on. What's going to punch like, me? What's going to come and punch me in the face? And why didn't I not take enough yeah. uh, heavy bolters and volkites? Basically, yeah, exactly. It's like everyone has like a the Space Marine list, but not everyone, you know, like not every single gamer out there is, has picked up the Mechanicum list. Like, not everyone has access to sort of read through it and know know everything. And, or, and some people just don't give a fuck. Too. That's the other thing, you know. Like, I'm a fucking Death Guard player. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, uh, or a world eater. I'm just going to throw my guys at those things. I don't care. Um, yeah. So that's fair enough as well. AP4 chain access, mate. AP4 chain access. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is that. Actually, they get away with that. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well yeah. I would like to say uh, thank you very much for coming on, Tim, and having a chat with us about this. It's very, very cool that we've been able to uh, hang out and talk Mechanicum. And uh, Chris as well, thank you very much for putting your insight into this as well. Yeah, um, I've been learning as well, so... That's, uh, which is nice. never a bad thing. Indeed. And I've, man- I've managed to get my breeches almost painted, so yay! <laughs> good use, good use. And thanks, <laughs> as always, for being Freddy. Well, I almost finished a goon bag, so...
So I've done my I've done my part. So no, no goon of fortune right now. Just going straight goon bag one on one. Sweet. Uh, well, if that's the case, then what we'll do is we'll wrap this section up. Hopefully, we get uh, Tim and Michael on again in the future to talk podcast stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we we can have you guys on our show, or or, or we can do a, a joint thing and put it on both shows, or, or whatever you want. We'll, we'll definitely know. do something. It'll be it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. Get get the Swedish invasion spread spread about. Get get, get some arranged marriages going between our kids and stuff. You know. <laughs> Hey, got it, got it. Now, now the UK's gone and done done crazy shit. I need to secure the future. So uh, yeah, we we can work something out. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. You need a backdoor into Australia now, or something like that. <laughs> a back backdoor into a, yeah. Okay, let's let's not go down that conversation any further right now. <laughs> See, that's a rabbit hole I don't need to approach. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, man. Thanks for coming on and a really great fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Anything, guys. With that, we will play out to a tune of Tim's Choice, which uh, we will sort out once we've uh, finished recording this segment. So we will be right back with our wrap-up.
And we're back after that musical interlude. And a big thank you to Tim from the Eye of Horus for coming on and uh, talking, basically talking all things Mechanicum with us. Uh, sorry it was a bit rushed at the end there, guys. We, we wanted to get a little bit more in there, but real life basically uh, cropped up and dictated we had to move things on a little bit. But we will have Tim back on in the future. Um, we are very much looking forward to doing that. We're going to have him on one of our talks in the future, probably about... Uh, well, I don't know. Anything Black related to be fair. Black Shields, Black Shields, <laughs> narrative, fluff. Postponing it's... postponing the build of an Iron Hands army for several several years. Yeah, and we can get Michael on for how not to paint a, how not to speed paint a Forge World um Zomortalis table as well. Um Was that too soon? Because I know he's he's actually painting it. Oh, I'm gonna do like this. You had something else to mention. I do. We are uh thanks to uh Miss Freddy in the position to offer up uh, to anybody who emails them to us with their address details some Varangian Heresy podcast stickers. That's right. So you you can show your support for the Varangian Heresy um, by dropping us an email at thevarangianheresy at gmail.com with your address details and we will ship you out uh, our two uh, sticker versions which will... Uh, be great to see out and about supporting the Varangian Heresy and the Heresy 30k in general and uh, yeah they're going to be um, free of charge so we will take the shipping and we will get them sent out to you uh, so, and uh, honestly the, that we need your addresses is for the stickers and not the grab ones <laughs> I promise Chris you said you weren't going to mention that now now, now everybody's going to be checking over their shoulder yeah, but for, now, uh, now well, we have mentioned that, the, that the, mentioned that it's not our grab ones they can't really suspect us can they <laughs> no, no, they can't really suspect suspect us. No one suspects the Varangian no heresy. The Varangian heresy inquisition. No. <laughs> the Varangian inquisition. The Varangian. Yeah. And so, moving on. Yep. <laughs> we have some charity we, updates. Yeah, we have some charity information updates. Freddie, do you want to give us a heads up on how things have been going? Well, uh, like I said in the in the intro, I guess uh, we're uh, we managed to get uh, one thousand two hundred thirty eight dollars during the. Th- telethon there's been a couple of donations after that we're up to 51 percent from the set goal which is fucking amazing that's like over five thousand dollars american and uh well the raffle is still going so fucking get your raffle tickets as soon as you can the the odds are pretty high still you know to actually win the warlord because uh, a lot of the donations actually just wanted to donate, not to get raffle tickets. I think if you get a raffle tickets now, you you you're at least in single dig- digits <laughs> in the possibility to win it per raffle ticket. Uh, so just get in there, fuck man. Even if it's one one percent chance to win the warlord, it's worth it. Yeah, be in it to win it, I think is the phrase, and uh, 1% is better than no chance at all. Uh, and, and everyone's probably, for people that didn't see the telethon or haven't you know checked up on date, you can see Chris's progress either on his homepage or on the event page for the raffle. Uh, he's working hard on the legs. Uh, he's, uh, he's actually he's, uh, trying to do some sort of marble effect thing uh-huh. that he's tr- he tried out on a fell blade for the Imperial Fists. And he's kind of, you know, trying to scratch his head out and how he's going to make it look the best. It looked, from what he was showing us, I mean, his, his airbrush work and uh, stuff is, is top quality anyway, but we were watching him on the uh, 
on the uh, telethon cast and he was just knocking out some awesome work on that and he's gone for um not that it should matter by the way what colors they've gone for but they've gone for house Chrophonicus, if i remember rightly yeah it, it's the one straight from the book so he's, yeah. he's using so using the book as a template so it's going to look just like the the one from portrayal that's the goal and it, it it is looking so on point right now it is it is very awesome it is the best. Um, I wish I, I wish I could enter my own raffle. <laughs> well, you could, but it wouldn't really make it uh, well, yeah, good, no, a good I, raffle then. Yeah, I know. I already donated, but <laughs> but I, I haven't put it down as a raffle entry. Mister, uh, the raffle is won by, won by Mister um, F. Bistrom Anonymous. Yes. Bistrom Anonymous. Uh, um, yes, uh, he will. I'm sure he will easily be able to collect his prize from me in the near uh, future. But it's going to be pretty massive. Like the last thing we do on Scanners, after all the normal awards for the event, we'll, I'm going to, depending on how many raffle tickets there are, I'll, I'll figure out how, how a big dice I'll have, like a D200 or something. I'm going to get a big, massive <laughs> dice tower, and we'll have on the big board there, I'm going to have all all the names and what number they raffled. So let, let's say you bought 10 raffle tickets, and so like Jody. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. You bought 10 raffle tickets. So number 1 to 10, that would be Mr. J. And then so on, like Mr. You know, 11 will be, you know, someone else and so on and so on. Yeah. So you get... Yeah. Uh, I can't it, promise 10 tickets, but I'm definitely uh, going to buy a couple. I know. <laughs> but uh, so it, it, you will get uh, an, like a, a slot of numbers allo- allocated to you and then the dice is just going to roll and then we'll see what number comes up. And I'll, oh. I'll grab a couple of guys that there at the event to just, you know, Make sure that they keep track on, on who is who in the zoo. That's going to be yeah. exciting because I, I reckon no one's going to go there that hasn't or, or also bought a ticket. So everyone's going to keep their fingers crossed. Yeah, and if we if not, yeah. the people can get their fingers broken and buy a ticket. <laughs> and if nothing exactly. else, we might try to get uh, it at least filmed or maybe streamed yeah. if we can get the connection yeah. for it. Well, we're, we're going to try and have uh, at least one of the tables. That's what I'm going to talk to you guys. But having some sort of like a battle cast going on with the Forge World table, uh, we'll do oh, some yes. sort of uh, maybe do like a li- live podcast event for the night joust. Oh yeah, I think we can uh, we can definitely do something about that. I'm, uh, I have a lot of fun with Facebook Live and stuff. I'm pretty sure we can do a live event out there. Yep. Uh, with uh, with a decent connection, we'll we'll have a bit of fun with that. And, uh, yeah, I'm very much up for that. I think that will be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, again, another shout-out to Jens and Linus. Come on, sort it out. We'll uh, we'll do a live cu- battle cast off the uh, Forge World table now. We'll just have to, you know, read our rule books and shit and make sure we don't screw up too badly. But <laughs> um, bring it is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is uh, that is the DMD update. I do want to just do a little little segue off that, if that's okay, guys. I want to do a big shout out to uh, to Chris and the guys at Scattershot Painting, who have now set up Scattershot Hobbies. Uh, I think the... we talked about that in one of our earlier episodes that they were going to, but yeah, we seems just, like they've they gone just... ahead with the plans. Yeah, yep. they literally. I think they literally within like half an hour of the of us doing the episode recording, they were literally just post half an hour in and they posted that up. And I remember giving it a shout out, but I want to give them a bigger shout out now because they actually have it up and running. There's some uh, we've shared it, they've shared it on the Scattershot Paintings page. I think it's pretty much all over the 30k community um, 
podcast community pages. Yep. But they've got a, a storefront up. They're doing a lot of work on it right now. It's looking very cool. There are going to be gaming tables and everything in there. And massive amounts of big ups and powers to you guys for putting this together. It looks awesome. Yeah, and we wish you all the best of luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And at some point, I'm sure we will have to try and work out how to get over there and come and game and, you know, do something in person if we can find a way of making it happen. It has to be done. Yes, it does. Another another pilgrimage. And and I guess we should also, like, while we were talking about the event and thanking everyone, we should probably thank the TFL guys for oh, organizing yeah. the whole telethon in the first place. I, I had like Brilliant a fucking idea. blast, even though I got way too blasted <laughs> towards the end. Fuck, I was up all night and I was drinking, drinking, waiting, mixed up the time, so I was, kept drinking and then, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you got drunk, you had a hell of a good time. We raised some, raised some money for a great cause and we got to sit and chat with some dudes we had, we've just chatted with online and it was very cool to chat in person and uh, have some fun with it. Yeah. It's awesome to see how like everyone in the community kind of becomes more and more like family. Yeah, definitely. It it is one fam one giant family, a dysfunctional, fucked up, perverted family. But you know, yeah. we do it's we a do family our after all. <laughs> but that's we try we try to do the the, the, the uh, fucked up perverted part at least. At least that's why we love each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just like incest, it's all it's all one big happy family. Um, <laughs> But yeah, big big up to those guys. Uh, thank you ever so much for putting that event on. That was very very cool of you. And uh, yeah, we'll try and grab you guys, some of the guys onto uh, the podcast as well in the future. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which would be very awesome as well. So what's up next? What's on uh, next on our list to be taking a look at? I just need to switch to the other list. Um, Chris, yeah, global er- global escalation league heresy stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Go. Well, Go we you. talked about a bit of this in the beginning of the episode, in the intro, but uh, there's really not much more to say than that you should participate in it if you want to just get to, get to know your community around you, because I, I listened to, I think it, yeah, it was the latest TFL livecast, and they said that uh, yeah. they had got a message from someone that uh, just joined the group, thinking that there were no one close, close to him playing, and found out there were ten other dudes living close by to play with. That's awesome. And that's the point of the Escalation League, to get you playing and get you f- and help you find people to play with. Dudes looking for dudes. Exactly. Amen to that. And it's uh, quite a nice community already in the group chat, and uh, as yeah. of uh, what is the, today's the... Uh, yeah, as of next weekend, uh, the Northern Heresy guys will take over, and... Uh, We'll see how much they ruin ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, they will run yep, it. Every, I mean. will run the entire campaign into a swamp. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's into their domain. <laughs> their domain. That yeah, they 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 live in a swamp. Yep. that's what we're saying. Um. So yeah. <laughs> yep. They take over. They take over next month. And I don't. Do we know who's taking over the month after that? Uh, there's a list somewhere, but I'm not sure. I think it's either. Sean from STI or it's the Radio Free East one guys. Okay, well we'll find out who's taking over. In the or we could just do uh, that is, or it's I, or it's Eye of Horse guys, or it's Eight of Darkness guys. So you take it, take Basically, one of the podcasts yeah. is going to be one taking of the over. other podcasts in this uh, league is uh, taking over. But be, be sure of that it will be a good time because they are all good people and 
They all love you a long time. Yeah, some some more than others. <laughs> some yeah. extra long. Extra long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Spencer, elf outfit. Get on with it. Um, not related, but I just thought it would be a good time to throw that in. Um, so, uh, do we have another event uh, down in your we, neck of the down woods? In, down, in, down, in my, down in my neck of the woods. Uh, yes, we have Avari. We have phase three of the Avari cluster coming up, and that is being organised in Spellhus in Malmo. Uh, Malmo. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, they they should really create a soundboard. It would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, but down here in Malmo, and uh, it is a twenty five hundred point um, event. Uh, there's not a huge amount of details out for it just yet, um, but I'm sure we will get Oscar on the show again in the future, and we'll have him on to talk about it. Um, but this is phase three of their thirty uh, k heresy sort of narrative grow league. Um, campaign for this year and there will be a, a phase four as well towards the very end of the year um, but I have I have officially requested the time off for this event and as far as I'm concerned I'm actually going to this one and Chris you're coming down as well yeah, wow you have offered uh, you have offered uh, uh, some, some, some place to stay and uh, that's uh, half the battle really from going halfway <laughs> across the country yeah just a little bit so you've got, you've got some crash space here at mine yeah and um, yeah, we so we're going to have uh, have some uh, Varangian uh, heresy representation at the event. And I think that uh, Jens might be going. I doubt Linus uh, would be going because it's quite far for him to travel. Well, I'm pretty sure Jens is uh, going to rep for the Northern Heresy. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we're definitely getting some uh, definitely getting him down. And um, I think it's going to be a hell of a good time. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And that is that is the idea at the end of the day. That's what we what we hear about. Is to have a good laugh and um, get some heresy in. If nothing else, I'm just going to be able to going to be able to get my uh, scandals list or part of my scandals list tried out anyway. The majority of it, at least. Well, yeah, maybe maybe drop the Lord of War or something. I don't know. I haven't decided mm. yet. Let's see. We'll have to see what their what their rules are as well, cause depending yeah. what. What you can or cannot run, because my list uh, for scanners might not be legal for that event, <laughs> and I'm fine. I'm no. fine with that because uh, it, at the end of the day, as you say, we are there to have fun and not to uh, make people cry. Yeah. And uh, so that's why I that's why I need uh, the would it be like twelve medusas for uh, BSK, which actually segues nicely into well, the next one is scanners, so. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it totally segues nicely into Scandus because I was talking. Chris, I was talking about my Scandus list. What the hell are you going to get on about? Really? BSK. You totally stepped all over my segue there, man. Not cool. That's what knights are for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Freddy, Scandus. Yeah, yeah. Scandus. <laughs> uh, 15th and 16th of October. Uh, right now, uh, all my fucking tactical cards are stuck in customs, but <laughs> eventually I'll get them. According to them. <laughs> uh, also, I have, as people that are following me on Facebook, I've sourced the the trophy, the Vandringspokal, or the Ashes for Scandus, uh, which is the Blade of Scandus. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to look awesome. It's going to be nice for like the the winning team to wield that and you know is, show it around. Is that like one of the Excalibur replicas from Hobbix? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> uh, this is actually forged properly, so. Oh, good. Ooh. I always go all in, you know, that balls deep, fucking fist, fist up to elbows, all that shit. Yeah, what was it uh, your mate called it, uh, Jody? Was it dwarf deep? No, that was my mate. It was your mate. I mean, yeah. I, 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 there's too many people. <laughs> too many dwarfs. There's too many people with weird friends, yeah. is what you say. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's right. Your friend was king of Sparta, that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lex is the king of Sparta for the weekend. Yeah. It's very, very important not to get them mixed up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, hopefully, so everyone already knows it's 3,000 points, uh, and then a 1,000 points uh, Son Martalis list. Also, bring a load of war or a slash super heavy for a point value up to 500 points. For the night yeah. joust on the night yeah. of Saturday. Saturday, mate. I might have a night for someone to lend if they want to. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, have, yeah. Uh, I'll have heaps of super heavies slash primarchs slash knights to lend at, at the event if you, for some reason, in your 3,000 points, refuse to have a Lord of War room or something. Or uh, <laughs> do the brilliant uh, choice of uh, uh, Cerberus. Yeah, or or actually, if you do the brilliant choice of only having Lord of Wars, they're more expensive than 500 points. Because well, you could run Leviathan and only have Titans. Or a Warhound, because that's, cause that's uh, 750 points, so that oh. could still work. Yeah. Well, you could, you could, I tell you what, we could, you know, if you're interested, you can make a special mm-hmm. rule. You take the weapons off the Warhound, and then you can have him. That's, that's true. <laughs> or just the Warhound weapons on a base. Oh. <laughs> just do like okay, a, this a, is, a super heavy weird. fortification. But also, I want a big check. Like, I'm trying to sort out the team shirts uh, and trying to get, like, a quote for it and see if I have to readjust the entry fee or whatnot. But I need everyone's sizes just so I can kind of get an idea of (laughs) how many we're looking at and kind of what's spread in different sizes. So get on the fucking event page, put down your size, and if you're, uh, I don't know, if you don't want to tell anyone your size, just fucking PM it to me. I don't know. Oh. If, you know, if you're extra small, you know, or if you want, you know, you, you use the kitty store when you buy your t-shirts, then we, we won't. We, we don't want to be mocked openly. Yeah. In, in a friendly, banterish manner. Yeah. Then just PM me your size. It's all good. Because right now, uh, the, the the gift pack for rocking up at Scandis is looking like a. Uh, Horus Heresy, Tactical Objective Cards, uh, Dog Tags, uh, Dice Box, and a Team Shirt. Fucking epic, in other words. Yeah, I think. That's really, really sweet. Yeah, we're going to have to work on something like that as well. Right. And the stickers, as always. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. And some Varangian Heresy stickers in there. Yep. Well, every, everyone that's kind of supporting the event will have. I'll sort out stickers for them. Sweet. Mm. Very cool. Dude. Sweet. <laughs> Dude, mate. I bet there uh, be some like, Barbie stickers as well, then. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dude. Well, all cool. about the <laughs> but make sure, so you rock up there. I'll have, um, for for people uh, that are rocking up, and if you if you don't think you can paint 3,000 points, you're only going to be able to paint 1,000 points. I will have uh, Lend Armies there, Empress Children, World Eaters, Raven Gods, Solar Exilia, uh, freaking Black Shields. What else do I have? Empress Children, did I say that? You did, yep. but it's worth saying twice. Uh, definitely. Oh, Death Guards. Uh, so th- there will be possibilities to, like, if you can't get up to 3,000 points, either you can 
if you want to hit me up and want to use allies or if you want to use like a 3000 points list straight off the bat or or anything like that just let me know same with, goes with the super heavy for the night joust there's no reason not to participate yeah i've got to do that and there, there will be uh, the, there's also a planned uh, or a sort of ad hoc planned uh, Battlefleet Gothic game being uh, put together by uh, ourselves as well. Well, if we if we want to find the time, because there's so much else going on. But yeah, we're we're pay- going to paint up some fleets and bring them up anyway. Yeah, the fleets ain't uh, really the big problem, big thing to transport to an event like this. No, so that's not a major issue. But uh, yeah, there's a potential Battlefleet Gothic being played up there as well, which could be a lot. So of if fun. you have a Battlefleet Gothic list. Yeah, and you want to come and get involved as well if there is time. You know, outside this is this is totally just for fun, outside of the pre-organized uh, stuff. So the pre-organized stuff gets uh, first shouts. Yeah, and then um, you know, if we have time, we'll we'll play a bit of battle. Well, if, well. If there, there's no need to <laughs> go to, like, uh, we'll have the the place where where it's at, as I have the keys. Uh, we'll be there. 24-7. We can stay there after the night jails. We can still stay there and, and play. We can fucking play until the morning when the next round starts. It might be. So basically, <laughs> drunken battle fleet is what we're saying. Yeah. Oh, I and, uh, and obviously, there, it, there will be an 18-year-old age limit as I will be selling alcohol. Yeah. So basically, if it's as long as it's aged 18 years, it's allowed in. Mm. To, to the bar area. Yeah. To the bar. But yeah. obviously you can still play, but don't buy anything in the bar. Yeah, we don't want Freddie going to jail again. No, it's um, too too annoying. So <laughs> he got so much bail money, and the, the last lot got spent on four. Yeah, no, it's just I, I like I like to paint while sitting down. That's it. <laughs> the ability to be, the ability to be able to sit down naturally is uh, mm. is definitely not overrated. <laughs> so yeah um so that is that is a, a, a an update on scandus which just keeps getting better and better and better and then um that rolls us into B- uh, bsk yeah so chris do you want to take that one yeah that's the event that our friend eric is uh, involved yeah. in he's the one that also runs uh, the 30k sweden group and we had as a as a guest it was all this like during episode three I think. Yep. Something like that. And uh, that's uh, basically uh, an event at the uh, Spale Convent in November. And it's uh, an event that it's it's designed to get new people into the game, but ev- everyone's welcome. And that's why they have, uh, like, on the first day, the Friday, that's the 4th of November, they have, a, like, a display day with uh, some, well, some demo tables and... Uh, you can look at people's armies and talk about the game and stuff like that. And on a Saturday they have a campaign day. That's the 5th of November. And uh, there you have 20 spots, 1,500 points and 2,500 points. And that's just because if you're a new player and you don't have the ability or possibility or time or well drive to paint up a 2,500 points army before before the start of November this year, you can always go for the 500 points option, which is quite doable with our little nice uh, escalation league this summer. Yeah. And uh, so, if you bring up, if you only can, if you can only bring a 500 point army, 
if everyone else is required to bring a 59 point list and a 250 point list, 2500 point list, sorry, uh, you could always just uh, say, oh, say for a game, I, I'm sorry, I only have 500 points, and then you play a 59 points game instead of a 2500 point game. Yeah, and that's never a bad thing because it's it's game of heresy. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a designed to get people into the heresy as well, and it, so it's not the really an event where you, like for Scandalous where you should bring a themed list that has basically whatever you want in it because you have a 3000 point limit and everyone is on the same level it might not be fun to rock up with a 1500 point limit a 500 point to 250 point 2500 point list built from calc boxes for versus a list with uh, Forge World Super Heavies only so yeah. that's not really the best way to start your 30k <laughs> journey so Chris is basically saying, don't play his list. Um, well, I wouldn't play. I, I am going to that event. I'm not playing this, this list. That's a good thing. Yeah, because I want to plan, play a list that's uh, more suiting for the event. Yeah, definitely. So that's cool. So that's a nice little event being put together by Eric and the team there. Yeah. And then that, so far, I think that wraps it up for our event list. Um, but... Uh, next next episode we will be doing a little bit of a reveal on something that we are putting together here on the Varangian Heresy um, which will be a little bit of fun for next year and uh, yeah so stay tuned in our next episode for a new addition to the events list and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that one so other than that if we've got no other events to shout out I would say if you have an event, if you've got a gaming group or if you've got uh, an, an, a full-on event or anything that you want shouted out to, to boost the signal, get in touch. We will happily give it a shout-out on the air and we'd love to do that and spread the heresy and get every get more people rocking up um, to your event for you. And uh, yeah, so just drop us an email at thebrangedheresy at gmail.com and we will get that done. We will get it shouted out as of our next episode for you. And we will also add it to our new little list on our Facebook page. Under that, oh, it's yes. under notes, I think. And there's yep. only f there's the four events that we have mentioned now, basically. Well, three events and plus another uh, second one. Yeah. But that's uh, if you have an event and you want us to add it, just tell us basically. Yeah, just get in touch. Let's just get some interaction going. So. Get in touch and let us know what's going on, and uh, we will get it shouted out on the show. Um, so yeah, other than that, is there anything else you guys can think of to add to the uh, the events and sort of charity section? No, I think no, that's not about it. Well, then let's just give a bit of a round out shout out to the uh, Heresy community on the uh, on the podcast front. And if you're listening to us, then you are most likely listening to these guys, but you never know, you might have missed one or two of them. So I want to give a shout out to um, our brothers in arms, the uh, Age of Darkness, the Northern Heresy, Radio Free Istvan, the uh, the Eye of Horus, uh, of course for our guest Tim today, uh, Seize Initiative, and um, and uh, can't can't forget to mention the Imperial Truth there, um, and then in. Uh, in the sort of we have 30k in our content sometimes category we've got uh, Masters of the Forge the Independent Characters Loaded Dice Podcast uh, Combat Phase and the It Will Not Die Podcast um, 
and there's one one thing I want to say before we go any further is I want to give a shout out to uh, Johnny, Jason, and John from the Overlords who have put an announcement up this week that there's a a change of the guard taking place on the Overlords podcast as the boys are uh, maybe getting a little bit of a hob of uh, podcasting fatigue and um, want to. Uh, start doing some different things than what the the current format of the overlords has been um so they they're talking about doing their own thing um the overlords will still continue so we're going to get two podcasts instead of one from the overlords which is going to be cool but i just want to say thanks to uh, thanks to those three guys for making some extremely entertaining content um loved hearing about their road trip to um i can't remember if it was the lvo or i think it was the lvo uh they went out to jason and uh one of the one of the Johns. Yeah, I think it was I, I John or John. <laughs> mm. They were going to. They were went to the LVO this year. Yeah, and they, they had sure their, did. their road trip. Yeah, road trip and their shooting of guns and all their fun, fun stuff. But uh, you know, thank you guys for doing some great content. Hopefully, we'll see some more 30k content from you very soon. Um, and good luck to the uh, to Inquisitor Steve and the the rest of the um, Overlords who are going to continue on with their podcast as well. So good luck to you guys. We look forward to it. Um, so, other than that, I am pretty much uh, convinced we are pretty much coming to the end of this uh, this section, and uh, in fact, the end of this episode. Unless anybody else has got anything else they want to add? Uh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay then. Well, that's the case then. It's good night from me and me and me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets, full grim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy signing off. Good night. Let the body set the flow. Let the body set the flow. Let the body set the flow. Let the body set the flow.